Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no foolin' I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. It is Saturday night, November 25, year 2017, and Merry Christmas, Patricia. And two days after Happy Thanksgiving. That's true. How are you? Adorable. How am I? <laughs> now you sound like a bubble. What? So would you say that one more time? How are you tonight? Adorable. I am fine, thank you, lovable. Good. It started out as a very cool morning and no sunshine, and this afternoon it was beautiful. Like in the 70s with a breeze, it was really nice. I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, you should be. You've been seeing people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just cried with all of those books going out. And, oh, my goodness. People can buy Christmas presents with this, but oh, my goodness. Terrible. Just terrible. I mean, so many. I, I just. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Peanuts is safe. Oh. <laughs> I put them in a special. I put them in a special box and wrap them in bubble wrap, and each one is in a Ziploc bag, and it's climate-controlled storage, so no moisture will get in, and so they're very safe. So and they're to, already packaged. Okay. Well, hmm? So Giuseppe didn't throw those in the. Uh, oh, jeez. I'll tell you. For anyone who might have missed it, I guess maybe I didn't even mention it last week. 
I have someone helping me. I mean, he's paid, but he's he's helping me, and he works. I, I've just never seen anybody work like him. He's up and down stairs, back and forth, in and out. I'm, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> just leave it there. Well, we got to do something with this. <laughs> okay, put it there. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll say, no, I don't need it. You can do with it as you see fit. I've got two piles, one for for pickup and recycling, and the other one as a donation pile. So he says, well, maybe I'll take it. <laughs> so he's been packing up stuff. He's got all my mugs. He's going to take them with him. <laughs> it has just been a circus. But today I did oh, probably 50% of my books, and I had already gotten a hit on them, so I've got about one-third left. And I have to do that by Monday because everybody's coming to clear out the stuff on Monday. So that's my move report. Did you have did you have uh, lunch with your brother and sister? Oh, I did. We had lunch together yesterday and did some stuff at the apartment. And today they picked me up at ten o'clock and we spent about five hours there. And bless Jim, he washed the car. She looks so pretty. And now I have to get her running. <laughs> Battery is dead, so I have to get um, the AAA people out and start the battery, and um, I don't think there's anything major left. Someone who claimed the furniture decided she didn't, she couldn't get over there because nobody was dependable, and that's because I said, are you still on for Sunday? You're coming over Sunday? Oh, no, I think I have to work. Oh, boy. So I've got lots of furniture to get rid of, <laughs> but we shall see. And did you have, mm. did you have pizza for Thanksgiving? Wait, do you know there was not a place, not a pizza place open? How dare they want to celebrate Thanksgiving? Oh, jeez. And he could have done split shifts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should no? have, we should have gone on Amazon for you. Amazon delivers everything. They could have delivered you a hot pizza in a box. Really? Well, we're going to do it next week after everything is is fixed. I called the office today and asked for two extra days because the 30th is what thursday yes. that sounds right yeah and i wanted friday and saturday just extra time to make sure the books got packed up right and storage can the guy who's going to put stuff in storage can come and they said oh you want sunday so i got uh, i said friday and saturday and sunday and i said okay and i'll uh, can i pay prorated oh they do this for everybody all the time just go ahead and take it if there's a problem somebody will call you so I got the three extra days for free, so I'm really pleased with that. Nice. That's a good deal. Good. And then we're into Christmas. That is true. We'll have a Christmas holiday special. I don't know exactly what. Uh, you, I don't know exactly. You, you're kind of disappearing on me now. Are you not leaning into your mic? I guess I'm not. Hello, oh, there, there you are. Yeah. I knew it was perfect at one point. Yeah, that's true. Well, I was just trying to figure out how to protect your ears, you know? <laughs> well, you did fine. This is fine. So we've got, oh, I've got stuff for you tonight, too. Ah. I've got, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, what am I going to do with my Winnie the Pooh book and, and my Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer book? I think I'll have room here for them. Okay. You need not, that. If yes. not, we're gonna, the family going to start a fun, a fun drive and get picked. Patricia, the Kindle copies of all the books she doesn't have anymore. <laughs> no, I figured out. 
between the Nook and the Nook website, I think I've got almost 300 books set aside. Not all of them are going to be anywhere decent because I'm drawn to free books and many times, if not the majority of times, they are uh, practice sessions for writers who want to be writers. So, yeah. But a lot of them are good. Yeah. So. But, you know, Christmas is coming. I'm reading a mis- hmm? Christmas, Christmas is, is coming, coming, right? And when Patricia gonna going to have good stuff to read this year. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I got plans. We'll have pizza? Whatever you want to spend, whatever you want to do for Christmas, we'll figure this out. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, food is not... Uh, oh, goodness gracious. I have it. We have eggs every single day. Scrambled eggs. How can, how can somebody survive on scrambled eggs? I think... I'm beginning to understand why the soldiers in World War II grew to the point where they don't even want to walk past a can of Spam in the supermarket. Spam was just off their list. They got it every day. And now I'm beginning to understand why that happens to the human brain. I don't even want to look at another egg. And I loved breakfast. So they haven't fixed the kitchen mess yet, huh? That's still an issue? They did. This is kitchen stuff. We've had the kitchen back online for at least a week. You wouldn't know it by some of the meals. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have our kitchen back. And I did get a salad one day, so that was nice. Good, good. Oh. I want to run away from home. Well, you can come here. You know that. Yeah, I can't run that far. Well, and I can't run 3,000 miles. I can't even walk a block. We'll, just put, we'll put you in a nice little go kart. That that way you can have fun. Oh yeah, a golf cart. Yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Mm-hmm. I can fit a little suitcase in the back. Sure. Get kind of wet when it's rainy, but they do have side flaps. That's, That's a great idea. Yeah, a little go kart. I like that. I don't know how it would work on the interstate. Well, we'll worry about that. That's true. That's true. Well, we can worry about that later. Anything we. Anything you want to do first, my dear, before we let the family talk to you? Well, I can tell you Black Friday online sales. These are people who bought from Amazon and Wayfair and all sorts of places like that. Mm -hmm. It was up almost 17%, and they did, um, let's see, oh, I should have multiplied this out. Last year it was $5 billion, so 17% higher than $5 billion. Isn't that incredible? I don't know how they got the figures in so fast, but they did. My mom... I couldn't get the reach. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My mom was saying that some stores are thinking about doing away with Black Friday because they have losing so much business to online. They, uh, mm-hmm. Some of the stores just think, why, why bother, you know? Um, this year, this year they... Uh, they Notes during the day said that they were rebounding and they were pleased with the sales, but that was early in the day. I don't know how that played out, but I don't blame them. I don't blame them. And, you know, with the craziness, somebody had an article in one of the major newspapers today about the psychology behind the mayhem that is created on Black Friday where people actually get trampled. One person was killed a few years ago. He got trampled to death in a Walmart. It's just dreadful, and that's the kind of stuff that keeps people out of the stores. I don't know how they fix it. Black Friday has been around forever, 
but you know you can't make a lot of money on the uh, on the lures that they. Oh, I don't know. It was interesting. My brother went Black Friday shopping Friday morning, mm-hmm. and he went to Best Buys. There was hardly anybody in Best Buys. They're over next door at Nordstrom's. The Nordstrom discount. Uh huh. So. Maybe the whole block. I, know, I remember you saying he did pretty well over at yeah, Best Buy. He did. Except he had to, <laughs> he almost goofed on something. <laughs> but yeah, but he made year, it. Yeah, but this year he saved about $200 by going really? Friday morning. Yeah. Was it crazy nutsy? No, there was not. There were no, there, there were no crazy nutsy no, crowds. And there wasn't big lines or anything. So. Yeah. So. Huh. I don't know. The online people are are doing very well with the free shipping. Yeah, that's what people are looking for. They get good prices, free shipping, and it gets to their door way before Christmas. And this is what I've been listening to the radio this week. The first time I've heard Amazon really promote Black Friday shopping on Amazon. It's really. Yes. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard an ad from Amazon. So I'm wondering. Is that the first one you've ever heard? Yes. And so I'm wondering, wow. the, I'm wondering if they're trying to do the knockout, bro, trying to knock out yeah. the book of mortars. Yeah. Well, they're, they're dealing, oh, dear. <laughs> when you hear that clunk, it's the one of the vending machines. The refrigerator is getting a little noisy, <laughs> and it sounds like a sound effect from radio because it goes, da, 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 da. It sounds like something from Fibber McGee. So we'll get entertained with that shortly. Um, I don't know. Amazon is is into so much. They're into. They've been into food for a long time, but I don't know about groceries. What are they doing with groceries? They bought a, a grocery store chain out, Whole Whole Foods. They don't have perishables. Is that correct? Well, they bought Whole Food out. Or <laughs> the actual stores, hmm? and so people can go shopping at Whole Foods. And if they want to order stuff from Amazon, they're, they're having stores walkers. So, but they bought Whole Food out. Uh, we had a Whole Food closed down here. They just couldn't. They couldn't maintain the business. And also, I mean, if you ever go which is interesting because Sam's Club and Costco are thriving. The prices are so high. Um, You're gonna have to turn yourself up a little bit or lean into your mic because I'm missing some words in between on your sentences. Okay. Yeah, the prices at Whole Foods are so high. Yes. In Whole Foods, they're high? They're really high. Ooh, how foolish can they get? What were they doing that was supposed to be different and worth extra money? Uh, All natural, you know, uh, the... Oh, the organic stuff. Uh-huh. I have something interesting to share with you about organic food. People pay such extraordinary prices for a head of lettuce, you know, 3 or $4 for a head of lettuce that's organically grown. And they did a study, there was a study done on foods that were, that were posted in supermarkets as um, green-wise, you know, the, the greengrocer type thing where there were no pesticides and hand-picked and packaged. And they found that 97% of what they checked was not it was just regular produce. Yes, I'm, I'm not surprised. Ninety-seven percent. Yeah. Well. And uh, of course, that was not. Uh, they they could not check every supermarket across the country, but the ones that they checked, and as far as I know, they just randomly picked and they threw darts and said, "Okay, we'll go to these." 
and they found 90, 97% in some of the stores were, were regular produce being sold at the higher prices. Phew, that's not very nice, you know. I think they call that dishonest. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So, are we going to invite people to call us tonight? They've been calling, so I have them on hold. So you have somebody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who you got? Hello there. You're on with Patricia. Hey Patricia, it's Paul. Hi Paul. Hi Paul. How are you? Uh, um, uh, at this minute, fair, but. Not too good this last week. Now, I'm going to oh, tell you something sorry. that's been going on, and, and if I want to uh, find out if you know any more than I do or anybody else who's listening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Patricia, I'm, and Walden, and anybody, everybody, the, the family, uh, I am on a fentanyl patch, pain patch. Uh-huh that I yes. wear constantly on my shoulders. I switch from one side to the other every three days with a fresh pat. Right. <clears throat> uh-huh. My wife told me uh, at the end of last weekend or something like that, uh, there's a new form required for opiates, and it's not there yet. And they say it's going to take about a week. And I said, what are you talking about, not at the pharmacist or not at the doctor's or what? And she says, I don't know, but it's just not available. And so none can be filled. And in the back of my mind, I recalled um, getting an alert on my phone, and I like to listen to the White House live occasionally. And I remember mm-hmm. Trump announcing that, uh, like, a national emergency uh, for opioid abuse. Right. Right. And it so wasn't a national emergency. I, it was a public health emergency. And there's a difference because they don't have to fund a public health emergency. They do have to fund well, a national well, emergency. Well, could you turn her up and you up, please? I'm sorry. I should have asked for that in the very beginning because I've been suffering, especially from you, Patricia. Okay, hold on. During- yeah, I thought so. Last week that was the same problem, too. Okay. I'll just keep counting. Are you? Is this getting any better? Okay, a little bit more, Patricia. I am looking to see if we can do that. Um, okay. How are we doing? Hold on. Let's see. Not quite yet, right? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, this should be better for for Paul. Okay. Okay, Paul. What I said about the uh, the opioid crisis. Trump declared yes. a public yeah, a public health emergency, which the government does not have to fund. They, it's not like FEMA you know, gets emergency funds. If it were a national emergency, the government would fund part of the, you know, the, the program to, to control opioid addictions. But because it's a public health emergency, they don't have to have anything to do with the funding. Isn't that clever? Right. But they... Uh... Oh. I, I seem to remember, though, about a year ago, this was a, they were going to put more restrictions on doctors filling out forms or things for this. And I, I seem to, maybe I'm wrong with the timeline, yeah. but I think it's been well, in the, in the works yeah, for a while. Well, you know what, I just went through this. You, At least at my doctor here in, in California, I had to 
every year I got to go through and um, answer this questionnaire and acknowledge and agree mm -hmm. about all the things that I will do and all the things I won't do. Right. And uh, well, you've, you've so, actually signed a contractual agreement. There's, there's. Could, yeah. Could you still and, turn uh, up, Patricia? Well, then you're you're really loud. She is about the same. Okay. You want me to turn you turn it down or turn you uh, a weapon? Turn you turn you down a little. Okay. I can do that. And oh. if you have more gas on her, open up the throttle a little. Okay, I please. can do that. Go ahead, Patricia. Okay. Here I am. Is that any better? No. I guess okay, well, then you must be on the wrong <laughs> pot, or... No, no, I just, I, I got so many buttons, and I'm trying to be careful. So. <laughs> okay. All you have to do is find the U buttons and okay. turn them down. Excuse me. <coughs> they are renovating the first floor from the flood, and they've got dust kicked up all over the place. I'm sure there's probably some mold down there, not anything significant. But every time I breathe, <laughs> I start to cough. I'm allergic to whatever is getting kicked up. But anyway, on the um, regulations, they've, the doctors have to use special paper that it will just explode if you try to reproduce it. Uh, it's kind of got a blue tint to it. And I so see. when they get to, yeah, when, when they, even at the bottom of the, of the schedule scale, you know, five, four, three, two, they will, um, and two is marijuana and one is, is um, heroin. So, you know, the... Uh, the scale is, is interesting. But I did not hear about any additional regulations, and for you, I would encourage you, if you haven't done it already, to call the pharmacy and ask what the situation is because patients who are on that's fentanyl how, are That's how are she found out about it, I'm pain. sure. And if, and, if, and if it doesn't get taken care of, you know, I, I, last night I was like, Oh my gosh! I could see myself being in the emergency rooms way too soon. Exactly, exactly. So it it doesn't sound logical that they would refuse to fill it. They have to have a supply of that in the pharmacy, so at least to carry you over for that week. Maybe the manufacturers are not sending to the pharmacy for one week, but the pharmacy it, has backup supplies. It's it, it it wasn't a supply thing the way my wife said. She said it was a new form, and the new forms aren't wherever it needs to be, either at the doctor's office or the pharmacy. They're wow. not there, and so they're waiting on the form. So that's why I wondered if it was an administration problem because of this so-called opiate addiction thing, so they're making a new form, you know, to yeah. put opiate, some extra the stuff addiction in there. Is not and, there, uh, so it makes the patients And suffer. so, anyway... I have Norco tablets that I use mm -hmm. for breakthrough pain when the fentanyl patch isn't enough. And so yeah. I've been, I mean, today, early today, I decided, hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta meter this out on a regular basis here, one pill at a time, every four yeah. hours, rather than, um, you know, feeling much better at, by taking two at one time because I'm only supposed to take, uh, six a day, right, because of the Tylenol. That's what I re right. seem to remember. It's the yeah. Tylenol. 4,000. 4, well, I know it's the Tylenol on, in it yeah. that, that limits the number of yeah. Norco that I could take. Well, you can count up the like, milligrams. You've got a maximum of 4,000 milligrams in 24 hours. Okay. On, the, like, on the Tylenol, uh, yeah. 4,000? 4, 
4,000 is the maximum, and they recommend they recommend 3,000, and you're way under that. As an as an you know an additive in the medication, you are way under that. So don't be concerned about the the Tylenol thing. Don't be concerned about it. No. Four thousand, you say milligrams. You you can take up to four thousand milligrams of Tylenol a day without risking liver failure or liver disease. Mm. Um, there are some people who are more sensitive to it, and they'll have a problem at 2,000 milligrams. But in general, the, the average population can take as much as 4,000 milligrams of Tylenol per day. And because you're not using Tylenol exclusively, you're using a medication with a Tylenol booster, which is usually 325 milligrams. That's um, what it is. You're not going to get in yeah, you're not going to get near the maximum of Tylenol, so that that, that would not be my major concern. Okay, 4,000, is it milligrams or micrograms? Milligrams, or? yes. No, milligrams. You were right. Okay, MG. Correct. 4,000 so, milligrams acetaminophen yeah. a day. I mean, I know. Correct. Okay. Of Tylenol, yeah. Did you talk with the pharmacist about the requirements that they are starting to follow now or will have to follow I'm, as I'll soon as they get this straightened out? I need to because um, my wife was busy today. Uh, mm -hmm. So I will find out myself to satisfy yeah. Yeah. my curiosity I, I think as, that, as to where this yeah. problem has originated from. And, and that's yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think today, like my mom's been going through issues, I think today you have to be proactive with your own health. You've got to. Oh, oh yeah. You've well, we are. To, you've got <laughs> to get on the phone, everybody. I'm just talking to our yeah. family member. It, don't assume it's like the old days. You've got to be proactive. If there's something wrong, get on Ask the questions. Phone. Yeah. Ask questions. And yeah. if you don't understand the answer or it's not complete enough, ask for more information. Yes. It's and your job to make sure you stay well. And, and sometimes, my case, my mom, the last couple of weeks, have gone down and sat in the doctor's <coughs> office and waited until they, had, they could talk to her. Because she just wanted to make yeah. sure she could clarify things. And, yeah. And you you got to be proactive, everybody. You know, if there's got to do yep. it. I have a handful of, of um, uh. business cards from the doctors and uh, appropriate nurses at University of California, San Francisco, mm -hmm. MS Center, where I've, I've just recently been um, starting to get reevaluated. Mm -hmm. They're even wondering if I have MS. So just after the first appointment, uh, the young doctor, Dr. Dr. Romeo, yes, um, <laughs> oh, when he uh, asked me if I didn't mind if he brought in a senior doctor. And if I, did I already tell you this before? No, okay. not that I remember. And a senior doctor came in, and and, she, and he just ran by the stuff that he had been writing down and the stuff that he's been learning from talking to me and the appointment and the um, mm -hmm. medical records he's given him. And, and then she's like, hmm, well, hmm. She, she goes, oh dear. Um, so far right now, I'm wondering what made Dr. Janane give you uh, – you know, clinically definite MS, because just right now I don't see it, you know. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't just say, well, let's restart the Avonex, because you don't want to just do that. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah. so just keep going. You know, there's all this work up and get new new MRIs, yeah. which I've now done. Yeah. I haven't heard the results yet, though. But yeah. this time they went further than they ever have, and they went down my um, neck some, which they haven't done mm-hmm. in the past. Excellent. No, they went down my neck and my upper yes. thoracic Yes. Yes, that's excellent, excellent. Yes. So you yes. Ha- you have been it makes on, you wonder, like, well, why don't on... go all the way down then? You know, I mean, yeah. that's the central nervous system. Yeah. But I'm happy that it's at least halfway down. But <clears throat> yeah. anyway, you know, the lesions that that were seen from the very beginning they're not they're not major by any means. You know, however, like this guy who diagnosed me, where they're at, that's, that's is a, where there's yes, big that's your, that's your diagnostic there. foundation. Sure, you, you yeah. light up like a Christmas tree in the MRIs, and right. Uh, you know, that's, that's, I, that's the main, that's the main ingredient for your diagnosis, yeah. Yeah, so, because well, I didn't oh, well. All right, well. I neurologist that I was happy with, and I hadn't been seen for a while, you know, we had stopped. We couldn't get the Avonex anymore, so I had been off it oh. for well over six months, so they were really interested to see on this one, you know, if there was any yeah. change because of me not being on it. I thought you were on Copaxone for a while. No, no. You were not. It's so ah, only been okay. Avonex because okay. of um, right. per per the first doctor that because of my asthma and respiratory problems, mm-hmm. he says that the other ones tend to have a yeah. Well, he said because of my yeah because of my respiratory terrain, he said. And I go, well, that's interesting way to put it. My respiratory terrain. <laughs> Sorry, but I know my terrain isn't more, doing too well. Um, seasons out there now than I, I'm even up on because they've just yeah. come out so fast of late. But, but this is yeah. what I'm going through right now, and I just have been feeling awful this week. And yeah, you know, and frustrated too. Yeah. Oh shoot! Hang on, Walden. This restarted. Okay. Okay, what, we'll call you, Paul. You, okay. We'll let you go, Paul, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Guys. Bye-bye. 714- Thanks, Paul. 545-2071. And for people who wanted Patricia has a nice background, so she knows more than the average bear about this stuff. Oh. Oh. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Mm. You're, the smartest bunny okay. ra- you're the smartest bunny rabbit I know on the face of the earth. <laughs> I, if I give you the selection, I'll be able to answer all the questions. <laughs> I'll make out the menu for you, and then I'll sound smart. But you are. You are, you are so bright, so smart. Uh, you are. And my bushy tail you is kind of wilting. Well, it's been a long week for but you. But that's okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I just, I keep saying, where did all this come from? I must have been the most creative closet kid. I mean, you know, I kept my manuals and my warranties in the oven and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, that that's not the entire apartment. I, the piles just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, you, you, uh, where did that come you, from? You made sure you, knew, you made sure you used every 600 square feet of your apartment. I, and if I found a square inch, I used that too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I did bring some books over here, and I found a place to put them so I can bring over a couple of more. Maybe I'll bring Rudolph. So we'll have him for Christmas. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one, and it's the Christmas season. Uh, 
this Christmas season. I know most of you. I love to celebrate. That's right. It's a day after Thanksgiving kicks off the Christmas season. Well, Merry Christmas, Walden. Merry Christmas, Patricia. But, you know, I, I celebrate early. You know that. Oh, you celebrate year-round, for pity's sake. <laughs> I mean, golly gee whiz. Um, what is Santa Claus going to bring for you this year? What I, did you pick out for him? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you probably know. Okay, this is what Santa's bringing me this year. Um, he's bringing me two things. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. One is already in the house, and the other one hopefully shows up very soon. The one that Santa's going to deliver first is a smart speaker. Oh, what is that going to do? We have stupid phones, but you're going to have a smart speaker? I'm going to have a smart speaker. I don't even have a phone anymore. It didn't work. I threw it out. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. But anyway, the smart speaker, I can, I can talk mm -hmm. to it, and it will do things for me. For example, oh my goodness! For example, okay, tell me an example. For example, I will give the speaker a name, uh -huh. and I can have turn on any radio station or any internet or any broadcast or any podcast we want in the world for us. Oh my goodness! It's a voice recognition. Yes. When when you do that, do you set it up just to react to your voice only, or can anyone any, operate it? Anybody can operate it. Um, wow. And also, it can control the lights in your house and the garage opener and different oh, things. Oh, it's house. one of those dealies. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Way uh, to go. Can a clobber a burglar? Yes, it's big enough. You know. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure out a way to do that. Oh, yeah. That it's, is so neat. So and he has committed himself to this already? Well, yes, because uh, uh, Santa's elves picked it out. You know, I, I said half price, <laughs> so, so Santa's elves put it in a good place. And the other thing I'm hoping okay. the other thing I'm hoping that I will share is the uh, the latest version of the Phil Harris out of face shows that we don't have yet from from the forty six, forty seven period. And so Wow. So I didn't think there were any left. Well that period But I don't keep track of those. I just listen. I know. Well that period that I don't have maybe they're already out, but at least forget that then we can share them with Patricia. Hold on just a second. That's the end of our sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Next time it happens, I'm going to say, stop just one second, and I'll hold it up for the entire chorus. It, it sounds like something out of Jack Benny. Anyway. Good stuff. We got our own sound effects. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting. So, so um, what is the second thing you're hoping Santa will bring? Uh, some Phil Harrison out of face shows. Of course, we were just talking about that. Forgive my brain. Forgive my brain. It decided to go to bed without me tonight. <laughs> it did. It's downstairs, fast asleep. <laughs> it is, and I'm mm, from all the pumpkin pie we ate. Oh, my goodness. We went to Perkins, the breakfast place, uh, for, for lunch yesterday. Yes. And forgive me if I said this already. I, I, oh, Walden, I cannot look at another egg. I just can't. I, can you imagine me no. in Perkins and not ordering my standard breakfast? No, I can't. Terrible. They've wrecked me here. But anyway, they started stacking pies in Christmas boxes. I thought they were empty boxes that they pre-folded so that the people checking out, when it gets really busy, 
they don't have to fold the box in order to put cookies or a pie in. Each box had a pie in it. And there must have been, I would say, two dozen out on the counter, probably more than that, and dozens more in the kitchen, and they were selling them for a dollar each. They overbaked for Thanksgiving. It was the apple pie, peach pie, cherry pie, wow. wild berry pie, pumpkin pie, you name it, they had it. Wow. And they, were, they wanted people to take them home because, you know, after another day or two, they were dated and they wouldn't be allowed to even give them away even though they were in very good shape. Right. So I took a pumpkin pie for $1. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and two of, us, two of us had been nibbling away at it. We finally almost killed it tonight. <laughs> so, Doris, you can keep the rest. <laughs> So I'm going to be punished. Hmm? Normally at Brooklyn, you always got your cookies. So so this is so you got a, a good deal. You got your pie. For a dollar. Gosh, for a dollar. These are 10 and $12 pies. So <laughs> I feel very fortunate. I only had to spend $1.06, six cents tax. And <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. So anyhow, Seven, that's my story. 714-545-2071. Anyway, Colonel Ted Sylvester will be with us on December the 9th, so put that on your calendar. And I was trying to, I sent him a little private email today because I wanted to see. I'm working on a project next year, and I wanted uh. to, like, if I can make Toy for Tot a charity sponsor. In other words, you know, if I do all the promotion, can we have, are there certain loopholes I need to go through that way? Yeah. We can say, hey, uh, if you like to drop off your toys at our event, so I, I mm-hmm. want to know, you know, what the... So you have some hoops to, uh-huh. you have some hoops to go through, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. make sure. That, yeah. did, you, did you get an answer? No, he was he was away this weekend, and he's going to be back oh. next Wednesday. So I cool. Figured, I figured really? I had it, and he could give me this where I could look, you know. Yeah. So I looked at Yeah, he is so helpful and such a nice person. They all are with Toys for Tots. You, you cannot find a grumpy person working with Toys for Tots. I don't care who it is and where it is. They smile and they're happy. So grateful when people can help them make Christmas for some kids who ordinarily would not have a Christmas. I also so, looked at that's cool. I also looked on Meal for Wheel. That's another good outfit everybody. Can oh yes, and, yes. And I also look at a local food bank. So anyway, so it's, oh, so anybody who works on some projects, you know, in your community. Mm-hmm. Those might be some things to think about to uh, add those to your to to brighten up the holidays a little bit for pe- for people. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. You know. You do good. You try. You want some? You want some stuff? I do. I have to turn around here. Hold on. And <laughs> make sure the computer still works. Oh my goodness! And I think I have figured out a way. If I said this before, don't just stop me. But. Um, I think I have figured out a way that I can use my big computer here, even though I'm in a smaller room. Okay. Yes. Okay. What do you think? Did I say that before? No. Well, I thought if you, I figured once you moved, move, you move, if you move to a room by yourself, you you might have a little more setup type of stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I, I doubt I'll be able to move into a room by myself, but they have two different sizes of rooms and the one I was originally in downstairs that got flooded was a big one and it had enough extra space to set up a work cubicle I mean that's how much extra space is in there and when I got moved upstairs because downstairs is still a disaster um, 
I got into one of the smaller, and I asked if I could go back downstairs when they finished, and they told me no. But I will go back and say, okay, when a big one is available, would you let me take a look at it and make sure it's not somebody who screams all night as a neighbor. But if I can get into a larger one, it'll be even better. But I can fit a small, uh, a small computer table in there in the room I have right now, and I'm going to figure out a way. I don't care if I have to tear out a wall. I'm going to find a way to use use my big computer here, so I'll be really happy when I can do that. Amen. And eventually, I figure once we're, once everything's somewhat quieted down, maybe we'll put Skype on your computer so you, we can, you can just take phone calls through your, your phone rather than you running up yeah. and down the stairs. So, just yeah, idea. and I... And what did Giuseppe do with my Skype headset <laughs> <laughs> that Nolan and Kenner sent me? Yeah. Do you think I'll be able to find it? I don't think so. He may have showed it to me, and I just didn't recognize it. Well, wow. Okay. We can make sure you can get another one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I do need to say you let me know this week that Nolan Kenner had died, and it is just a heartbreak because he was such a wonderful person and generous, and he spent time with us with interviews, and it's his voice you hear when Bill and Mike could come on um, and he will announce Bill Bragg, and Bill will always say, well, thank you, Nolan Kenner. And Nolan is no longer with us, um, and that's very sad. He, he was just such a special person. He was so open to talk about the issues he was going through for the last uh-huh. several years of his life. And right, right. And he had Parkinson's disease, which is um, progressive, and he did absolutely everything doctors suggested to him. He went to clinics and did special exercises. And I remember the the comment he made is this is not a life-changing situation for him. It was life that needed some changes. So he just accommodated each mm-hmm. each challenge that he had. And it was, it was so much fun talking with him about something like that. And I know the kind of information he shared at different times was helpful to people who are listening or were listening at the time. It's interesting. But how we, we're going to miss him an awful lot. It's interesting how we found out Mike Kennedy got a, 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 a hunch. So he looked at known kind of Facebook and known son posted the news on his known Facebook account. Uh-huh. So that's how we found out. Oh dear. So. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry that. <laughs> I'm so glad Mike did that. Yeah. But sad that. Um, I hadn't done my homework to make sure his son had email, you know, for us to to send yeah. notes to. His son is the is and his wife, his his daughter-in-law and son, are the ones who had twins. While their their first baby was about 12 months old, right. <laughs> they had twins, so they had three babies in the house at the same time. And they they just and I know Nolan just adored the twins they would come down they were old enough now to walk down to his house he lived very close to them and you know it's a it's a closed neighborhood and gated community and they felt comfortable letting them walk a couple of houses down and he just adored those kids and played with them and found games that he could play with them and so i know they're missing him terribly too and we are as well so we'll just keep them in our thoughts yeah absolutely a good man a good man made a a wonderful impact upon so many lives so mm-hmm. and indeed i mean he had he managed to reconnect 
with some of the people he graduated from high school with. Wow. And had, you know, renewed relationships yeah. with these people, and he was just so delighted to do that. He just found good things in everything and everybody. You could give him the worst story in the whole wide world. Terrible things happened all day long, and he would find something good in that day to make the rest of the stuff better. And I think I, I just... I just loved that about him. Yeah. He knew how to make lemonade, you know, so. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, the whole name was drowning in lemonade when, when no one made piles of lemons and make it work. So, so I know his family is probably not listening right now, but maybe someone who knows them and knew Nolan We'll be able to tell them how, how sad we are that Nolan is no longer with us right. in person. So that's sad. That was a sad for me. Anyway, we, we were blessed to have Are you him. there? We were blessed to have him in our lives. So, you know, what can I say? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. It was Dr. Dr. Seuss who said, don't, don't. Don't cry. Don't be sad because it's over. Rejoice because it was here. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? That's a great statement. And that's, that's, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, so I've got some stuff for you. All right. Tell me. Tell me. Are you, are you ready? I'm I, ready. I've been collecting. This is, this is since July 29th. I have been collecting. <laughs> we, I think we had one. I don't think I was on. No, we didn't have a show. Or I wasn't on the show on July 29th. But I've just taken that piece of, of work and added to it. The thing could probably stretch to the Golden Gate Bridge at this point if I printed it out on paper. But anyway, I got some good stuff. Um, I told you Black Friday boosted 17% from last year. Uh, and that was online sales. So I don't know if that was in addition to a good a good Black Friday for the um, brick-and-mortar retailers, but we shall see if the if the kick up on on the online sales actually took away from any of the retail sales in the brick-and-mortar. So we shall see. I'll find something next week for that. They'll have their numbers in for next okay. week. Not, not that anybody cares, but I care. I'd like to look at this sure. stuff. Okay, here, here is a question, and maybe you – might need people calling in because this is this is primarily a visual, but you, a visual question, but you know everything about baseball, so I'm banking at this one, and you might have to ask. Okay, who's going to call in? Like, who wants to be a millionaire? Right. They ask you how many grades are there in grammar school, and they have to make a phone call to somebody. Right. <laughs> you know? so, oh, gosh, oh my goodness. Okay. What is the shape of home plate? I'll give you multiple choice. Home plate on a baseball field. Is it's it a, a triangle? It's a diamond. It's not. It's no, it isn't. Well, okay. I mean, I I know what a a, a base looks like. It got you know, it sure it got this box with the little it's, triangle on top of it. With, that's exactly right. That's a pentagon. It's got five sides. Oh, I never think. I didn't it's think it's of like that. and it, and they call it home plate. And somebody said. Oh, isn't that interesting? It looks like a house. <laughs> so the, the um, arrow on the top has two sides, mm-hmm. and then there are two sides to the house and a, a bottom, a base. So you've got one, two, three, four, five. It's a pentagon. 
I thought it had a natural name. Gotcha. Okay, you you good. You good. You good. Then why do they call it the diamond? <laughs> no. I mean, this this was really a stinky one to give you because there's no way that you could look and say, okay, I can count the number of sides, but you know everything else. I, yeah. and, but you knew that, that there there was an arrow, yeah, there was a pointed part of the plate. So, yeah, yeah maybe you right in there. Good on you. Well, considering I had sight for 10 years, I don't remember what a base looks like. What can I say? I know how many inches. I, mean, I, know, how many in, I know how many inches wide it is. How many? 18 inches. 18 inches. Uh-huh. All right. And it's got a characteristic that the rest of the bases do not have, besides the, the pointy end. It's the only base that is flat on the ground. The other, one are, the other ones are bags on top of the ground. I never knew that. Okay. I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't either until I read it today. So I thought I would save that for Perfect. you. Perfect. Isn't that cool? Perfect. Yes, everything for tonight. I've got pages all over the place, but I highlighted in yellow everything for tonight. <laughs> oh, good grief. Okay, can, another base. Can I okay. say, may, may I make a statement here, my dear? Why, certainly. Think of all the hours you what? put in the reading material just for me. <laughs> I'm got a whole corner of brain set aside now just for S-word. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly baseball. Gee <laughs> willikers. Gee you know, willikers. This is not your beloved. Yeah. This is not your beloved. You just have made such a but sacrifice you, of, your, of your time and effort. That is true love of a friend. No. That you're willing to give up that if much I, time to read about baseball. Well, if, if I were just reading about baseball, it would be bluey. But you make it fun because I read all of this stuff and I say, i got to find something for Walt. i got to find something for Walt. And so I read all of this stuff and I get a whole bunch of stuff that you know. And then finally I'll hit on something that you might not know. Yes, okay. Oh, that's a gotcha, Walt. And 99% it isn't a gotcha, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun trying. So, <laughs> all right. And was the first night Get Wrigley Field played. I'll take I'll take the year only. Okay, read that question. Who was what was the first night? The the first night game. So that would be under lights. Okay. The first night game in the history of Wrigley. Well, it was in our lifetime. It was in our lifetime. I remember we made a big deal about it. Um, oh yeah. If I paid to have that many lights, I'd make a big deal out of yeah. it too. Eighty-four. Ah, off by four. I was going to think about eighty-seven. Eighty-eight. Wow. And we're really in the right territory, but the Chicago Cubs hosted the game, and I, I did not find out who the other team was. Isn't well, that great? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought this was enough to. Thank you. I didn't. That's <laughs> later than I. I would have thought that they installed lights at Wrigley. Would well, would uh, they kind of 
old-fashioned and behind the times where there's that had originally had life before. Yeah, originally, um, they were going to be part uh, stored about in the 40s, but when World War II broke, broke out, they decided not to bother putting them up. And and then it just mm -hmm. then it got to be so quaint, and people just love the idea of just daytime baseball, and so it just became part of history. And then it became more and more economics. More people came wanted to have night, but so they they looked at it for, in terms of the economics part of the sport. So that's why they gave in in '88. But they still oh. play. They still play most of the games during the day. You know, it's not all nighttime baseball. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It's easier to see the, the middle of the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But anyhow, um, let's see. I have. Oh, I really got good stuff for you. Which was the first state to ratify the Constitution? Okay. I to this? No, I didn't. Not marked. Was it Delaware? It was Delaware. Very good. Do you know the next three? They led the pack, but what are the next ones? I want to say Maryland and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is correct. There are two more. Uh, Massachusetts. And one of them surprised me. Nope. North Carolina? Georgia and New Jersey. Wow. Can you imagine? Wow. New Jersey. I was really surprised at that because they didn't seem to have the visibility that Pennsylvania and Virginia did. Mm -hmm. no, they but didn't. New isn't that fabulous? Yeah, New Jersey didn't have a good, very good PR people to help promote the, the being part of the Constitution. <laughs> yes, this is correct. I mean, we know that William Penn was the head of Pennsylvania. He was the one who founded Pennsylvania. Do you know why he did? Um, I think it was religious reason, maybe something to do with the Quakers, but I'm not too sure. It, it did indeed have to do with the Quakers. The Quakers were being shunned in the Boston, Massachusetts area, and they would not. Isn't that interesting? They had religious persecution in a place that was established to avoid religious persecution. My my mom read an article this week about the um, the pilgrims. Just and are you there? Yeah. I was just, I just made sure I wanted to step on it. My mom read an article to me about the pilgrims, and mm -hmm. I learned a couple of things, Patricia, uh, just, just came to mind. You know how much their, their uh, passage was to America? The passage that they paid, it would have been, it would have been two different, they, they would have had people in the hold, and then people under the deck. Is that correct? It was. The or same, was it a single passage? It was the same price amount. It was the same amount for everybody. Same price, no matter where they, no matter where they put their heads. Um, it was very expensive. Yes. 
I I would say in today's dollars, are we measuring? No, I don't know. This would be this is probably or a, this is probably something I email you and maybe you can figure this out for next week. But here this I had here here's the idea. Okay. It was seventeen hundred pounds, and the average person in those days was earning. Oh my gosh. The average person the the labor was ten ten pence a day. And so they all had to sign a contract and they agreed to work for seven years, six days a week, uh, either farming or fishing to pay off the debt. Mm-hmm. And so we it was it was comparable to indentured slave slavery. Right. Yeah. And so we were thinking it was, it was go ahead. Half the pastors died, you know, that first winter, so so who what happened to that debt? I guess it it, it just went out the door, you know. Mhm. And oh, yeah, who are they going to sue? Right. Right. So it was, it was very oh, that's, that's really interesting. Seventeen hundred and during the middle of the twentieth century here, the pound sterling was worth about five and a half dollars. Uh, American dollars. So if you were on the exchange, you'd give them a, a pound sterling and you'd get $5.50. Today it is much lower, and I do have it on the computer. I'll, I'll look it up in a minute. So I can't imagine how many... The equivalent, 1,750, did you say? Uh, I think it was 1,700 pounds. Um, just 17. Just 17. <laughs> Also, another thing I, I, I let me see here. We got. I'm missing you. Okay, that's okay. Um, here's uh, I'm making some conversation. Either that, or you've. We were just breaking. You're gone. The entire. Uh, do you hear me now? You're gone. Hello there. There you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm cool. Okay. Here's another thing I learned. You know what they drank on the uh -huh. ship? You know what they drank on the ship? Beer. Rum. Beer. It was beer. beer. I'll settle for beer. It was, they only drank beer and wine. The drinking waters were for the animals. I, I was right. Yep, the drinking water was just for the Yay. animals. Yep. I had no idea. Huh. So the animals, Boy. Were, the animals were the only one that got the water. Well, that would make sense. What kind of animals did they have aboard, and how many? They didn't say. I don't know. We we asked the same question. We don't know. Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so we got and we want U.S. dollar seventeen hundred. Okay. Um, seventeen hundred. Oh, that's not too bad. We're <laughs> so it used to be five fifty. Per pound. Okay. Now it is um, less than two dollars. So for seventeen hundred pounds in today, twenty two hundred dollars. So seventeen hundred pounds would translate to turn. Oh, well, why don't I just do one pound for pity's sake? <laughs> See what it is. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. One pound, a dollar thirty three. It's all one. One pound is worth. What ten cents? 
ten pence. I don't, I don't know what that is. A pence, a pence is a penny. So ten pence would be ten cents. So that's and when we sing, when we sing, the Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Right. And they talk about a a half pence. It's supposed to be a half pence, but they kind of slide into it. A half pence is a half a penny. Okay, so th it, that it, gives you an idea. So they were earning 60 cents a week and had to pay off 1,700 pounds in seven years. Wow. I wonder who underwrote the ones who came over here. Well, I imagine that's where the... Um, Somebody had to un... Yeah, well, I'm thinking the freight Somebody company. had to be paying in order to... The freight company, I guess, or whatever the name of the uh, uh, the company that brought them to to America, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, and I can't remember what that is, and your mom would know it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But um, they had to have some money up front in order to buy supplies and the beer and the wine. Right. That's clothes. True. That's true. For the crew. That's you know, true. And sales and, oh, my goodness. So somebody had to be paying up front. That's true. Well, maybe the captain had... He, they, they were saying that the uh, captain on the Mayflower owned half the ship. So he maybe he funded part of it. I don't know. Hmm. Very interesting. Until I, until I worked this off for a particular number of years. Right. particular number of years, and then... That would be it. He he would he would have bought his freedom. And I, when I say slave, I I don't necessarily mean you know the southern type slave. They they would take people coming off boats. And this is before the turn of the twentieth. So still in the nineteenth century in the eighteen hundreds, they they had people who who whose passage was paid in exchange for X number of years' work on that particular farm or plantation or whoever paid the passage, and at the end of the specified time, then they were free to go to any, you know, get married and go have a job or get your own farm. But that's the way many of them came over um, in the 1800s. So you know, they were free to sell their body to the store for years. My goodness. And then half of them died. Wow. And, and it also talked about of the 102 people, 40 were males, and I think 30 were under 21, and there was like only like 17 or 19 females, and then there were 10 girls under 21. So I got thinking of the people who half died, were they mostly men? You know, I, I was just trying to figure out the numbers, you know, because that. The pilgrims survived. Yeah, there and did any single, yeah, did any single women come over? Did your mom ever mention something like that? I think like they that? did. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, I don't remember how many, but I think there were. Mhm. Mm you know. So maybe their husbands packed them up and said, "Go to America. Get out of my hair." <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I didn't mean to say that. Shame on me. And if I laugh, I'm going to cough. So <laughs> we can't do that. It's not as bad up here. I'm on the third floor, so the dust doesn't get get up this high. But, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, let's see what else I've got here. 
I've got some forged bulletins. They copy forged bulletins and they have them printed up and pass them out to the parishioners. But sometimes typos happen. And sometimes people are not quite as sharp as they should be in the English language. So we've got a potluck supper on Sunday at 5 p.m., prayer and medication to follow. <laughs> not meditation, medication. <laughs> so I like that one. Okay, the sermon this morning will be Jesus will be not a good pairing of sermons. Uh, we missed that one. Are you there? Yeah, we missed that one, Patricia. Say that one again. Uh, okay. The sermon is on the water. The sermon tonight is Searching for Jesus. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Somebody good didn't one. proof the, the bulletin. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. And don't forget your husbands. <laughs> They're going to be raffled off. <laughs> And the last one is the eighth graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet in the church basement on Friday. The congregation is invited to attend this tragedy. <laughs> got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got it. All right. All right. Let's see. We did your baseball. Is there anybody else? No, it's there? It's really quiet. To talk to us tonight. Come on, four. You know, quiet tonight. So maybe it's the holiday weekend. Everybody's just hunkered down. <laughs> They're still tending their tummies. Maybe, maybe so. so. All the turkey, I put them all to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, leftover turkey sandwiches with dressing and cranberry sauce and mayonnaise. Oh, goodness, do I miss that. Okay. I've got some bad news about Facebook. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> no, 99% of the population, and I'm, I'm in the 1%. All right, this is a short article. Lawmakers shouldn't allow Facebook to regulate itself because it, Facebook knows what you look like, knows your location, who you, your friends are, your interests. If you're in a relationship, what other page you look at when you're on the web. This data allows advertisers to target more than 1 billion visitors a day, and it's no wonder that the company has ballooned in size to a $500 billion behemoth. That was a B in the past five years since its, in, uh, since its IPO, its initial uh, public offering. The more data it has, uh, uh, to miss this up a little bit. The more data it has to offer, the more value it creates for advertisers. That means it has no incentive to police their own collection or use of the has collected. Isn't that scary? It's the world that we live in, I guess. I can yeah. know that much. I know. I know. It really rattled me the first time I had an experience. I guess I was getting blood work done at the hospital. It was the closest to me in one of the hospitals. And, uh, yeah, they, and they clicked a couple of buttons, and, and they went through a piece of information. My medication, and they already had the, all of this. I had the medical system, all of this information. 
whatever my doctor had for me is on everybody's computer. Whatever the cardiologist did for me is on everybody's computer. That's kind of spooky. Yeah. We live in a totally different era now, which... Uh-huh. It, it's just one it's, of those things, you know. Yeah. You have to be on your best behavior because somebody always knows what you're doing. That's true. Somebody and besides, that's scary. Somebody besides Santa. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's that's my Facebook scary stuff. <laughs> Good grief. Do you have any scary stuff? No. No. You don't have. I discovered something that shook my tree. Benjamin Franklin was one of two first postmasters. They served together as the first postmasters. Oh it was Samuel Good, Osgood. Did you know that? Nope. That's a new one on me. I just did not believe it. I found something that said Samuel Osgood was a first, what am I trying to say, first postmaster. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Boy, who got that one messed up? And I went out looking for information on Samuel Osgood and Benjamin Franklin, and by golly, don't you know, they were both the first postmaster general in the United States. I never knew that. I didn't either. Oh. How can they mess this stuff up with us? Oh, this is terrible. You hear the sound effect? Uh-huh, that's, that's beautiful. I like that. That's my, that's my Jack Benny sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> they prepare. They prepare for us every Saturday night. We we get something new. Oh. So anyway, that that kind of shook me up a little bit. Mm. Two joint postmasters named for the for the colonies. Uh, oh well. You, you, you know, oh well. You here's a trivia question for Patricia. What 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 grocery store is the number one volume in America? The number one volume grocery store. Do, th- do places like Costco and Sam's Club count? Yes. They do. Okay. I would say Costco. Nope. Really? Mm-mm. Not Costco. Something is bigger than... Hmm? Something much bigger than Costco. Bigger than Costco. <gasps> Walmart. Correct. So guess how many... What What is the U.S. population getting a grocery store now at Walmart that you think is now? Wow, that's a great question. I don't know. The meat counter is always packed. Yeah. How many? 25% of the U.S. population is getting their food at Walmart. And Holy cap. And it's in the next one, the next, com- next comparative, it's like 1%. Wow. Yeah. I knew they did volume business. I had no idea it was that big. Right. None. I what? Know. I know. No, just, it, just none. It's just incredible. It's, yeah. It's just incredible to see how our whole economic life mm-hmm. has changed in the last last twenty to thirty years. You know, you know. I think mm-hmm. when you're a kid, they think, "Oh, this is the way it's always going to be," but no. Mm-mm. Things have changed. No way. No way. Wow. That's astounding. I know. That is absolutely astounding. They've got excellent meats. Their produce is good. So I'm not surprised that people buy groceries there, but that number of people is astounding. 
Where where did you find that chunk of information? Somebody read it. Somebody t- told me this on the phone. So uh-huh. I think they looked it up on the internet. So you might, you might <laughs> and, every, and everything on the internet I is know. true. But yeah, but I mean, they they really do have a huge volume. So but but the the size of it, wow. That's a, that's a lot of dollars going into yeah. people's mouths. Absolutely. And we waste so let me let me think what the twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a year on food that we throw out. Like lettuce that we right. didn't you didn't want to you didn't want to use it and the leftovers that didn't get eaten, that kind of stuff. Right. And that's a lot of money. You can buy a lot of stuff for fifteen hundred dollars. But we are the wasteful society. We don't want tomatoes that have lumps on them. We don't want melons with a little dent on the bottom. People look at watermelons, and if it's got a little cut in the skin, they bypass it. It's crazy. We are so spoiled. That's true. We it need, is. We, hmm. need, we, need to have, we need to be in a certain shape and a certain color before we buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why they guess bananas. We're eating green bananas when we pick yellow bananas off the shelf. They guess them to turn the color to turn green to yellow. People want yellow bananas, and and they want red. To, they want uh, tomatoes look like red. That's why they guess those things. Yeah. Right, they guess them as well. Yes, we have been guessed. <laughs> what a horrible thought. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. I'm doing well tonight. I'm not going to bail out at midnight. Please call and say hello and tell me how your turkey day went. What did you have for turkey day? You yeah. had ham, didn't you? No. Um, my mom, no? My mom bought a four-and-a-half-pound turkey breast. <gasps> oh, my. Yeah, and we had Costco mashed potatoes and homemade, uh-huh. and homemade stuffing, Costco pumpkin pie, and... That which are Thanksgiving and homemade cranberry sauce, and so that was our Thanksgiving wow. day. That, oh, that was good. That's a, do you have olives with your turkey? I love olives with turkey. I love do you olive, do that? Mom, mom didn't have the olives out this year, but I love olives. I love olives. But and but you. Uh huh. Ooh, my, good stuff. Good my, stuff. Now, see, my brother does not like pickles and olives. I love hmm. them. Maybe it's an acquired taste. You know, I don't know. Olives are usually regarded as a as an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Pickles, I guess it depends on what you tasted first, because dill pickles are dill and might make a, a kid pucker. So if that was the earliest experience with a pickle, they probably would bypass pickles altogether. So maybe somebody gave him a sour pickle. Yeah, but he just didn't go for pickles at the kid. And he just, he just still maintained that approach you know no pickles, no pickles. wow so well every i'm glad time, you, you every time i go to get a hamburger for matchable no tomatoes or pickles on his hamburgers i he doesn't and i love yeah to, and i like tomatoes and pickles and onions on my hamburgers but you know i have started once in a while they'll give us a hamburger and they're good hamburgers not the stuff we were getting <laughs> before the kitchen opened but I will put a tomato on my hamburger now that I did not used to do, and an and an onion, oh. you know, the little nibble of onion in there. So that's good. Very that's good. Uh huh. Okay. I have 
I have a couple of sayings I wanted to give to you. Let me see. Got to find it. Looking ahead tomorrow, Ed Coot will be oh, with here us. And John Rory are away. They're in rehearsal. They got a show coming up in uh -huh. a couple of weeks. And then um, looking at, at next week, uh, we'll have Perry Huntoon on Friday. And there's a lot of the guys on the browsers, Eddie Hubbard show, the big band show. And then a, cool. fam a family member named David Steele has started a family podcast. So a family is writing a drama and acting in it. So we're going to talk about a family drama that people can What fun. When they finish, where can we hear it? There you go. I guess that they posted it on the website, so I guess we'll find out. Oh, good. And then good. two Fridays, uh, I'm looking forward to that, December the 8th, we're going to have mm -hmm. Betty Davis' personal system on to, uh, to talk about Catherine Sermack, her book about Betty Davis. So those are great. some of the stuff we have coming up. That will that will be great fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have I have some advice for everybody. Okay. According to this little saying, it says, "Be decisive, right or wrong. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision." <laughs> I I like that one, and and it's good advice. You know, I, I tend to be a ponderer. So I sit and fuss with my brain all before making decisions sometimes, and I turn out wasting time. You know, I shouldn't have, just should not have spent the amount of time I did, but I can't not do it. It's just who is who I is, you know? Mm -hmm. I, oh, well, oh, well. Who is the first president to ride in a self-propelled vehicle? Hmm. This one was really interesting. Um. Well, somebody before Teddy Roosevelt? I'm going to say Teddy Roosevelt. Not Teddy Roosevelt. It was William McKinley, okay. who was the first to ride in a self-propelled vehicle, the electric ambulance that took him to the hospital after he had been shot. Wow. How do you like that one? Wow. That was, that was a good one. Wow. I found one for you. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, here's a chunk of information that I like for you. Are you ready? Ready. During World War One, due to concerns the American public would reject a product with a German name, American sauerkraut, which is a German, German name for sauerkraut, American sauerkraut makers relabeled their product as Liberty Cabbage for the duration of the war. Never heard of that. Isn't that cool? I never heard of that. That's I never did either. I found some really good stuff. This is good. This is good. I did this. I did this. Okay. Um, let me see what else I got here. Mm -mm -mm. I already told you that one. And I told you that one. And I'm looking for the yellow stripes here. Mm -mm -mm. I told you about... That breaks my heart. Poor Benjamin Franklin. We took him off a pedestal. Okay, who signed the National Security Act? Which president? James Monroe. Was President Truman. Oh. And by signing the National Security Act, he created the Department of Defense, the National Security Council, 
the Central Intelligence Agency, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff I never knew with that. one signature. I never knew the National Security Council was that old. I never knew that. Well, everything I find on the Internet has got to be true, right? Well, yep, that's true. That's true. I do believe I double-checked on that because I was, I was curious about the CIA. And the CIA came on after World War II because we had, I think, the mm -hmm. OSS or something like that. Be That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. Um, let me see. If you, uh, you want me you want me, you want me uh, share a secret? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to relabel it after you tell us. Sure. I applied to be with the CIA. Oh, you told us that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I went in for look work, and they wanted me to, would I be willing to move, and I didn't want to do that, so, you know. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, but, that would have been hard. You would have been sent all over the place. Yeah, well, can you imagine me being a CIA agent, that, that, that blind guy, that, that, I would be so nondescript, you know. Frankly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you, so glad you asked. Oh, my goodness. Who's the guy in the back of the plane? Oh, he's our CIA agent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I have a Oh, I'm reading a Thin Man book. It's oh, terrible. Good. It was one of the really early ones. Mm -hmm. Mr. and Mrs. North are playing for the first half of the book a very minor role. You know, occasionally they'll bring them in and, you know, give them a page or so. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing that before I get to the end of the show, it'll be, or the, the book, not the show, um, before the end of the book, they will have played a larger role than I'm looking at right now. But it's interesting because I found it for my Nook book collection, mm -hmm. and it was free. So I thought that was pretty good. So I got a, I got a good freebie. It's entertaining me. So have you ever read the Thin Man book itself? That's that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I thought you said Mr. and Mrs. North. Oh, you mean the thin? Oh, the the thin man and the entire book is about the thin man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, okay. I am reading a mystery that involves the thin man, and it, it was promoted as a thin man book. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of the I was thinking of the original Dashiell Hammett book. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are by Dashiell Hammett, but it is not the introduction of the thin man. Oh. These are assumed characters it's not brand new so that i know of mm -hmm. i don't know where it is in the series of thin man books whether it's one or seven or you know i just do not know however what brought me to this is that a couple of months ago when i first did this sheet that i keep adding to there was a thin man movie poster 1934 thin man movie poster and the current bid at that time was ten thousand dollars for a piece of paper i just I sit here and I shake my head. Oh, Bride of Frankenstein. Total, including premium, thirty-five thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Huh? I, I, we, you, you and I have a friend. Um, yeah. I was talking to his wife this week. I'm going to be really nice. Uh -huh. Yeah. He decided to keep the best of his movie poster collection. Mm. And so he got 200 of them. Oh, I my goodness. I remember seven years ago, he sold not some of the good ones. And uh, mm -hmm. 
it was $8,700 for those things. What? Yeah. Oh, gee willikers. <laughs> oh, gee willikers. You know, his mom didn't throw out his comic books, did she? <laughs> he learned how to preserve these things. Good night, nurse. Good night, nurse. So, uh, I have no I've idea. Been... I don't know how. I have no idea what 200 movie posters that are considered the best ones are even worth today. I have no idea. Mm, mm, mm. No. <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> I'm out of breath when I hear those kinds of things. Okay, who who initiated, um, let's see, the badge for military merit. What is that known as today? I've never heard of it. I've never heard of that expression before. Uh, we had it one time years ago. Mm. I have no idea, my dear. The badge for military merit is today the Purple Heart. Ah, uh, okay. How about that? Is, I think it's that is really good. Which is, I think it's our oldest um, recognition. Award. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's right. That would make it the oldest recognition. Nobody wore badges, I guess. I don't know. That's interesting. And Delaware, you got, oh my goodness, and I've got such stuff. All right. Okay, yeah, I, I was right. The first big league night game took place where and what year? The big league, the first for the entire league. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, 1935, Cincinnati and Brooklyn. It, it's six. You're absolutely right. And, and who threw out the first John, ball? And Johnny oh, Bay. no, I'm, I'm sorry. And Johnny Vandermeer threw a no-hitter. So. Wow. Did you know that Franklin Delano Roosevelt, symbolically, because he was still in Washington while this game, he, he was the symbolic, um, they, they would say, well, President Franklin D. Roosevelt is going to turn on the lights now, and he switched on, mm -hmm. symbolically, the lights. And uh, so he was involved in that introduction. Isn't that cool? I never knew that. Well, now we know. I never knew it either. See, these are the fun things that I find out there for you. So you tell me. I do. You, you tell me if I wasn't in your life, you would have never known that. If you were not in my life, I would have not known a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in baseball, I would not have known. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's see. We we need some. Useless but fun stuff, right? Absolutely. Sure. Hmm? Absolutely. We do. We do. Anyway, if you mm. want to email, if you want to email Patricia, her email is always open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, depending on if she has connection, internet connection, she'll respond to you when she has it. And it's floridawriter at hotmail.com. And we do have a podcast everybody. The Saturday night show called the Golden Days of Radio Podcast. It's on SoundCloud. You can Google you can uh, put in SoundCloud Walden Susan, Patricia from Florida or Sketcher or Google Music uh, or iTunes or TuneIn and we're up to over 2,000 people uh, have 
our podcast. So we thank you for that. And uh, so keep up the good work. We're starting to look at the numbers. And, you know, we're, we're whoever thought we'd be big in, you know, Carmichael, California this week. It was really big in Carmichael, California. And, and uh, Ireland. In the UK, from places like that. So, and we're, yeah. we're adding new stuff all the time. So, that is neat stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. Yes, what please. is the origin of the term "passing the buck"? Um, it was a it was a, a deer that decided not to cross the road, so he decided to pass the buck. We are getting so imaginative. <laughs> this is very good. You want to take another shot and make another story? Um, there was a baby deer. There was a mother deer who had a doe and a um. Let's see, what's the female? Anyway, so she had a buck and a and a doe. I think that's right. And so <laughs> she was talking to her two kids in yeah. the forest. <laughs> Yeah, and and she said, "Which one want to cross the street?" And the doe who wanted to do it, but the buck said, "I'm not interested." So she decided he passed on the buck. So that's the origin of this of of the terminology. Boy, I like that one. That's better than Santa Claus and Rudolph. <laughs> the buck is the daddy, the doe is the mommy, and the fawn is the baby. Well, I wasn't quite accurate with my description, was I? Yeah, but she did have twins, according to you, so she had two fawns, and that's acceptable, but that's not passing the buck. (laughs) (laughs) She was finished with the daddy, and she passed passed him on to another doe? I don't know. But anyway, it came from the early West. Most of the men in the early West carried a jackknife that was made by the Buck Knife Company. When they were playing poker, it was common to place a buck knife in front of the dealer so that everyone knew who the dealer was. When it was time for a new dealer uh, for the, you know, to deal the deck of cards, the knife was passed on to him. So they passed the buck knife, and they passed the buck. Oh, never knew that. That's a good story. How about that? And when the new dealer accepted the knife, that's where the buck stops here came from. Uh, I Everything I, on the... Hmm? I thought Harry Truman coined that phrase, the buck stops here. Yeah, I thought so, too. This is disappointing, but you know, maybe it's not as good as it should be. <laughs> maybe it's attributing to the wrong person. Whatever. Somebody attributed something to... Oh, gosh. I can't remember who, who who attributed this saying to, and I said, that's not right. That sounds like a Mark Twain. And indeed, it was a Mark Twain. It, was, it did not belong to the other fellow. But you know that on that Internet, people are going to come across that statement and insist that the expression was by the wrong guy. How about that? Uh-huh. How do you have uh, over the barrel? Where did that one come from? Because you filled up with all rainwater, 
and when there was too much, it just spilled over, so we call it over the bill. Well, you know, that's really creative. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm not making joshes at you right now. That That is really good. It's not the right answer, but um, that makes a whole lot of sense, what you just said. The dough and the buck didn't make a whole lot of sense, okay, well. but but over over a barrel, that makes sense, but it's not true, but... Well, I mean, in Boy Scout terms, uh, the late Pardon? night, the late night gathering was uh, at the Cracker Bell, and so this generally we have crackers and cheese and cold cuts, and so, so I guess maybe the, all the cold cuts and crackers and cheese were over the bell, so that's why we call over the bell. Well, how interesting! That's a good one too. So how about this was in the days before. CPR to revive a drowning victim or anything else. The person who had drowned was placed face down over a barrel, and the barrel would be rolled back and forth in an effort to get the water out of his lungs. It was rarely effective, but that's what they did. And that was if you're over a barrel, you are in deep trouble. That makes sense. Very good. Or, no? Or would the old song roll out the barrels? Oh, yeah. Roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. I don't know. Why, why would they roll out barrels? I think that's one they used what to an interesting... Spiral. I mean, I've got a lot of homework to do, don't I? Well, and then why, why did they... When they went over Niagara Falls, why was it always in a barrel? Why was it in something else? Beats me. Why did they even do it? You know, if they wrapped themselves in a mattress, that would have gotten really soggy. I really don't know. Maybe that was the only receptacle that people could fit in. What made it was stupid. To, what, what made they decide to start doing that thing? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess it, it was a daredevil type thing, like Evil Knievel jumping the Grand Canyon, that kind of stuff. But gee whiz, I really visit, don't know. Did you ever visit? No, uh -huh. I did not. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Nope. I've never been to Upper New York, so that's. <gasps> that's right, because you would have kept going to to go to Massachusetts and right. Boston in particular, right? right? right. Yeah. Seat of our history. Hmm? I figured you, you might have been closer to that opportunity than I was, so that's why I. I oh. Oh well. Oh, well, let's see what we got. Oh, here we go. What's hogwash? Um, you take the, when you take a pig and you dip them in the barrel and you, and you wash them, so that's called hogwash. Uh-huh. Gotcha. I don't think so. I don't think so. Came from steamships. Steamships carried both people and animals. The pigs smelled so bad they would be washed before being put on board, and the mud and other filth that was washed off was considered useless hogwash. Never knew. Sounds as good a story as you could make up. Is, is that called skinny dipping? Is that what they did with the pigs? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think so. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You are such a hoot. Okay. Now, we're going to be winding up here, or I am going to be winding up here pretty soon. 
So whoever is out there and wants to call in and talk with us, we would love to hear from you. And you can dial 714-545-2071. And that will get you to Walden. And Patricia will be with us next month because next month starts Friday. Isn't that scary? Oh, my goodness. I, I really blew right through in, in almost an entire year. Wow. Oh, well, I'm here, I'm glad you're and my brain is back to working most of the time. See, to talk to anybody except you. You say the nicest things. <laughs> well, you do. <gasps> I could be biased, but I, I just, you know. <laughs> now we're getting down to the, <laughs> to the real facts here. <laughs> I think you are biased, but it's very pleasant to hear it. Even if you're biased. Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Hello. Hello. Hi, Patricia in London. How are you? Edwin, how in the world are you doing? I am wonderful, and thank you for um, recognizing my voice. So, are you back in Chicago? Did you have you visit Puerto Rico since the hurricane? Give us an update. It's been such a long time. I was in Puerto Rico right before the hurricane. I was there in July, oh my and uh, I just got to explain something very curious. I've been listening to your show for the last couple of weeks, and I've never been able to catch the telephone number until now, uh, when Patricia gave it out. Okay. I got it. Patricia's the smart one. He gives out the phone number. You're, you're right. No, I'm the mouse. Yes. Edwin, you uh, are so wonderful. Yeah. It is so good to hear from you. I'm so happy to hear from you, uh, folks, and I, and I want to share something with you in case it'll help other listeners. Is um, I moved on campus at the university where I teach, okay. uh-huh. and yesterdayusa.com, uh, they won't let me do that. I have no clue why. So what I did uh, in a moment of inspiration, I thought, hey, what would happen if I did yesterdayusa.org? Because, of course, org means that uh, it's non-for-profit and other goodies like that. And I found a, a round a roundabout way to get on the site. For goodness sakes. I know Bill had purchased the domain names, but I have not heard that mentioned in years, at least 10 years. Walden, did you know that that's still a valid domain? I, I did not know that, so... so I, I, I missed every word you said. I did not know that, and I, I know Bill has had yesterusa.com and a .org, Bigbird.org.net, you know, he had all these different ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did not realize that they were still valid. What a, what a genius you are, Edwin. Oh, it was, it, was, it was just a moment of inspiration because I was desperately <laughs> missing the programming. And uh, via the university, they would not let me get onto um, yesterdayusa.com. And then so one peculiar. night, 
I thought, uh, I thought, let me try an org, O-R-G, uh, via Google, and they took me to a site, and all of a sudden there was the link for the Red and the Blue Network, oh and it worked. Oh, my goodness gracious. So what are you teaching? How about that? You, you found te- us. What are you teaching? Yeah. What, what, what classes are you I am so happy you did. I am this so is such happy a great too, treat. Because I've been listening for the last few weeks, and I've been sending uh, ESP messages to you and Walden. Give out the phone number, give out the phone number, because I tried to Google mm-hmm. Patricia and Walden on USA.org, uh, and I... I was going through the links on the website, and nowhere did I find. I remembered um, that it was 714-545. I couldn't remember the 2071. And I kept listening to you guys, and and I didn't hear the number. Well, uh, part of the problem we're having, Mm -hmm. the Yesterday USA website haven't been updated out for years. Oh, okay. And what happened is some company captured Bill or Kim computer, so it did not allow her to update the website. So oh. we've been having issues. So any, I, I'm glad to be we're creative and figure a different way to stream it, but uh, that's why you don't see our contact information. been like that for years, I think. And uh-huh. Well, Edwin, I think, were you talking about the number not being clear enough for you when you listened to the show? No, we weren't given that enough. No, I, I wasn't hearing the oh, number. Oh, oh. You know, part, yeah. you know part, I think part of the problem was, Edwin, huh? last couple of weeks, we have so many people call in, I get things bothered to give it out. and then tonight, Exactly. Tonight, I understand that. Yeah, tonight's been so quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have given out the phone numbers, but Patricia and I mm-hmm. were having just a good time because yeah, we have done this. Because we get along good. We do. <laughs> well, what have you been up to, Edwin? Please fill us in. Uh, uh, basically, just uh, I I got a new um, a new job I've been doing for the last couple of years that has me living on campus at a university here in Chicago. And, uh, like I mentioned, they have uh, certain sites that they won't let you go on, especially the, they always end in .com. So I, I was having trouble hooking up to listen to you folks. Yeah. Uh, but I've been doing good. I've been doing good. I, uh, I've been doing good. I went to Puerto Rico this summer and visited my mom and my sister right before the hurricane. Are they safe? Oh, uh, they're fine. They're really good. Excellent. Yeah, they're, oh, they're wow. doing good. They now have water and <gasps> oh, wonderful. Uh, intermediate uh, electricity. And they're, they're doing very well. I think Great. One of the last time we talked to you is when I think was it your daughter's wedding or some a member in your yeah. fam- family was it and that's almost been what two years ago. Three. Matter of fact, wow. I've got the news that my daughter's pregnant and she's so oh excited my. about that. 
You're going to be uh, a granddaddy. Yeah, I'm, we're all excited about it because uh, mm. uh, she had a, a, a problem about a year ago. Mm. We thought she was mm-hmm. pregnant, but it, it wasn't a pregnancy. It, it was I, I forget the technical name for it, but it was some kind of tumor. Uh-huh. And but this time they perceived the heartbeat, so it's 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 a real baby. I can't remember wow. the term of it. Um, Are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I, beg, I beg your pardon, Patricia. I I was going to ask, does the term ectopic pregnancy ring a bell? Does the what? Ectopic, E C T O P I C, pregnancy. Oh, does no, that sound? No. No, uh, not uh, that. Okay. No. Well, I'm so glad that we're we're talking about a successful um, pregnancy so far. Tell me when she is due. She's due July 4th. <gasps> Ooh! Oh, yeah. happy celebration day! Yes, I don't. Very cool, Patricia. As a nurse, how? What would you say? How accurate can these people be? Uh, I don't. <laughs> that seems ignorant. a long way. In, for them to specify July fourth to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they 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 can figure out the date of conception, mm-hmm. and then count the precise number of days a pregnancy lasts. Mm-hmm. That's how they get Absolutely. there. Yeah. So July fourth, and they're you know they're really pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Really good. So stuff. that's so, what's been happening with me and. Uh, what are you working on at the university? Are you teaching classes? What are you doing right I now? Teach, I teach English as a second language. Excellent. Um, yeah, I teach ESL classes to students. Well, I teach at the at the uh, graduate level, so I'm teaching teachers how to teach English as second e- language. Excellent. Yeah, oh, that, it's, it's very interesting is- because... Uh, I'm 58 years old, uh-huh. and it's it's fascinating to be around these students. And and I'm thinking, man, I wish I knew now what I um when I was 18 or 20. Yes, <laughs> it would have been such a nice uh, experience. But I I love it. I love it, <laughs> and it's it's interesting because I always uh. Um, I, I got a technical name. I think my name is Professor Rodriguez or something, but I tell the people, the students, oh, please, just call me Edwin or call me, some kids call me Pops or I've had, I've had kids call me Dad. I say, yeah, just don't call me that Professor Rodriguez. I, I don't like or that mister. <laughs> so, so how do you grade? Do you have, is it oral examinations? How do you, how, how, how do did you ask them to turn in turn papers, or how how are you working out the 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 course structure with your students? Well, I do things. I use alternative techniques, being blind. So I use uh, sometimes I use the KNFB to read papers, and I, I give the students a choice. I tell them, hey, um, do you want to do this orally? Do you want to do it? Uh, uh, written, and I have uh, other students that uh, 
are coming into the graduate program and uh, assistant professors that help grade. Uh, but the first thing I try to communicate to my students is, hey, I use alternative techniques uh, for grading and for teaching, and I want you guys to do the same. Um, I do it because I, I like vision, and I want you guys to do it to accommodate any difficulties you may have with speech or vision or hearing. So you tell me um, what's good for you, because by the time they get into my class, these, these guys already have bachelor's degrees. Uh -huh. By the time they get to uh, my classes, uh, it's apparent that, hey, the, these guys are learning because they want to learn, not because they have to. Yeah. Oh, that's a joy. That's a nice freedom that you have that you can structure it that way. Yeah, what I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's very nice. Yeah. And it's it's all about accommodation. I ask them, um, what, what's going to work for you? And because what's going to work for them is what they're going to uh, have to deal with when they get into the classes that they're going to be teaching. You think most of your students pass on the oral examination part because they, they, you know, they might be a little nervous about that kind of testing, or do you think most of, them, most of them take you up on that that option? I That's an interesting question, and I appreciate that question because there is a lot to the anxiety and the nervousness that... Mm -hmm. uh, students come in when they're taking exams because I've had students that have uh, A's in other projects and then I notice, whoa, what happened on this test? And I know it's stress. And it, it's something that can be applicable in, in all realms of life because I know <laughs> this just happened to me two weeks ago. That, uh, just as an example, I went to the dentist and I took the train, and I drank a 16-ounce cup of Starbucks coffee. Uh-oh. Oh, and I was boy. running, And I was running late. So me and my guide dog are running down the street to get to the dentist, and I'm in there, and I'm almost panting. And the first thing they want you to do is sit down, and uh, they want to give you the uh, blood pressure, check your blood pressure. And my blood pressure was like 160 and 100. <laughs> and I said, no, Everything no, was back no. Oh, my gosh. The dentist just said, hey, you might need some medication for your blood pressure. I said, no, no, no. Look at my record. My blood pressure is usually 120 over 70. This was because I'm anxious at being at the dentist. I just had 16 ounces of Starbucks coffee. And I just ran two blocks to get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> and we just all started laughing, and I think that happens to students. That, that's why I tell that little anecdote. Uh, they come to uh, exams, and yeah, and it's it's not one exam they're taking because if they have four or five classes, it's usually if not one or two days within mm -hmm. the week they're taking these, all these exams, and mm -hmm. and it's it's heavy duty. Wow. 
well, my gosh, you are really busy, and I, I'm just so excited about the teaching. I, I don't recall that I asked you or that Walden asked you earlier any time exactly what you're teaching. So this is new information for me. I don't know about for Walden, but That's this true. is great. That's true. I know Ellen Hall been active in other projects. I never knew that teaching was one of them. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that we learned. Yeah, well, this, this happens as a an opportunity that because I officially retired about five years ago mm-hmm. and this was an opportunity to get a uh, part-time job that wouldn't uh, uh, restrict me as far as my free time too much because I'm very flexible with my schedule and it wouldn't affect me too much economically as far as my pensions and, and, and things of that nature and mm-hmm. after uh, after about a year or two of retirement, um, I traveled a lot, and I played a lot of golf, and I went to a lot of a couple cruises. Wow! And uh, just did a lot of stuff. And after like a year, it was like, hey, I've done this, I've done that, and I'm bored. <laughs> I need to go to work oh. for therapy. <laughs> Well, that's great. I'm so glad you landed the position. How difficult, um, I, I don't know how to say this and, and ask it correctly, how how many competitors, well, that's not right either, how many people were vying for that particular job? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm working at a university where both myself and my daughter are alumni. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking that uh, that might have had something to do with it. Uh-huh. And I, I think uh, also that I'm bilingual. I, I speak Spanish, and most of our students yeah. are Spanish speakers. So I'm sure that had to do with it. Uh-huh. And actually... As incredible as this may sound, I think, and I always love to I, to credit God rather than the universe. I always like to credit God. I think it was one of those situations where um, my attitude was, "Hey, if if they uh, need someone, I'll I'll get the job," but I. I wasn't looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was, just, it was just sort of, you fell together. It came together. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, if, uh, if you guys need me, I'm here. If you don't, I'm very comfortable. And I even offered, maybe this has something to do with that thinking out loud, but I even offered them to say, um, look, uh, I'm down the street. If you guys need volunteers to for touring, uh, tutoring, just call me. And maybe wow. that's what did it. I think that that gave more insight to who you were and your character than anything you could have put down on paper. So, yes, that was a perfect thing to offer to do mm-hmm. and give yourself a leg up in the in the interview process. Yes, because I think when I went into the interview, I went in there thinking, hey, I don't need to work um, mm-hmm. for money. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and also, so I, you, you I were bet, probably. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I bet you, Ed, when you interview Will, because you got the can-do attitude about you. Every time Patricia and I always talk to you, you mm-hmm. always got sort of that upbeat personality, and I think that probably comes over very well when you're yes. doing, when you're doing an interview yes. with somebody. I, I know. And speaking a little bit about different things, um, I remember the gentleman who taught at a university in Indiana. I forget his name. Is he still calling in? Dan. Yes, he is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dan, Dan from yeah. Indiana. How's he doing? Uh-huh. I remember him calling he's doing, in. He's doing great. Yeah. And if, if we listen a little bit longer, he might call in tonight in time. Yeah. And is Mike still calling in? Mike, uh, the one that has a daughter that I think her name is Elizabeth or helps him out a lot or used to. I don't know. Yeah, Mike is on Sunday. Um, yeah. And then uh, we, uh, oh, we, we have a lot of people to still call in. So it's, Good. it's still, it's, it's amazing. I think Patricia, yeah. Patricia has a little record. And I'm just incredible. You know, we've been doing this show together for seven years, over seven yeah. years now. And I think Patricia kept track that we have had over a hundred different people have called us over that period of time, and I just still think that's just a remarkable number of, uh, of a little internet station to have that wider range of people willing to mm-hmm. call us. And I just indeed, yeah, I know because I remember so many people, and I don't want to mention names because no. you you always go guilty of uh, omission. That's true, but. Uh, I remember the gentleman from Hawaii. Yeah, Ron from Hawaii. Oh, yes. Yep. And the girl, I think she was from Oklahoma that used to call a lot. Yep. I don't remember her name. Yeah, but we, had, we, have, we have a couple from Oklahoma. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I just called to say I'm, uh, part of my Thanksgiving was uh, being able to get USA Today again. You, uh, yesterday, USA.org again. Perfect. And I'll be listening. Well, Edwin, I'm glad your family is safe in Puerto Rico. I mean, that was just a scary it's thing watching the news. So I'm, I'm glad. Terrifying. Safe yeah. So family. you really, you really did have a Thanksgiving this year. Your family is safe, and you had a good day, and you found us. Gosh, what more could you ask for? For real. That's for real. I think you're gonna I'm ask for a lot. And oh my gosh. And. <laughs> And I'll be listening. Thank you, Edwin. Oh, okay. thank you, Edwin. It's so Great. good to talk to you again. Good Great. night. Bye-bye. Okay, so. See, that was worth it. That was worth it. Just hanging around to hear from Edwin. This is good. This is good. Okay, do you have anything for me? No, okay, I was looking at the time. I think it's time for me to get you off to uh, Never Never Land. Yeah, get my leg up or something like that. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can do that. And I can just be ever so happy that um, we got to talk to Edwin, we talked with Paul, we, we're making new connections. This is so cool. So cool. All right, my dear. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Just and you behave yourself. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us, and we'll, I'll be back next week. Perfect. All right, my dear. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dear Lord, thank you for the wonderful opportunity having Patricia on Saturday. Thank you for Edwin and his family being safe in Puerto Rico. Look after Paul. 
perhaps to all our listeners out there, bless them if they need your help. Fulfill their needs and things in your will, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, looks like we got time to get a Ray Bream show in, so stand by. JAWS Professional Norton Security Windows M Desktop My Music M My Document Enter Document 4S Saturday Enter Saturday 4 Ray Bream 880130 Andy Russell Unloading Jump OK Enter Center KABC Los Angeles Talk Radio 790 The Voice of Southern California Hello, Americans. I'm Paul Harvey. You know what the news is. In a minute, you're going to hear the rest of the story. James Whitmore with a safe driving tip for older drivers. Hi, I'm James Whitmore. You know, we older drivers should take every precaution behind the wheel. Are you just driving in your own neighborhood? Did you know that typical accidents for older drivers occur within 15 miles of home? Well, that's why seatbelt use is so important for every driver on every trip. Be safe. Buckle up. A public service message from the American Association of Retired Persons, the Highway Users Federation, and this station. Hey, you and I have talked about the vitamins and the minerals and the iron and all that measurable nutrition you get from even a three-ounce serving of beef. You know, the lusciousness would make beef good eaten even without the nourishment. Traveling men and traveling women in a strange town Always ask first, where can I get a good steak? Because one reason is, any place you can get a good steak, you're going to get a good meal. The Beef Industry Council and the Beef Board have insisted all along that beef is good for you. Now health experts agree, urging you to eat natural foods. And the most natural food there is, is beef. And now, the rest of the story. Frank had never thought much of doctors to begin with. He'd been outraged by the helplessness of the medical profession to save the life of his own firstborn child. He'd been particularly skeptical of physicians ever since one of them announced that he, Frank, would be dead of heart disease in two months. And that had been 13 years before. So now as Frank lay sick with an apparent case of influenza, he did what he could to dissuade his wife from calling the doctor at all, but she called anyway. And since they were presently vacationing at their summer cottage in Canada, old Doc Bennett would have to do. The country doctor nodded, a bad cold, all right. He prescribed accordingly. But Frank kept feeling worse and worse, and his temperature shot up to 102. He ached all over. He ached terribly. Two days later, Doc Bennett returned to find his patient's condition much deteriorated. He scratched his chin. If it really were a cold, it was the worst he'd ever seen. In fact, it probably wasn't a cold after all. And then he turned to Frank's wife. Maybe they should call a few of the resorts in the area. Maybe some fancy city doctor was vacationing at one. Well, one was, and a fancy physician indeed, the internationally renowned surgeon and diagnostician, Dr. William W. Keene of Philadelphia. He took some persuading, but Dr. Keene agreed to make the house call, and he arrived at 7.30 that evening. 
During the examination, Frank's wife paced and fretted in the hallway outside the sick room door, and when it was over, Dr. Keene emerged to place a reassuring hand on her shoulder. Frank was going to be all right, said the doctor. He might take a while, but he would recover completely. And he confided his diagnosis, a clot, a blood clot, born of a sudden congestion and settled in the lower spinal cord. But wasn't there something they could do to hasten Frank's recuperation, the wife insisted? Yes, answered Dr. Keene. There was one vital therapy, something which must not be neglected under any circumstances. Massage, heavy and constant massage. Well, Dr. Keene acknowledged this would be terribly painful for Frank but it would be for his own good and would be essential. So Frank's wife and family friend took turns torturing Frank, reluctantly but vigorously massaging him. After a few days, they received a letter from Dr. Keene who indicated therein that his diagnosis had been imprecise. Probably there was no clot, wrote the doctor, but rather a lesion of the spinal cord, a more serious condition which made massage all the more imperative. And in the same envelope, Dr. Keene's letter included his bill for $600. All told, Frank lay in agony for 10 days, while wife and friend carried out doctor's orders. It was only after a third physician showed up that they stopped. And it was he, Dr. Robert W. Lovett of Boston, who brought the awful news that the massage prescribed by Dr. Keene had done infinitely more harm than good, had perhaps irreversibly damaged Frank's already ravaged leg muscles. A generally physically fit 39 years of age, Frank most likely would have gotten well, completely well especially considering that Frank's had been only a relatively mild case of polio. On the other hand, said Dr. Lovett, it was impossible to calculate the long-range effects of Dr. Keene's $600 house call. On his patient, a young businessman on vacation in August of 1921. What I'm saying is that a summer visitor to Campobello had been misdiagnosed, mistreated, and permanently crippled. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And now you know the rest of the story. Corner of West Elman State, victim is a male in the 70s. Uh, what happened? It's Mr. Johnson. Uh, Mr. Johnson from down the street? McGruff, the crime dog. Ed Johnson was walking down the block when he became the victim of a crime. Turns out Ed was lucky. All he lost was his wallet. Don't let crime get the best of older folks in your neighborhood. Get together with your neighbors and start a senior citizen escort group. It's as easy as giving a friend a lift on your way home from work. All set, Mrs. Finley? All set, Fred. And I really do thank you. Or walking him to the grocery store on the corner. I guess we're here, Harold. Thanks for walking me, Beth. Oh, Harold, my pleasure. When you walk along with a senior citizen, you're telling crime to take a hike. That's one way to make your neighborhood safer for older folks. Find out more about crime prevention. Call up your local police or sheriff's department and, uh, help take a bite out of crime. A message from the Crime Prevention Coalition and the Ad Council. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790.
Good morning, everyone. He was a band drummer and a singer with such bands as Stan Kenton, Johnny Richards, Gus Arnheim, and Elvino Ray. He made many million-seller records, such as Bessie Mucho, Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside, Without You, Amor, Magic is the Moonlight. You know by now, we're speaking of Andy Russell. Stick around, he's our guest. Andy was, of course, you took over for uh, Frank Sinatra on the Lucky Strike hit parade on radio back in 1947. Exactly. No, in fact, it was a little little before that. Really? I think it was 1946. Uh-huh. Well, that was a big show in those days, and to uh, follow Sinatra, you had to be good. Well, thank goodness I didn't have to follow Sinatra because they put uh, Lawrence Tibbet in there for a few weeks, you know, just kind of separate us. So right after Lawrence Tibbet, then I came in. How nice. Yes. Uh, I know that there's a generation out there that is saying, Andy who? That's right. Let's go over some of the things you did. These were million sellers, most of them, and a couple of uh, recent things you've done. This is what Andy sounds like. Magic is the moonlight, much more than any June night. Magic is the moonlight, or it made you mine. I'll close my Besame, besame mucho. Each time I cling to your kiss, I hear music divine. mucho. Hold me, my darling, and say that you'll always be mine. Yeah. 
sure did. What a job you did on that. I've uh, got to have a copy of that. Well, all right. Uh, in return for having a copy of the whole songs uh -huh. that go into my library, because, you know, these records that we just got through playing uh, are not available anywhere. You uh -huh. cannot pick them up. I frequent uh, an old-time uh, 
of Record Shop Rare Records, uh, Music and Memories. Uh -huh. And uh, he says, we get calls every week for Andy Russell. We don't have one in the shop. We can't get them. I know. Isn't that sad? It's sad because all the middle-of-the-road singers, you know, they just, they're just not releasing any of the records anymore. You know, even Andy Williams said to me a few months back, he says, Andy, doggone it. I wish I could get a hold of a hit song right now, but they're just just not buying us, you know? They're buying Sad. the young kids, yeah. But those over 50 are, I gotta tell you that, <laughs> and we're, we're dying to get them, so maybe we can uh, start a movement to get Andy Russell Records repressed. Re uh, Back to the masters. You know, they're doing that now with CDs, and when, when the CDs are made, sometimes right. they do the same thing with, put it out on LP with Virgin right. Vinyl, remaster it digitally and so forth. Right, I'm gonna try, I'm yeah, gonna try. That's yes. great. We'll be back with Andy Russell. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. So have you ever thought about the things you take for granted? Reading the morning paper, jogging, riding a bike, watching TV, playing golf, driving a car. Now what do all of these things have in common? You need your vision in order to perform them. However, if you suffer from cataracts, you may have trouble with any or all of these things. But you can change that. With the medical breakthrough of cataract surgery, you may regain what you took for granted, your eyesight. Dr. Cooperman has literally restored vision to thousands of patients. Dr. Cooperman personally conducts all consultations, does all examinations, surgery, and follow-up visits. Transportation will also be provided on day of surgery if you like. Now get a paper and pencil to write down this important number. The number will restore your vision to you. Area code 213 276-2076. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That number again, 276-2076. Watch this, Grandpa. Beautiful, Scotty. Now see if you can hit my fastball. Everybody dreams about watching their grandchildren grow up. But if you suffer from cataracts, it's only a dream. Now, thanks to Dr. Stephen G. Cooperman, you can have painless cataract and lens implant surgery as an outpatient without hospitalization, 100% covered by Medicare. Dr. Cooperman is a board-certified ophthalmologist. He's a cataract specialist who founded the American Intraocular Implant Society. Call Dr. Cooperman now at his Beverly Hills office to learn more about his operation. Dr. Cooperman also uses the latest diagnostic and therapeutic methods in his treatment of glaucoma, diabetes, and other eye diseases. Call 213-276-2076. 276-2076. Good hit, Scotty. Call the Cooperman Eye Center for a free copy of Dr. Cooperman's book, Cataracts and You, 276-2076. See what you've been missing. Love, relationships, romance. Do the stars dictate what will happen? or personal happiness. Why do some people never feel content while others lead a blessed existence? Hi, I'm Joyce Stilson. And later today from 2 to 3 p.m., I'll be with you to discuss these mysteries. Plus, it's a very romantic weekend. So singles and those seeking more love, have your questions ready. Later today at 2, this is Joyce Stilson for KBC Talk Radio 79. All Talk Radio 79 numbers and in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520 and then talk.
Lucky Strike presents your hit parade with Mark Warnell, the Lucky Strike Orchestra, Lynn Murray, the Hit Paraders, and starring Andy Russell with Beryl Davis and our special guest stars, the Andrews Sisters. is Andy Russell with Lucky 7. Number 7 on the survey, a gal in calico. Met a gal in calico down in Santa Fe Used to be her Sunday boat till I rode away Well, Andy, that's the way it sounded uh, some 42 years ago. Oh. Boy, is it 42 years, is it? Well, I think it's that more was, than that. Well, it? let's see. It was about 41. 40, it was 1947 oh, this was recorded. Boy, that's a long time. With my good buddy Del Sharpa doing the announcing. Yes, my old friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, how long were you on the hit parade? I was on two years, and uh, uh, let's see, I went off, and then Dick Hames went on for just mm. a little while, and mm. then it was discontinued. The then years. went on to TV. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Snooky Lanson and Giselle. Yes, right, right. Uh-huh. Well, Andy, how did you get your first record contract, which was what, about 1943, 44? 1943. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working at the Hollywood Casino. Remember the Hollywood Casino sure. on Sunset yeah. Boulevard? Right. And uh, uh, Johnny Mercer came over and says, Andy, I'd like to make a, a record with you. Johnny Mercer was Mr. Capital Records. That's, he was the president, and uh, I said, uh, well, wonderful. I remember getting $150 for that record, $75 per side. For, uh, and I went in to record, and I, he says, Andy, you pick the material. So I thought about Mr. Gus Arnheim, who gave me so many ideas when I was just starting. I joined him when I was 17 years old. And uh, he says, he's the guy that said to me, Andy, I want you to do a few things in, in English and then in Spanish. I says, my guys, why Spanish? They don't understand. He says, Andy, look, please believe me. In this country, if you do something different, it's going to catch on. So I thought about him when I went in to record for Capital. I says, hey, I've got to do what Gus Arnheim told me. Let's start a gimmick, which is singing in English and Spanish, which is Besame Mucho. And this is the gimmick that got me over with the people. And uh, the first uh, record out of the gate, a million seller. That's it. Exactly. I got so lucky. Then right after that, another million seller, which was Amor Amor. Yeah. And then Magic is the Moonlight. And then all of these, I got so lucky. What a run. Oh, I was so lucky, boy. <laughs> well, then then fame and fortune took a little downside uh, back mm-hmm. in the mid-50s. Yes. And you decided to leave the country. I left the country because of a, of a divorce. And I went on to Mexico, and the strangest thing that happened to me, I, 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 I go to Mexico to do a, a, a one television shot they asked me to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on the plane, and the strangest feeling, I look out the window as we land in Mexico City, and I see thousands of people and girls mm-hmm. outside there, and I said, my gosh, who's on the plane? And I'm looking <laughs> around, was wondering who was on the plane, because I heard him screaming mariachis mm-hmm. and everything at the airport, and all of a sudden, I hear the little girls holler, Andy, Andy, Andy. I, I was so shocked because 
here's a whole new change for me all of a sudden from English to Spanish and everybody interviewing me in Spanish and my Spanish was kind of bad at that time but what a thrill it was to arrive in Mexico City to all this tumult of, of the people at the airport and before you knew it uh, you had a TV show in in Mexico in Mexico and you were uh, flying down to Argentina and you had a TV show there yeah. and you were a hit in Latin America for about 19 years exactly all over Latin I mean I mean Central America everything yeah. in South America I worked everything and uh, had my television show in Mexico and Argent in uh, Buenos Aires and uh, it was just a big thrill you know what did you miss most about the United States well our customs because even though I'm Mexican-American myself I, I I still miss the uh, good American know-how of, of, of doing things and uh, and the musicianship you know of course we had great musicians in Mexico mm -hmm. but not like they are over here in Mexico they'd always play like the last record they heard from the United States like the Billy May thing or or they'd hear any of the great bands from the United States they'd imitate them did you miss things like fast food and oh, you know the things we had here no they, they, they've got fast food oh, they but it's Mexican fast food oh, you know, it's very good very good uh, so you didn't miss the, the the food or anything like that it was mainly the the musicianship exactly musicianship and uh, my friends here mm -hmm. and speaking English because I had to it took me a while to really learn my Spanish you know and finally I got it down Pat and start making movies and I made about seven movies in in Mexico and one in Spain and well, we're sure glad you're back Andy I'm glad to be back believe me we'll be right back too okay. And this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. If you or a loved one has cataracts, now's the time to act. Wouldn't it be great to enjoy the new year with improved eyesight? Make a New Year's resolution today to make 1988 the best year yet. So don't delay. Call Dr. Kenneth Gordon, a renowned cataract surgeon who is trusted by thousands of Southern Californians. Dr. Gordon has been in practice for many years at 9735 Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills and is a founder of the Beverly Hills Eye Institute. He uses state-of-the-art equipment and offers the best of care to all patients. He knows how important personalized service is to senior citizens and handles each patient with the utmost care. Dr. Gordon accepts Medicare assignments, so give yourself the best gift of all, better eyesight, one of life's most precious gifts. Place your trust in an experienced surgeon that has helped so many people with cataract problems. Make this year one to remember. Call Dr. Kenneth Gordon at 272-3100. 272-3100. Fun and relaxation are just a few hours away when you play and stay at the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. Now, you'll get more for your money at the Edgewater, where rooms are just $27, one or two persons. Now through February 29th, suites, weekends, and holidays are higher. The Edgewater features fun and excitement for the entire family with the 32-lane bowling center and video arcade, a complete race and sports book, and nightly entertainment. The Edgewater's restaurants offer tremendous variety and the best dollar value on the Colorado River. From the Ember Steakhouse to a fabulous buffet open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including a Friday night seafood buffet that you'll never forget. Make the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort part of your travel plans. For reservations, call toll-free... 1-800-257-0300. The Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. 
All rooms $27, one or two persons. Call 1-800-257-0300 for reservations. Norm's really went after the world traveler when they came up with their super breakfast specials from only $1.29. Norm's? Norm's restaurant? Sure. I summer at the beach, and I count on Norm's. Huntington Beach, Long Beach, Santa Monica. And Norm's has their super breakfast specials. Monday through Friday from 4 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. What about winter? There's no Norm's in Aspen. Oh, too cold. I winter in Orange in Costa Mesa, where I know I can get into Norm's for a super breakfast special, and there's no snow. That's right. Norm's is in Anaheim and Santa Ana, too. And then there's springtime in San Gabriel. And just like Norm's in Huntington Park and Lakewood and Torrance, they have super breakfast specials from $1.29. Don't you miss Norms when you go shopping in London and Paris? I shop on Rodeo. And there's a Norms on Pico and one on La Cienega. With super breakfast specials from 4 to 11.30 a.m. I enjoy the ponies at Hollywood Park and eat at Norms in Inglewood. And there's a Norms in Van Nuys. What do you do in Van Nuys? I don't know. What would you do in Van Nuys? In Long Beach, Norms is on Long Beach Boulevard at PCH. KABC, Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word TALK. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, TALK. No puedo olvidar aquella noche a orillas del mar. surgió entre nosotros dos. You know, Andy, uh, I love Strangers in the Night, but I love the Spanish version better. Some songs seem to be made especially for a Spanish lyric. Well, that's I'm glad to hear that, uh, Ray, because uh, I love it, too. <laughs> and, uh, but in today's market, you know, I mean, when I recorded these things, it wasn't as strong as it is today. Today's market is going to yeah. be a very, very Latin market. Maybe know? you could convince a record company that uh, <laughs> that's the way it's going. Oh, I hope so. Well, uh, but, but I hope so, too, because, you know, I, I still think that there's a market for it. I really do. And uh, I hope some record companies are listening right now. Hey, you won't believe who's up next. Is that you, Ho Josie? <laughs> it's Lena Romai. Lena Romai, my old buddy. Andy Bear. How are you, honey? My gosh, it's good to talk to you. Oh, my darling, you sound so good. Oh, you're so nice. Lena, you bring back a lot of memories. My well, listen, gosh. you bring a lot of memories to me, too. Oh, gosh. I think from now on, I'm going to do everything with Ray in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely loves it. He's, no comprende. <laughs> oh, he's my co-host on Pacific Pioneer Broadcast. Nostalgia Night, you know. And yes. Now on, no English. We're, we're going to have to uh, bring you down, Andy, for a Nostalgia Night. Oh, he'll love it. He Good. Will, and they will love him. Indeed they will. We'll have Absolutely. to... Uh, we'll have to have guards around the building because we can only allow so many in because of the fire laws. I'm telling you, anyone who's listening in... Andy is still absolutely so handsome. Oh, you're so I, I want, nice. I want to know where he found the fountain of youth down in Latin America because uh, well, it's done so well for him. Honey, come on, he's a Latino. <laughs> That's it, the Mexican genes. Yeah. I it. guess so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, Lena, it's so good to hear you. Every once in a while I hear you on the air, too, you know. Oh, you know, doing my horses, huh? That's right. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You bring back beautiful memories, Lena. For those who don't live in Southern California, 
telling you, you don't hear her, but uh, she does uh, the horses from Hollywood Park, right? Well, that's my whole new career. I don't know what's left after. That's the last chapter so far. There's another <laughs> one coming up. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to wait and see what happens. But anyway, oh, Andy, you sound wonderful. You're so nice. Thank you, Lena. I appreciate so it. I'm excited, and just keep on. Well, sing some more. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you, Lena. We'll see you, Lena. Sing to you in bed, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My guest, the one and only, Andy Russell. lovers at first sight In love forever It turned out so right For strangers in the night I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. You hear a lot these days about the serious shortage of qualified younger workers. It's the result of the declining birth rate and the fact that Americans are living longer. The population is simply getting older, period. Well, this isn't a big problem in California, for we have living here thousands of skilled men and women who've retired from business careers and want to work again, full-time, part-time, or even on a temporary basis. And many, many of these experienced business persons are available through a nonprofit organization called Second Careers, which for years has been serving as a link between employers and retirees. Last year alone, they placed nearly 400 persons in a variety of business positions. So if you're looking to fill office jobs, call Second Careers, a pioneer in bringing business experience back to business. Second Careers, area code 213, then dial 380-3166, 380-3166. We've made J.H. Bigger an honorary member of the Ray Bream KBC Silver Radio Society. J.H. Bigger has an excellent reputation for carrying the world's finest lines of furniture and housewares. But now, as you probably guessed, J.H. Bigger will be offering a special discount for a magnificent savings to every Ray Bream KBC listener 60 or older. At J.H. Bigger, you can afford the very best for less. This week, J.H. Bigger is offering a store-wide sale on every mirror in stock, and they have beautiful mirrors in all shapes, sizes, and styles. Special price good at all J.H. Bigger locations in Pasadena, Woodland Hills, and Irvine. J.H. Bigger will deliver free to anywhere in Southern California. J.H. Bigger, Southern California's largest Drexel Heritage dealer. Now they're open Saturdays 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays noon till 5 p.m. Professional interior design also available. J.H. Bigger, a reflection of your good taste. I'm Michael Bissonette, president of Night Protective Industries. I know what it's like to have my home broken into, and it didn't have to happen. I'd like to send you a free brochure on Knight's one-touch home security system, and I'd like to send it to you now before there's a problem. Over the years, you may have seen our one-touch commercials on TV. We've developed a quality home security system that's truly affordable, and I want you to know about it. The one-touch is so effective, it was chosen by the present Los Angeles police chief and the two chiefs before him to protect their own homes and families. But most of all, I want you to know that you can now protect your home and family at a very reasonable cost. I want to send you our free brochure on Knight's One-Touch System. There's no obligation of any kind. Here's how to get it. Call 1-800-323-7744 right now for a free brochure by mail about the Knight Home Security System. That's 1-800-323-7744. No obligation. 1-800-323-7744. Collins, why do you suppose I called this special session? 
my guardian angel? Your guardian coach. And you feel I'm not playing the game of life well enough? You're not playing the game of life to win. But I give it all I've got. You're suffering from stress, Collins, which is why I'm going to ask you to take some time for fun and relaxation. I want you to exercise. Exercise 20 minutes a day. You'll burn off stress, look better, and feel great. From the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sport. KABC, Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, talk. I'll close my Orchestrations on this RCA album. Sid Feller and George Saravo, and uh, you know that I forget the other fella, but uh, all very fine arrangers. You oh, know, you know, it's a marvelous album. You know, I've been after this album for the past 15 years, and now I had to get Andy Russell in here in order to get these. They, know, they go into my record collection. You know, how this happened by this album. I was in Argentina doing my television show. I did 13 weeks every every summer in Ar in Buenos Aires, mm -hmm. and they called me in Buenos Aires because I had so many hit records with RCA in Argentina. He says, Andy, we're going to fly you in. We want you to do uh, the your old records that you did with Capitol mm -hmm. and uh, redo them all over again. So they brought me in, and in a day and a half, I recorded the whole thing. I did two shot, three shots with... Um, What's uh, Jack Parr, mm -hmm. and then went right back to Argentina to do my uh, my television show. Who, who were the singers? The uh, Hit Paraders. Oh, yes. great! You know, yes. the, the orchestrations, the arrangements, and the the chorus. You don't hear records with a chorus anymore. But I know that it adds so much to certain songs. You know, uh, that this this record is uh, let's see, uh, that's 1956, 56, 56 seven. or seven. Yes, remember, yeah. late '56. That's a long time ago. It is, but it still holds up. You can hear yes. how it sounds. Right, right, yeah, right. Beautiful. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Sylvia. Hello, Sylvia. Hi. You're calling from San Diego. You're on with Andy Russell. Sylvia, how are you? I am so delighted to talk with you. Oh, you're so nice. I want to tell you something. Yeah? Uh, does Fernwood Avenue mean anything to you? Oh, my gosh, Fernwood Avenue. That's that little apartment that I had there, my gosh, when I first started. When you were singing in the bathroom, we shut the radio off and opened <laughs> the bathroom door, and my mom and dad and I used to sit and... Oh, that's Fernwood. That's when I was with Alvino Ray's band, and right after we get through at Casino Gardens, we'd all run down, All the whole band would run down to Lockheed Vega, and we'd build airplanes. Yes. I remember, yes. We all had to eat, didn't we? But you also had... <laughs> a little girl. Oh, and yes. The babysit, and then when I went into the Army, uh -huh. my mom babysat. Is, is it Louise or Lucille? La, the, the girl, you mean? Yeah. It was Evelyn, I think. Evelyn. That's it. The baby. That's it. No, the baby was uh, was uh, Ronnie. 
Ronnie, yes. I know my mom used I went into the service when war broke out. Uh -huh. My mom used to write, you know, because she was, uh -huh. while there, the baby was quite something. Yes. And one thing I want to say, it has nothing to do with the music, but it is gorgeous. I'm oh. so glad there's nothing electronic down in the <laughs> We were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Sylvia, for remembering. For helping my mom to the car so my dad could take her to her. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia. You. Bye-bye. We have uh, Chico on the line. Hello, Chico. You're on with Andy Russell. Hey, Andy, what a joy, what a joy. I, I, I mentioned that to, uh, if he remembers when he had Edie and Steve on, that Andy's back in town. My wife and I bumped into you at Barnes Park in Monterey Park last summer. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I sang there, didn't I? I'm the blind guy. And you, you entertained us so... And 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 I'm I'm in accord with Ray. We we got to get started crusade to bring back the swinging years. Oh, beautiful records! And you you and uh, it really thrilled me to hear you say that you always regarded as Monterey Park in East Los Angeles as home. That's right. That's home. That's that's where I was born. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and and it was it was so great to see. You. And you know what? What's that? I said to cut my eyes are really bad. My eyes says you look so dapper and suave. And, and Ray, you sitting next to Ray there, you can, you can attest to that. Well, indeed. I, I, I want to know where the Fountain of Youth is. <laughs> is. He's, he's got that potion. I know how old you are, and I went to school at Roosevelt High. Oh, then you know, we're going to have a reunion, too, you know, on the on the 13th over at the Marriott. We're going to have a big reunion with all the Roosevelt people. When? At the Marriott? When? It's uh, on the 13th of, uh, of February. Oh, really? Yes. The day before my wife's birthday. My gosh. Yeah, Valentine's Day is the next day. Uh, well, listen, continue good health and good luck. God bless you. And, and, and take care of yourself. All right, Chico. Thank you, Chico. Bye-bye. Uh, Andy, you uh, work as a uh, community relations spokesman and uh, a commercial announcer and do singing and uh, shows for uh, the uh, country's largest uh, savings and loan association, Home Savings Absolutely. and Loan. Absolutely. A wonderful outfit because they get me the greatest bands, all studio men, all top guys, ex-Miller guys, ex-Dorsey mm -hmm. guys, and just the best uh, studio men in town. And uh, great sound system, and uh, they do just a beautiful, so, classy job. So what job. do you do? You have, have uh, uh, a sign-up in, in the various uh, savings and loans that you're going to make an appearance somewhere, or what? That's it. Well, uh, I'm going to be, right now they call me, they want me to do a thing at Seal Beach at Leisure World down there with ah. a big 17-piece uh, band. And uh, we just work all over, every, every, every part of Los Angeles. But uh, you're telling me that you're also going to Florida now, too. Yeah, we were in Florida twice, mm -hmm. you know, for home savings. Uh -huh. And uh, and again, great bands, you know, all the top musicians. Isn't that nice? Oh, they're beautiful. Because nowadays, uh, people like to bring in those keyboards. That's right. <laughs> you know, th the synthesizers and the automatic uh, rhythm right. machines. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, a couple of guys doing all of the, the work. All right, let's say hello to Dorothy in Reno. Hello, Dorothy. Hello. Dorothy, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I listen to you almost every night, but I haven't ever called before. Well, this is this is Andy. You're talking to Andy Russell right now. <laughs> how are you, Dorothy? Uh, I'm fine. Good. And you know what? I, I wonder, you know, I sang years ago uh -huh. in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And I wonder if you remember Elizabeth Hughes. I know that name. Where do I know it from? Uh, Horace Height. She was the harpist. Oh, for God's sakes. That's right. That's right. With with Horace Height. Right. Uh-huh. And I wonder, have you any idea whatever happened to her? She was very, very good to me in those years. Gee, I, I, I don't know what ever happened to any anybody from the Horace Height band, except Horace Height Jr., you know. I've worked uh, with his band, you know. In fact, uh, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. In a few weeks, we'll have Horace Height Jr. on the program. 
He's, he's a very nice guy, and he's got uh, a good band. A very good band. Yeah. I've worked with him twice now, yeah. so it's a great band. Yes. I don't think I know Horsehide Jr. I, I'm talking about it. Well, he's carrying on in his dad's footsteps. Well, good, except that uh, uh, I, I understand that. I, I remember you, Andy, uh -huh. very well. Uh, and you were with Alvino Ray, and Alvino Ray was with Hyde. That's, That's right. right. That's right. And Almost everyone was. It seems like at one time or another. One time or other, right. <laughs> at any rate, uh, yes, I was supposed to replace Alice King at one time. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Alice is quite a singer, you know. Yes, I know. I was pretty good, too. <laughs> well, God bless you. Are you doing any more singing? Pardon? Are you doing any more of your singing? Oh, come on now. I'm 70 years old. Well, I'm pretty close, you know. <laughs> and I'm still singing. you got to be somewhere in there. That's right. <laughs> All right, Dorothy, thank you. You bet, and thank you. Right, we'll bye see bye. you, Dorothy. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I got a real surprise for you. So stay with us. Andy Russell is my guest. This is Talk Radio. Close my eyes and see you in my heart. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. As a public service to decrease drunk driving, I'm about to introduce the fully automatic, state-of-the-art digital Truthomatic headband. And to show us how it works is your typical party kind of a guy, Larry. Hi. And a boy, Larry, keep drinking. Now, the way the Truthomatic works is every time Larry tells a lie, he'll receive a 1,000-volt shock like this. The theory being, he'll tell the truth about his condition to drive. We all set to go, Larry? Yeah, I guess so. Headband in place? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Larry, state your full name, please. Larry Francis Smith. <laughs> Good. How old? are you? 39. Yeah, 42. All right. You've been drinking tonight, Larry? A little. <laughs> Moderately. Okay, chugging pretty heavy, okay? Chugging pretty heavily. Uh, how many beers have you consumed? Three. Four. <laughs> this is my second six-pack. And now, the question. Larry, can you drive home safely? Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, I think so. <laughs> Call me a cab. This is Attorney General John Van de Camp. Sometimes the truth hurts, but a little lost pride is better than a loss of life. Please, don't drink and drive. Absolutely. Very few people become or stay successful by chance. Success is no accident. Interested in how it happens? Successful people have the ability to communicate effectively, influence and motivate others. They get their ideas across, make friends easily, arouse enthusiasm and win people to their way of thinking. Now you'll learn how to do these things and more with the help of Dale Carnegie training. The need to personally be more effective is greater than ever. Why not join Lee Iacocca and over three million other Dale Carnegie course graduates in greater success, more net worth, and additional recognition? If you own a company, why not find out about the company classes available? Dale Carnegie classes are now forming at convenient locations near you. Ask about all five Dale Carnegie courses. For a brochure or a free introductory session, call Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., area code 213-481-0800. That's 481-0800. 481-0800. Everybody's a critic, but I get paid for it. I'm Gary Franklin. Weekday mornings on the Ken and Bob Company and on Channel 7. I criticize, I review, I report. Later today, I take my medicine and listen to you. Join me from 3 till 5. We'll talk about the entertainment industries. We'll hear your reviews, your reactions. It's a chance for you to share your opinions of what's hot and what's not. Movies, TV, theater, the arts. Let's talk later today, 3 till 5, right here on KABC. 
5520, followed by Talk, T-A-L-K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word Talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then Talk. kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, a long time. Sandy Russell singing. It's always been a favorite song of mine. I remember uh, that was uh, Jewel Stein and Sammy Kahn's song. That's it. You know, the strangest thing is uh, this song was just a, uh, a quickie that they put in the album because they, they had room for one more in the album, and this guy says, Andy, do my wife's favorite song. And so we recorded this thing. Uh, what a hit it was for Helen Forrest. Was it Helen Forrest? Yeah, no. No, it was Kitty Callan. Kitty Callan. Kitty Callan. Exactly, right, right. Did that with Harry. Boy, Jack. have you got a memory. Oof. Well, you know, I used Boy. to play those things. Uh, Andy, we were in the green room before going on the air, uh -huh. and we were talking about uh, a couple of singers, no names, that uh, have lost uh, the, the voices they once had. But you uh -huh. said there's one guy around oh. that still wails and sings, and he's better than he's ever been. And the guy that you mentioned is on the line right now. Steve Lawrence, how are you, Steve? And there's Edie. <laughs> oh boy. Two of the greatest two of the greatest singers in the business. What a, what a class act. I can't tell you what a thrill it is wow. to be here listening to you and Ray. I just I just love you, and it has been a long time, oh and it is boy. also a little late, but Feliz Año Nuevo. Muchas gracias. This guy, this guy, these guys speak good Spanish. Oh, yes. And, and Edie had a tremendous smash hit with uh, Los Panchos, you know, all over Latin America. And she's doing a new Spanish album. Just finished it. Oh, really? Is it out yet? Uh, Brian, all finished. It's not out yet. They're mixing it now, but she's finished her... It's called her Corazón a Corazón. Corazón a Corazón. Yeah. And, and you know who you're going to send the first copy to, don't you? You got it. All right. You got it, Ray. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, you know, I've always, I was talking to Ray Breen right before. I said the best singers in the business are, are uh, uh, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. Oh. And it's, and it's, I love you so I've always, much. I've always said that all my life. You guys are the greatest, I'm oh, telling you. You know, you know what, 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 what we think of you and always have. I mean... All your soul, Andy. Oh. You know, Andy, I, I was just sitting here, Andy. You got it's it's uh, every once in a while, not too often. I yeah. do get stuck with something. Yeah. But years ago, yeah. there was a, a full-length cartoon. Yes. In which a lot of uh, very celebrated uh, vocalists actually uh -huh. did the. Uh, the songs to it. Oh, was it the uh, Disney thing? The Disney thing. Yeah. I, when I was trying to recall the song that I'm was... I'm so lonely and blue when I'm without you. That's I it. I don't know what I do. So, oh, my That's God. That's it. You That's it. a sweetheart without you. You take, take a star and lead it far away from heaven. Hey, he that does. star would be lost. That's my boy. As I'm lost without you. Oh, you're wonderful. I, it, it was just out of my head, and I couldn't. For, I was saying it was a hey, listen, that's he, Steve, I want to hear how Billy Eckstein would sing it. I'm so lonely and blue when I'm without you. <laughs> I love his... <laughs> oh, these wonderful. guys are wonderful. He will do it much better than that. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear you guys. My gosh. I'm just so Andy. happy to hear yes. you and I'm hear you singing and hear you with Ray. When are you going back on the road? We leave next week. Next weekend. Where are you headed? 
Well, I heard Andy talk about Florida. We start our tour. We, we are literally in and out all year this year. We start with doing three different cities in Florida. We'll be start at Sunrise, Sunrise and uh, Clearwater and Fort Myer, all down in... Where do you get the band? Do you get the band over there, do you? We travel with a uh, nucleus. Oh, we, we beautiful. Have, uh, we have about eight guys around, and then we embellish uh, and pick up uh, from the and best local area. And oh, with boy. guys like uh, Al Kyola. Yeah, Al Kyola's been with us. And you know Al. Oh, gosh, yes. Al has been with us for a long time. Terry uh, Trotter. Terry Trotter. Jack Fearman. Jack Fearman. Oh, and uh, Orlando Hernandez, who's been with us for about 20 years, uh, uh, our bassist and Chuck Christensen and Bobby Hamilton. The guys, I'm sure you know. If you don't know their Oh, names, yes, I've worked with them. I, I worked with Al Kyola and I said we were uh, in a band together. Well, years I, ago. I made my first record when I was 16 with Al. That's what the, that's what the thrill of it all is uh, to me, you, you know. Remember when I saw you in Havana, Cuba? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was uh, in Havana and I, he opened there. He was with Steve Allen over yes, there. I, and I, boy, what a, what a job, I'm telling you. What well, a job you did. It was wonderful. It really was uh, quite an experience. That, yes. was, that was BC, of course, before yes. Castro. Oh, yes, BC. <laughs> That's right. Somewhere in the distance in the hills, you heard <laughs> rumbling, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> you heard smoking. <laughs> I can hear you smoking. Yeah. <laughs> well, Listen, I have have a, a great trip, and you'll knock them dead in Florida. Thanks, Ray. I don't want to take too much time. We love you, Ray. a lot of people that want to call and Andy. Andy. Yes. I'm so happy to hear God you. bless you. Keep it up and keep singing. We love you. Thank Andy, you so much. Andy, te quiero mucho. Yo también. Te adoro. Uh -huh. Te adoro también. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Uh, me too. I'm sorry to get you away, but me too. <laughs> <laughs> bye -bye, hasta, hasta la vista. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Aren't they great? Oh, they're, they're the best. I'm telling you, they're the... Uh, now and it's just... Mentioned him to, to a little you know, while ago. What shows they put on? Oh, not only shows. This guy is one of the most talented guys. He's an all-around singer. Right. He can do That's anything. Right. I agree. A lot of singers, you know, will sing and, you know, move a little and bit. But this guy can do it. He can act. He can do anything. And they work so well together. What and this, this gal is just the greatest singer. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. There's no doubt about it. Did you ever hear Clark? He was doing an imitation. Did you ever hear Clark Gable in Spanish? <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Minneapolis. We have Irv on the line. Hello, Irv. You're on with Andy Russell. Okay. Andy. Yes. You remember Emilio Caceres and all his brothers? Emilio Caceres? Yeah. Where do I know him from? He was, uh, he was a violinist, and uh, his brother used to play, uh, they just mentioned it, Cherry Pink and Apple. Oh, yes, absolutely. And he was with Presperado. Yes, right, right. Uh -huh. He played with all those guys. In Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, when uh, Media was there, yes. his brother used to play piano, and then he'd stand up and play the high E flat, uh, or, or the, which was uh, the, uh, the soprano sax on trumpet. Oh, trumpet. On, uh -huh. on uh, he'd stand up from the piano and he'd play all those high notes, uh -huh. and then uh, he would. Uh, take uh, the uh, the uh, cherry pink and apple blossom white yes and he'd hold it for a long time yes and then he'd swing all the way up to the high f and keep holding it until uh, they cut him off uh-huh and uh, another thing solamente una vez yes that's agustin lara you belong to my heart yeah you see i used to do all the stuff that you do uh-huh uh, I got an idea from listening to you, but my mother used to say, I believe biz now. <laughs> so, so, so I incorporated all that, and I sing in a lot of international languages, but I was in uh, Acapulco. Did you ever hear of, uh, of Freddie Guzman? 
The uh, great trumpet player used to do an hour and a half show. No, I, I never never heard of him. There's a lot of great trumpet players in Mexico, by the way, you know. Huh? Great trumpet players in Mexico, you know. Oh, the greatest. Yes, that's right. Greatest. And uh, the, uh, Beto Villa and Presperado. Yes. And all those guys, they Be were influences on my life. I used to sing Morena, Morenita. And, uh... You probably remember Pablo Beltran Ruiz from Mexico, a great band that he had, a great swinging band. You remember? You know him? Yeah, well, I, I knew a lot of them. Yeah. You see, I myself was playing mariachi trumpet since the early 30s. Uh-huh. And, uh, when I was in Acapulco, I sat in with three different mariachi bands uh -huh. in one afternoon. Uh, beautiful. Paradise Cafe on uh, the main street. That's right, right on the main drag. Yeah, Miguel Aleman Avenue. Very good, Irv. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Irv. Okay, let's uh, go to Flemington, New Jersey. We have Frank on the line. Good morning, Frank. You're on with Andy Russell. Good morning, Andy. How are you, Frank? Hey, listen, I'm a frustrated sax player. <laughs> what do you mean, frustrated? Same George Chiravo you mentioned. I took sax lessons off him in Staten Island oh. in 1940. What a great arranger, huh? He's beautiful. Yes. He played with the original Glenn Miller band. That's right. He arranged it's magic for Doris Day. Uh-huh. And for Jan Savage, he wrote It's a Wonderful World on 720 The Books. Yeah, that's right. Man, he's out in, he's out in Oregon now someplace. He is. Yeah. Well, he's one of the great arrangers. You, I don't know if you know, but you know that George Saravo is the guy that made that great record with uh, Sinatra of I've Got You Under My Skin. I don't know if you know. That well, was his arrangement? That was his arrangement. Really? He ghosted for, uh, for, Nelson uh, for Nelson Riddle, and he made this arrangement. Well, it's sensational. Well, school of Axel Stortle, you know. He started with him. That's another great one. Yeah, he started with him. Yep. Hey, look him up. Are you ever going to do any more singing? He's some good arrangers. Beautiful. Absolutely. He's around Oregon, Nanny, I understand. Uh-huh. Look him up in the Union book. Beautiful, Frank. To get that record, though, you mentioned, I closed my eyes, but I don't know where I could find it. Oh, uh, they haven't got it around anymore. Yeah. It's an RCA Victor Master, and uh, they just, uh, you Jeez, know... I wish they could help they, me they, with they, that. They, they file these things away as if uh, they'll never, ever be... Right. Reborn again, and it, that's the end of it. That's right. I, I go to a lot of flea markets. I pick up a lot of records <laughs> that way. But you know what's going on is that foreign subsidiaries of these firms, uh, under license, uh, remaster them. They they go back to the master tapes. They digitally reprocess them and put them out on, on virgin vinyl. For instance, uh, RCA uh, Marconi in Italy, and you've got uh, EMI London. Right, right. Which is has the capital, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, Emmy over there. Yeah, yeah. And and you've got these other. Uh, uh, Organizations and now Sony bought uh, Columbia, so you know there's uh, going to be more of that. So I, I, one of these days, yes. it's, it's going to be. I hope it comes. And, and the CD. Let's not forget the CD. The right. CD. Right. They're they're bringing these things out on. Right. I'm 65 too. <laughs> well, there's a big market out there for these uh, great oldies. And thank you very much, Frank. Good. Very good. Thank All you, right. Frank. Bye bye. My guest, the one and only Andy Russell. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. We have Jane on the line. Good morning, Jane. You're on with Andy Russell. Hi, Andy. Hiya, Jane. You remember me? From where? Well, go back to Johnny Richards. Oh, my gosh. And I was a jazz trumpet player. Oh, the, a gal trumpet player, right? Yeah, that's right. My gosh, Not Jane. too many 
<laughs> gal I know, trumpet player. I know that. Yeah, I remember, Johnny. Had this Johnny, guy. remember? How are you, James? Oh, uh, I'm fine. Listen, I followed your career. You've, you've been sensational. How, um, thank you. How are your chops, by the way? I'm still blowing. Listen, I've taught. I've got all these big guns I taught all these years. Oh, that's you, beautiful. For years, I was with Charlie Barnett. Oh, that's uh, great, you know, Jane. I had a, uh, this town has been wonderful to me. That's oh. the one for listen. Yes. Remember uh, Pete Rugolo, our piano player? Yeah, he was our piano player. That's right. And uh, you remember crazy uh, uh, Pat McCarthy that wrote Praise the Milk? Right. <laughs> guitar player? Boy, you bringing people up that I have forgotten it's completely. Pat Kay, the singer. That's it, Pat Kay. That's you right. You know, you were a good friend. Fine, fine singer, too. Listen, you were wonderful to me. Listen, I've got something I must, I've always wanted to tell you. All right. Never could get over the way you could play those marvelous swinging. I mean, blow drums. Remember that? A lot of people don't remember that. Don't remember that. But I'm going to uh, tell uh, uh, Ray a story about uh, the drums that uh, he will not believe. The thing that I can't get over is that yes. you would play these marvelous drums and you'd run. I mean, run to the mic. That's right. That's and you were never out of breath. <laughs> right, we're, we're going to hear that story about the drums yes. right after we break here for the news. More of Andy Russell coming up. Thank you very much, Jane. Thank you, Jane. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. You'll always be KABC, Talk Radio 790. Mom, can you hear me? The doctor says you can't. But, uh, I'm sorry, Mom, really sorry. I mean, how could I do this? I wouldn't hurt you, Mom, I love you. You make me crazy sometimes, but never like taking a knife, not cutting you. Hey, I wasn't on drugs, Mom, believe me. I told you I, and I'm lying, Mom. You can't even hear me, and I'm lying again. Mom, I couldn't tell you. You and Dad would have killed me. You don't know about drugs. Parents don't know. You just make speeches. Well, it's not that easy. It's hard. They pressure you, tell you it's cool. And you get so cool, you don't even know how messed up you are. You don't know, Mom. Well, I guess you do now. I just showed you, didn't I? Oh, God, Mom, please wake up. Talk to me. Please help me, Mom. Please help me. The Partnership for a Drug-Free America. KABC Los Angeles. Talk Radio 790. The voice of Southern California. From ABC News, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. Looks like there's going to be a floor flight at the GOP convention this summer. Michigan Republicans have chosen their delegates, and when they closed up shop for the night, Vice President George Bush had the lion's share of the state's 77 delegates with 36. In second place, far back with eight, was former evangelist Pat Robertson. In Grand Rapids, ABC's Chris Bure tells us the Robertson camp is going to war. There was chaos, confusion, pushing, and shouting as Michigan's Republican convention split in two. The Bush forces claimed a majority of the delegates chosen last night, while supporters of Pat Robertson announced plans to hold a separate convention. The bitter battle for Michigan's 77 delegates turned ugly as supporters of Bush and Robertson walked out of caucuses controlled by the opposing candidate. The end result is two competing delegations from Michigan plan to attend the Republican National Convention. This fight will carry over to New Orleans. Chris Puri, ABC News, Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Dole, Haig, and DuPont did not campaign in Michigan. Democratic presidential contenders debated in Sioux Falls, South Dakota last night, uniting in their attack on President Reagan's request for more contra aid. Gary Hart and Bruce Babbitt criticized the three frontrunners, Gephardt, Dukakis, and Simon, challenging them to explain how they'd pay for their proposed programs. South Dakota Democrats hold their caucuses February 8th. I'll have more after this. You're listening to the sound of a bygone era, the horse and buggy days, when people with epilepsy had little chance of a normal life. Today, we don't depend on the horse and buggy to get around, but many Americans still cling to outdated ideas about epilepsy, ideas that haven't kept pace with progress. A progress report on epilepsy. Better ways of monitoring epilepsy medicines in individual patients have helped make drug therapy more effective and reduce the risk of side effects. Scientific advances like this are successfully challenging those horse and buggy ideas that used to limit what people with epilepsy could do with their lives. Some serious problems remain, but we are making progress. Epilepsy. Find out where we are today. Call the Epilepsy Foundation of America. 1-800-EFA-1000. Remember the number. 1-800-EFA-1000. Independent counsel John McKay is investigating reports of a memo from a friend of Edwin Meese. It suggests to the attorney general, the memo that is, that Israeli officials be bribed in a pipeline deal. Meese is not implicated in any payoff plan, but there are questions about whether the attorney general may have violated the law by not prosecuting the memo's author. Meese's attorneys say the suggestion wasn't taken seriously. Just a day after the Seabrook nuclear power plant in New Hampshire announced bankruptcy, another blow has been dealt to the industry. Oregon Republican Senator Mark Hatfield says he's been told by the Reagan administration that the Hanford nuclear reactor in Washington state will not be restarted. Senator Hatfield says plant employees should be allowed to help with the shutdown to ease the shock of their unemployment. I believe it's most incumbent upon all of us to minimize the disruptive impact of this action and search for ways and means to utilize the talents of individuals now connected with the hit reactor for other pursuits in the area, such as the desperately needed cleanup operation. The plant has been closed for repairs for the past year. Amtrak still hasn't been able to administer drug or alcohol tests to an employee who disappeared after a passenger train derailed outside Philadelphia, but the worker's attorney has contacted the company. Starvation is once again stalking Ethiopia. ABC's Lisa Rowland tells us there's concern on the part of the United Nations. Special United Nations representative to Ethiopia, Michael Priestley, says Ethiopia is facing a twin crisis. The number of drought victims is likely to increase in the coming months. At the same time, recent surveys show Ethiopia's cereal crop is far lower than originally expected. This means more appeals for food will have to be made. According to Priestley, aid agencies are up against a horrendous array of logistical problems. Some 90 trucks have been destroyed over the last few months. Therefore, agencies are unable to deliver food promptly to the affected areas. Lisa Rowland, ABC News, Geneva. This is ABC News. In a report released by the Senate Armed Services Committee, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are critical of a Reagan arms reduction proposal. The President submitted the summit plan in 1986 for the elim elimination of long-range nuclear missiles, but the military leaders say the pact would be much more expensive than anticipated, wouldn't make the world any safer, and would never be approved by the Soviets. Committee Chairman Senator Sam Nunn is suggesting that in the future, President Reagan seek the advice of his top military advisors before making any more proposals to the Soviets. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. <laughs>
kids? I see these kids just about every day. I'm a letter carrier, and we're in your neighborhood six days a week delivering the mail. As a letter carrier and a parent, I have a special concern about the young children on my route. You see, kids love to get the mail and take it in the house. As much as we like to see them, it's better if they don't come near the vehicle. Hi, Mr. Johnson. Hi, Mary. Because we are so familiar in the neighborhood, the children sometimes become careless around our vehicles. And it's not just us. The drivers of any delivery or service vehicle, a utility company, store, school bus, trash pickup, they'd say the same thing. If you have young children, please remind them to stay away from delivery vehicles. And please make sure your letter carrier is pulled away from the curb before you let your child get mail out of the mailbox. We care about kids, and we know you do too. This is a public service message from your postal service. KABC Los Angeles, Top Radio 790. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. It's music night tonight, and uh, we have Mr. Music with us. This man had, I don't know how many million sellers. How many million sellers did you have, Andy? I had uh, eight, eight of them, and uh, the others are pretty good ones, too. The, uh, but eight, eight million sellers. Eight million sellers very early on in his career. Andy Russell is with us. All Talk Radio 79 numbers and in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244. 990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520. And then talk. Besame, besame mucho. Uh, hit number one, wasn't it? Number one. The very right out one. of the stable. Right. Isn't it, you know, to, to think that uh, today, to have a hit song when you first make your first record is is almost unheard of. I know, and the funny thing is uh, I was very fortunate to be the guy that opened the international market for Capital because they were just, hmm. they were pressing records in a little garage in Hollywood, you know, at that time. <laughs> is so that right? That's right. And uh, when I hit with Bessie Mucho, it started, hitting all over Latin America, so they opened up their uh, distributorship in, in, in Mexico, and that was the first one that opened up the uh, international market for capital. Fantastic. Uh, on the break here, you were uh, saying, gee, I feel right at home. Uh, I'm here at the Blue Network. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This goes back quite a few yes, years. Yes, indeed it does. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I was at, uh, at uh, Zucas Terrace out at Hermosa Beach, and mm -hmm. Paul Whiteman uh, made an appointment with me talked to me i sat in this car he says andy i want to i want to put you on your own radio show uh, on the abc network on the blue network and i says well mr whiteman because i was pretty dumb at that time he says how much does it pay you know <laughs> the first thing is i was getting a uh 125 dollars with johnny richard mm -hmm. because of playing drums and singing sure and he says this pays 75 dollars per show it's, uh, you know, it's $75. I'm getting 125 here. And I didn't want to take this. Andy, please believe me. It's going to do you a lot of good. And finally, he talked me into Bullets Sturgum talked me into it. Bullets did? Yeah, he was my he was my manager during my whole oh, career. I had yeah. Bullets on here about a year ago. You did? Oh. Well, Bullets what is stories he can tell. Yes, we did it together. But anyway, and I went on my show there, and that's when everything started to happen for me on that blue network, which is the... With a 15-minute show. 15-minute huh? show. Coast to coast. Andy Russell from Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, that's great. My theme song was Say It Over and Over Again. <laughs> and I'll never forget the day that 
I went to sing my theme song, and I'd say, say it, and I hear, ba 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 ba, <laughs> over, and and uh, here's Bing singing harmony next to me, and I look at these blue eyes, and here's the idol of my, you know, of my life. And he's right next to you. And he's right next to me, for guys. Say, he says, I just came by here to kind of give you a little lift on your new radio show. <laughs> when you go on talking, talking, and just, I was just so thrilled. He was a beautiful man, and ever since then, I've adored Bing, you know, and he had me on his radio show, and, and he, every time he sang one of my songs, he says, here's songs that I like to do. He says, I don't sing it quite as good as uh, Andy out there, but Andy's caught in sense, and he'd go on with this <laughs> whole thing, and he'd mention me every time, and I just adored him. For it, you, you know. sang for a couple of years on the old Joan Davis show That's on right. CBS. Exactly. I got all my education working with with uh, Joan Davis, with Harry Von Zell, Verna Felton, Shirley Mitchell, and all what these great, great actors. You oh, know? Yeah. And it was just beautiful. Now, tell me the drum story. Oh, you've got to hear this. And I've got proof because I've got it on my wall at home and everything. It was it's put in Radio Daily in, in, a, in, a, in a very important uh, trade magazine in New York. Uh, one day... Uh, on a Monday night, I'm playing drums and, and singing. And uh, this musician says to me, Andy, uh, Tommy Dorsey wants to talk to you. I says, come on, stop kidding. He was my idol, too. I says, Tommy Dorsey, he says, he's at the bar. He wants to talk to you. I says, oh, come on. I can't believe that, you know. And I go down there, and there's Tommy Dorsey. And we go into a, another room, a little quiet room. And he says, Andy, I want you to come and take buddies going into the Marines. And uh, he suggested to hire you for, for uh, the, the spot with, with the Tommy Dorsey band. And uh, I said, well, gee, Mr. Uh, uh, Dorsey, you know that the uh, reason I'm, I'm, I'm playing drums here is because I sing, too. It, will you give me the singer's job? He says, no, I just signed a guy, you know, for seven years, and I, I, I can't get rid of him. He says, give me a chance. I can sing as well as him. Please believe me, and I'll play drums too, you know? And I said, well, if I can't sing, then I don't want the job. And it was Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> and he just hit with, I'll never smile again, but I didn't get the job, you know? Isn't it? That's, Isn't that's it? quite a story. Yes, yes, I've got it on right on the wall. That's there. the way it should be. <laughs> Let's take a call from William. Good morning, William. Good morning, Ray. You're on with Andy Russell. Uh, and I'm, I'm just very pleased and proud to have the opportunity. I'm 28 years old. Oh, my gosh. You're too young. Mr. Russell. Yeah, Andy, please. <laughs> I've heard you tonight <laughs> yes. for the very first time. I've heard of your songs, and I, I think in my childhood I heard my parents play Best Me Mucho and others. Beautiful. But this was really the very first evening, and in a sense, I think I almost feel robbed. It's wonderful, wonderful music, and Thank you. I don't know if I speak for my generation, but I know I speak for what I love, and I really uh, got a, a tremendous sense of appreciation, understanding, and uh, something, I mean, it must be amazing to you to wonder how you can touch people in so many ways, because... Oh, you're so nice. Thank you, William. It's language, and uh, you mm. do seem to speak it, and uh, we all hear it. Yes. Uh -huh. You know, I was, I, I lived in Mexico for 18, 19 years, you know, after I left from here from the United States in 19, uh, uh, 50, uh, 54, 54, 55. I went to Mexico and my life did a complete turnabout, William, from English to Spanish. And I stayed back there for 19 years doing movies and television and recording in Latin America. That's and I've got to tell you that uh, in uh, South America, and Mexico and Central America, they, uh, they consider him one of their own. I can believe it. I can <laughs> believe it because there's a tremendous sense of, of uh, understanding when you're speaking, when you're singing in Spanish. Well, let me give you some quotes. Uh, 
because of uh, Andy's bilingual fluency, he's the only North American ever to be unanimously accepted by the Latin American countries as one of their own. In addition to Mexico and Argentina, Lima, Peru calls Russell the best goodwill ambassador the U.S. could ever send to our country, unquote. In Spain, he received the accolade, no other North American performer has ever captured the hearts of the people of Spain, as has Andy Russell. Well, thank you. That has to speak for itself. And Ray, I think you're right. You could put Mr. Russell's music on the, the new classic CDs, and uh, hey, we're going to pick it up. Oh, beautiful! I really think so. It, it, I mean, it, it just struck me, and I, I don't claim to be a you know a, 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 the average person out there, but I know there's a. If I'm thinking of of this, there's got to be a lot of young people. Now, if we could just uh, get the message to RCA Victor to go back to their. Uh, catalog uh, to the vault and oh, they got yes. uh, the uh, the master and do it uh, digitally remaster the thing and put it out on CD they'd have a lot of people buying Andy Russell records again they will what's going to no, happen thank you someone is going to someone is going to you know drum up a few things and peek up under a few rocks and put a little something out there and just like a little fish bite uh, it'll just hit the, a gigantic tug and it'll it'll just take everyone with it i hope so william you're very nice thank you it would have to start i would think but uh, sir you deserve it and just uh, keep keep uh, singing as much as you possibly can that's the best language i can think of. god bless you thank All you right, william. thank you william we'll be right back with andy russell i'm so lonely And this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. If you or a loved one has cataracts, now's the time to act. Wouldn't it be great to enjoy the new year with improved eyesight? Make a New Year's resolution today to make 1988 the best year yet. So don't delay. Call Dr. Kenneth Gordon, a renowned cataract surgeon who is trusted by thousands of Southern Californians. Dr. Gordon has been in practice for many years at 9735 Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills and is a founder of the Beverly Hills Eye Institute. He uses state-of-the-art equipment and offers the best of care to all patients. He knows how important personalized service is to senior citizens and handles each patient with the utmost care. Dr. Gordon accepts Medicare assignments, so give yourself the best gift of all, better eyesight, one of life's most precious gifts. Place your trust in an experienced surgeon that has helped so many people with cataract problems. Make this year one to remember. Call Dr. Kenneth Gordon at 272-3100. 272-3100. Drugs and alcohol hurt. Before I started drugs, I was very, very close to my family. As soon as I got heavy into drugs, I avoided them. I was ashamed. I fought with them all the time. I lied to them. I cheated them. I cheated my family so, so bad. It's more pain than people could even imagine feeling. You're just, you're sick. You're si you can't even look in a mirror at yourself without wanting to cry, without wanting to hit the mirror, throw something at the mirror. You know, it's just, it's, it's a feeling I never, ever want to feel again in my life. Get the pain out of your life. Call the Narconon program now. It's drug-free and pressure-free. We care more and cost less. And best of all, it works. Call 213-733-2200 now. There's no obligation, only help. 213-733-2200, the Narconon program. Make your life painless. 
Do you enjoy walking, running, swimming, biking, or skiing, yet you'd like to do it better and safer? Later this afternoon on my Weekend Athlete Show, we're going to look at the latest information that will help you enjoy your sports more and live a more vibrant, active lifestyle. From shin splints to jet lag, from vitamins to psychology, we'll examine all aspects of health and fitness to help you be the best you can be. So join me, Dr. Alan Selner, this afternoon on KBC Talk Radio AM 790 at 1 o'clock. 520 followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, talk. Campbell on guitar? <laughs> really? Right. Now, this is out of a uh, rather recent uh, album on our, on uh, Capitol. This is about, what, seven or eight years ago? Yes. Uh -huh. Called More or More. Right. Uh -huh. And great. Got some uh, beautiful songs in there, Thank including, you. Uh, you know, one of the Beatles songs, Yesterday. Right, right. Uh, in Spanish. Uh, yeah. The hard way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, let's take uh, a call from Julio in Edison, New Jersey. Good morning, Julio. You're on with Andy Russell. Julio, how are you? Very good, thank you. Good. It's about uh, 4:20 around here, and it's uh, probably my lucky, my lucky night. I just went and fixed the computer, and uh, uh -huh. we go out at night uh, two or three times a, a month, and uh, uh -huh. I've been a, a fan of yours for uh, ever since I remember. Oh, thank you, Julio. Eres Latino, verdad? Sí, como no, de sí. Colombia. De Colombia, yeah, huh? yeah. I worked Colombia many times, uh huh? <laughs> Yes. Aquí ya no, ya no sacan los discos míos porque todo es juventud. Everything is all young stuff, you know, all the right. young. So you can't find the records around here anymore. Right. But um, it should be a way, <laughs> at least, because, uh, again, I've been looking for your um, records for a while. And, uh, hey, you can find one with Kim Records. I made an album of the uh, contemporary things, of, of some of the songs, I, you know, my old songs, yeah. with Kim Records. They're, they're in, uh, in uh, uh, Jersey, too, you know? Uh-huh. Kim, Kim, K-I-M. Kim Records. Discos Kim. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, very good. And, uh... Thank you, Julio. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's probably my lucky night. <laughs> uh, thank thanks you. for the call. Thank you, Julio. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's take a call from Eddie in Larchmont, New York. Good morning, Eddie. You're on with Andy Russell. Hi, Eddie. Hello, Andy. Ray, I have a very, very bad cold. That's so have I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you... Since I hit 60, I don't sleep as well as I used to. Uh -huh. I listen to radio all the time. Uh -huh. I can tell you one thing, Andy. You're my wife's favorite, favorite singer. Oh, thank you. Let me ask you a few questions. Yes. I've always had a conversation. A lot of my friends. Who was the first singer in the hit parade in the radio? Who was the first singer? It was Lanny Ross. I think it was around that time, around Lanny Ross and all. Boy, have you got a memory. Was it Lanny Ross was the first one? Or was Sinatra the second one? Oh, no, no, no. Sinatra came a little later. Hmm. Yes, Sinatra came later. And, and then also... Yes. When it comes to... Uh, around that time, it was Dick James. Where was Johnny Johnston? Johnny Johnson, I ran to him in Puerto Rico, and uh, he was booking... Uh, he, in fact, he booked me into Puerto Rico at the La Concha Hotel. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what's happened to him now, you know? You know what happened to him, Ray? 
Johnny? I don't know. No. No. Johnny, they tell me he's living in Arizona. He's a golf pro or something, you know? Let me tell you. Yeah. I very, very rarely listen to the radio. And of course, I have a horrible cold. Yes. But of all the people I've ever heard in the radio be interviewed, you sound the most humble of all the big stars I've ever listened to. Oh, I just got to pick up the phone and say hello. Thank you so much. And when I wake up, my wife and tell I spoke to she'll have a hemorrhage. <laughs> and, and he's uh, discovered the fountain of youth. He looks like he's 30. Well, maybe he is. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. We all know that. He is. How old are you, Ray? <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I'm, I'm pushing his age, and uh, uh, he's got the secret, and I want to get it before he leaves. Does that tell you something? How long do you go back on the radio? How long have you been on the radio? I've been on the radio since 1945. Holy mackerel. The same out of, out of California, huh? Uh, well, other places in the West. Uh, I spent a couple of years in New York when I was in Armed Forces Radio. I used to go out to uh, all the dance palaces back in 48 and 49 and 50. I went to the Cafe Rouge of the Statler and uh, the old Astor Roof and, yes. of course, Roseland Ballroom. Right. And, and out to uh, Frank Daly's Meadowbrook in Jersey and, uh, you know, all, all the spots. You remember? The Terrace Room of the New Yorker. We used to do all these dance remotes. How about Marty's? You ever go to Marty's? And, 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 and no, but I was at Nick's in the Village many times. My God. Yeah. Let me ask you one more thing. Andy. Eddie Condon's, Jack Teagarden had a place in those days. 52nd, yeah. Yeah. I go back that long also. Mm. Do you, do you ever go to, how long ago were you at the Paramount? Do you ever appear at the Paramount, Andy? In 1943 and 44 and then uh, 46. I went in three times. Then I went to the Roxy, then I did the Strand, and the, uh, so I did all the theaters. That's got to be something when that, when that uh, platform comes, the stage comes up there in the and Paramount, And little right? girls screaming up a storm oh, and everything. Oh, oh. oh, boy, it was just beautiful. I, just beautiful. I, I used to go to see Sinatra all the time. I wanted yeah. to always go to see Andy Russell and Dick Haynes. And we used to yeah. argue all the time. I said, he's the best. No, he's the best. Ah, you're so nice. Thanks a lot. Okay, Wait. thank you Eddie. so much for talking to me. I'm, I'm sorry I don't sound bad, but I have a wicked, wicked cold. Give my best to your wife, Eddie. I'm going to wake her up now. Thank you. All right, Eddie. Bye-bye. My guest, Andy Russell. Hearts are gay when they play at pretending. This is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. We have Carol on the line. Carol, you're on with Andy Russell. Yes, hello. How are you, Carol? No, I'm pretty good. Um, I used to sing, and I was taught to dance to your music. Really? Dad, yes. I was a nice little precocious seven-year-old with pigtails. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was taught to dance to all with all the big bands. My parents wouldn't have heard of it any other way. We had a collection that wouldn't quit. Oh, I wish we had all of those now. <laughs> and uh, But I think truly that the big band music is due to come back. Oh, I wonder now. No, today the kids have have got the whole market today. You know, the the young people. The young not only that, but uh, horn players and string players—they're all gone. It's all electronic. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. I mean, whatever happened to the real McCoy? That's right. Well, it costs too much, you see, to pay musicians to come into a studio. So you have two or three guys on a keyboard. Maybe, maybe one or two, and uh, that's they that's it. They do a heck of a lot. They do all these uh, crazy things. They have that's right. uh, rhythm machines and drums. Everything's all electronic. Yeah, I mean it's about almost the same principle of that of a computer. Yeah. And then that's it. I mean. And I can't stand electronic music. Where is the style? Where is your? You lose your style, your talent. That's right. Your, your individuality. Something happens. 
It's a whole new business this, today, this Carol. What was the sound? What happens to the sound? We used to have sounds. I don't care if we had a trio. They had a sound. You'd go to some nightclub and you'd go hear a trio. Because why? Because that certain trio sounded terrific. That's why you went there. Well, you know, you know, uh, Carol, that a few years ago, a few years ago, Carol, I did a a, a, a tour with the fabulous 40s, mm -hmm. and we had the uh, uh, Gene Krupa band with us, mm. travel with us, a great drummer, and a big band, and we toured all over the colleges, the colleges all over the United States, and uh, we had the Pied Pipers, had mm -hmm. Helen Forrest, and myself. Aww. And uh, I'm telling you, we worked in all these colleges, I and these college kids said, impression. the college kids said to us, where has this music been? We just love it. Mm -hmm. They just fell in love with all the big band era. Really danced to it? That's that's right. No, no. It's uh, worked in auditoriums. Oh, you worked in an oh, auditorium. Yeah, exactly. And they just went crazy over that music. Oh, that's terrific. That's all right, Carol, we have to leave you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. Still got some, uh, some of the old records, Capitol and Decca, in the cabinet. Oh, <laughs> thank you. All right, take care. Thank you, Carol. Bye-bye. My guest, Andy Russell. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. KABC, Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word TALK. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, TALK. songs, Beatles songs yesterday, but what a new dimension in Spanish. I've never heard it in Spanish before. That's right. I've never been done in Spanish before. That's right. Great song. What a, what a performance. Let's go to uh, Marie in Somerset, California. I don't know where Somerset is. Marie, where's Somerset? Uh, you know where Placerville is? Yes. Just outside of Placerville. Aha, uh -huh. you're up in the... Uh, the mountain foothills. Yeah. Uh huh. How are you, Marie? Sierra. Hi. How are you? Andy. Uh, yes. Do you remember a Capitol album you did called Love Notes? Oh my gosh! Yes, Love Notes from Andy Russell. I right. have it. Yeah. My gosh! I was just a baby then. <laughs> In fact, I'll think, see if I can remember the title. This girl going outside, it, the cover is, she's walking outside to, the, um, to her little, uh, uh, little mailbox. Right. And it says, Dearly Beloved, don't blame me for falling in love with you. You're just too marvelous for words, and the very thought of you is paradise. They're all titles of songs. I remember right. that. Yeah. And uh, you it, uh, there's four records, and uh, it, there's oh, gosh. there too, which has always been one of my favorites. 
My gosh, I was just a baby then, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's a long time ago. And it's a, all the records are in good shape. I'm afraid to play them anymore because, the, you know, they're breakable. And they sound awful, too. To me, those 78s sound terrible. Yeah, oh. but uh, I wouldn't give them up for anything. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I always thought you were better than Sinatra. Oh, anyway. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And good luck in your future. We'll see you, Marie. Okay. God bless. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. My uh, guest is the one and only Andy Russell. Andy, uh... Are you ever going to do nightclubs again, uh, Vegas? Uh, I did that whole thing. I've been to Vegas, my gosh, about nine, ten times, and uh, I was in Vegas about two, three years ago. But today, it's just a whole new... You need big production. You need big, big... It's yeah. just a whole different thing today. So and I don't care to work two shows a night anymore. I want to do one show a night, and that's I it. I understand. You know, I'm spoiled. So, so uh, no more nightclubs? No more. No more. So uh, if, if uh, you're uh, living in Southern California then uh, through the Home Savings and Loan yes. Association, that you'll have personal appearances. Oh, gosh, yes. One show a night there, you know, with a yeah, big band and right. great sound system. That's the reason I, I only want to do my work with Home Savings. Well, that's great. Uh, now we can just get those records out. Good. I'm going to see if this, this shop tonight is going to help us try I to get those so. things from... If, any, if anybody knows any uh, record executives, especially at RCA Victor, RCA, right. Yeah. Tell them that uh, there's an Andy Russell album done in about 50, late 56. It's called The it's Magic of Andy Russell. And it's sitting on the shelf, and it's one of the greatest albums ever produced. We're playing some Thank of the you. stuff from it tonight. Thank and you. I got to pull it out and put it on CD. Wonderful. Right, great, great. Great idea. Thank you, Rick. Wonderful idea. My guest, Andy Russell. Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Uh, we have Marvin on the line, Marvin of the Movies. Hello, Marvin. You're on with Andy Russell. Morning, Ray. Good morning. How are you, Marvin? How are you, Andy? Real good, thank you. Uh, Roosevelt High School. Oh, boy. Right. Uh, Roosevelt High. I also went to Roosevelt High. Let me say one thing to Ray first. I'll have yes. your 10 pen alley very soon. Okay. Uh, all right, Ray? You're, you're going to do what? 10 pen alley you wanted. Yes. I'll have it for you very soon. Oh, how about that? And that was the one with Alice Faye. Yeah, the Sheik of Araby. Yeah, and who who was she dancing with? Was it uh, uh, Gilbert? Uh, Billy Gilbert. Billy Gilbert. My yeah. Gosh. Yeah, and she's she's singing the Sheik of Araby. Right. Just just <sighs> finished a great film just now, uh, uh, Ray. 1929, Rio Rita with Wheeler and Wolsey and John Bowles. Oh boy! And this guy's got every movie ever made. That's Everyone. wonderful. How about you, Andy? How about, how about some of the films you made? Yes, uh, horrible things that I did out here. I did Store Club with Betty Hutton, Great. you know, and Barry Fitzgerald. Then I did uh, Copacabana with Groucho Marx and uh, and Carmen Miranda. Right. And I did Breakfast in Hollywood with... Uh, Brenneman, uh, Granville. Yes, that's Antonita Granville. Right. And then I did... Uh, what else did I do? But anyway, I went to Mexico and made better movies there because I learned a little bit about picture making, you know? You no, know, your, your films were great as, <laughs> as was and is your voice. You're oh, passing you. out compliments to a lot of people that have been calling in and talking to you. Yes. You are every bit as great as any one of them that have called in. You're so nice. Thank you, and Marvin. And the, uh, the Disney film that you did, Make Mine Music. Yes. When's the last time you saw that? I haven't seen that in uh, many, many years. You haven't? No, no. Would you like to? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to look at them because they're, they're just terrible. I didn't like myself at all. I hate to see myself on the screen or, or even to hear myself. On, but uh, you sang in, that song without you. Without you, in the, yeah. yes. Yeah, uh -huh. but, but don't you think, Andy, that yeah. most people, uh, including myself, are entirely too self-critical? Yes, I am. I am very, very much so. Well, you don't have to be. You have to be proud of everything that you ever did. But funny, the strangest thing is the best movies I made were in Mexico. I made the first Technicolor and uh, and Cinemascope picture made in Mexico. Beautiful picture, well made. But uh, over here, the uh, the uh, U.S. just doesn't know a darn thing about that. The movies I made back there. I made seven movies in Mexico, one in Spain, and one in Argentina. And, you know, a lot of the films that came out of Mexico were very, very good. You remember those things, too? Sure. Son of a gun. Well, I tell you, it, and Ray, the collection's coming up now to right on to 7,000 films. You have 7,000 films? 7,000 films and over 200 serials. Listen, where do you store them all, Marvin? All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you need a bigger house. Uh, well, I'm thinking about building something on or maybe doing something with the garage, knocking one. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm sure it is. I got to go, Marvin. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you, Marvin. Bye-bye. My guest, Andy Russell. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Make life divine. Say you'll be mine. And love me only. KABC, Talk Radio 790. In Los Angeles, the number is 520, followed by Talk, T-A-L-K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word Talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then Talk. They say that falling in love is wonderful, it's wonderful, so they say. are still there, it's Andy. It's wonderful. wonderful. So they tell me. I've heard of lip sync before, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't recall who said it. I know I never read it. I only know they tell me that love is grand. Will you remember the arrangements? I sure do. Oh, fantastic. That's the first thing I do is is, uh, is memorize the arrangements because of the kicks. I do a lot yeah. of kicks with the foot and the arms and the whole thing. Oh, that's sensational. <laughs> Let's go to Miami and Fred. Good morning, Fred. You're on with Andy Russell. Yes, good morning, Andy. Hiya, Fred. Hey, listen, how about you bringing back a few memories and singing a few words of Muñequita Linda? Oh, yeah, Muñequita Linda, that's uh, Magic is the Moonlight. Yeah. That's right. What, can you sing a few words and back? Let's see, uh... Muñequita linda de cabellos de oro. One of your uh, eight uh, million dollar sellers. That's it. That was one of them too. Which one? What year was that? Come on. That was the third. The third record I made, which was the first Besame Mucho, Amor, and then Magic Is the Moonlight. Oh well, I tell you, my mother would she used to sit there and uh, uh, cry oh. tears every time she heard that song. That's
That's so nice. That was when the uh, span, uh, the, the uh, Latin that's right. was down here in, uh, in the country. I'll tell you something, uh, Fred. You know that that song was brought to me uh, uh, by a, a, a real nice lady, Mexican lady called Maria Griver. She came to me and says, Andy, I want you to record this song because I think it's a good song for you. And I recorded it. It became a big seller. Then I was at the Paramount Theater, and this nice, heavy-set lady walks into the Paramount Theater. I, they, they, she called from downstairs. I had let her come on up. And she says, uh, Andy, I have another song for you, especially for you, a beautiful Mexican song. And the song is, What a difference a day made <laughs> Cuando vuelva a tu lado. Many people do not know that that song is a Mexican song. Well, it is. Listen there, are you called Andy Russell throughout Latin America? Andy Russell. Oh. Andy Russell. Or Andy Russell with a R. They use the R, Well, I tell you, your music has always been the greatest thing, I tell you. Thank you so much. It's been fine in our household anyway. Thank you very much, friend. You give your mom my best, huh? All right, Fred. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, to Dundalk, Maryland, and Jane. Good morning, Jane. You're on with Andy Russell. Today, man. Oh, boy. Oh, you bring back so many memories. Thank you, Jane. I was only 15 back in 1946. Next yes. 57 now. But I'm telling you, these college kids, if they would only pay attention to the music their parents were playing in the kitchen and dancing around the living room, they would know all of this. I know that. I know what you mean. Terrific. I do it with my dog, my little puppy. <laughs> Dancing in the living room, she looks at me like I'm crazy, but I wouldn't miss all this nostalgia music for anything in the world. Thank you, Jane. You're very nice. Hope and pray that some guy out there with all his money will bring it back and everything else will... Well, all they have to do is go back to the library. That's all. And pull it out and uh, remaster it and put it out on a CD. I love this station, WITH, all of those that bring this music. And when my friends call me and I'm playing it, they just compliment me on my taste, good taste in music. I said, hey, it's there for you. Just turn your radio on. <laughs> it's just terrific. I want to say thank you for bringing it back. And I understand every word perfectly. That's something you can't... You can't say for the music nowadays. I know what you mean, Jane. Thank you. That's the most important thing is understanding and keep up the good love songs. Yeah, there's nothing like a lyric. And life. All right. Thank you, Jane. You're welcome. Uh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Part of my life and your music. Bye-bye, Jane. Let's say hello to Dora in Norwalk, California. Hello, Dora. You're on with Andy Russell. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dora. Remember when? When? Don Ramon. Oh, my God. Torre, my gosh. River El Monte. Don Ramon and his... That's the very first band that I worked with. I was about 15, 16 years old working with that oh, band. Oh, just kids. Oh, my and gosh. And go to the dances and follow all the bands, you know, from one uh, place to another. That's right. Right from there, I joined the Vito Musa Orchestra, I remember. Well, my gosh, well, Don Ramon and his orchestra. And, we, and the same kids with both... From one place to the other. That's right, to all those ballrooms, Swanee Ballroom, all, everything. My gosh. Remember? Yeah. Oh, another thing that I wanted to, to, to uh, wonder if you remember, yeah, I know that you do, uh, Rodriguez Brothers when they had the uh, Mexican radio station. That's right. So, and you'd come in and in the morning and, and you'd go over there and talk to all your camaradas. That's right. And reminisce about the old times. That's right. And and, and uh, in those days was when, when, uh, when uh, what's her name, um, uh, a Tesca, a Tesca just started. 
That's right. Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald, I remember. That's right. Those were the days. And that was when it all started. That's when the dance started. That's right. They were at the Palomar Ballroom. Remember that, the Palomar? Yes. That's right. The whole bit. I mean, this is when it all started, kids. That's right. When it all started. All this music that you're talking about that everybody loves, those were the days. That's right. That's when Jitterbug started. Before that, there was no jitterbug. That's the whole thing. That's where it started. That's it. Well, you All right, Dora. We'll see you, Dora. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Wallingford, Connecticut, and Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. You're on with Andy Russell. Hi, Margaret. Good morning. I love to hear the sound of you singing in Spanish. You do? Yes, very much. Thank you very much, Margaret. Uh, where would I get a record or an album? That's a very good question. Yes. <laughs> oh, you don't think they're in, like we have a um, Hartford music? They are very rare. They're yes. so rare that a place I go to in Los Angeles that deals in rare records has no Andy Russell That's right. record. That's right. And he gets calls for them week in and week out. Well, uh. will he be making any of these songs? Well, I don't know yet, because today it's all the young music, you know? No, all the young no, stuff. I don't like the young music. I know. I'm 70 years old. <clears throat> I know what you mean. And I love to hear you sing it tonight. Thank you so much. So wonderful. You're very nice, Margaret. Thank you very much. Bye, Bye -bye. Margaret. Uh, let's go to Point Clear, Alabama, and Beat. Good morning, Beat. Beep, beep. Oh, this is my old buddy, Beep Roberts. My gosh, Beep, how are you? <laughs> I want to tell you, Beep brings a lot of, back a lot of memories because remember Beep, when I was in Alabama and uh, I went to do a, a show back there. Teenage, teenage show. Teenage show, and I came back to Capitol Records. You were working with Capitol, weren't you? Oh, indeed. I was traveling for Capitol. That's right. And then you did such a great job for us over there. I came back to Hollywood, and I told uh, Capitol here, I said, this is one of the greatest promotion men you will ever know. And they brought you out to Hollywood, and it's history from there, Beep. And you came out with a record. I can't begin to tell you. That's right. And they're playing it like mad down here, Andy. Oh, uh, listen. And how is Katie? Oh, we, it's a miracle. We just awakened from a deep sleep. Uh -huh. She says, what time is it? And I said, oh, about 3.30. And she turned on this portable radio, and I heard Ray Breen's voice. Yes. And it made me think I was back in Encino again. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I, I tell Ray I'm a charter member of the Pioneer Broadcast. That's are right. you? Are you? That's right. Well, Andy was there at our last luncheon, yes. along with a lot of uh, surviving big band leaders and big band singers. Art Lund was there. and I had a long talk with Frank Duvall just before we came back. Frank is our president now. That's right. Receive his mailers, and Lenore Kingston and Art Gilmore. Yeah. I surely miss all yeah. those wonderful luncheons at the Sportsman's Lodge. But Andy and I met here 41 years ago. That's right. Bullets Durgham was with you. That's right. Bullets Durgham, that's right. Andy, things begin to happen. You open up a new life for us in Hollywood. Oh, thank you, Beep. You're beautiful. My gosh. Next Tuesday night, uh, I have a slide presentation of the golden era of radio. Uh -huh. And last September was my 50th anniversary. Oh, so I'm speaking to a group at Gulf Shores and going to really have, uh, I have your picture and I have uh, 80 slides and uh -huh. I tell a little story 
of how we met and how all you greats looked when I knew you <laughs> when I was there at Sunset and Vine at Capitol Records. Oh, you're beautiful, Pete. I wrote you a note asking you. I'd heard a rumor that you were going to be on. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't get back to you on time. And I said, well, but we just woke up and I heard Ray's voice. And we just, just it's a miracle. I tell you, I think you should start singing Gloria and Excelsior Dez. Oh, you know that one, too. Do I? And uh, we had a great thrill, Ray and Andy. We went to Savannah, Georgia. That's right. Christmas, and Johnny Mercer and I used to talk about the Deep South. And that was the greatest Christmas present I ever had at Capitol. I called yeah. it NBC. No bonus this Christmas. Mm. But uh, Johnny came in, and we were talking about Savannah. So I went back, and I shot... Um, 80-odd slides visiting his home, his hometown, and his museum. And down at the beach, Andy, yeah. there were two little kitty cats at Christmas time on the beach. And when they came into the hotel, guess what they brought with them? What? Sandy Claus. <laughs> Sandy Claus. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> oh, that's Pete. <laughs> Pete, that's... I'll say hello to all the people you mentioned. Thank you. Tell the Northeastern, we keep in touch and I'll... enjoy the newsletter. God bless you, Andy. God bless you. All right, Beep. Beep. Thank you. We love you. I take, love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. The small world, oh, isn't what it? What a beautiful man this man is. Beautiful man. My guest, the one and only Andy Russell. Era, yo soy un hombre sincero. And this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Was the year 1987 as rewarding for you as it might have been? It's a fact. 85% of your personal and professional success depends on your ability to deal with people, to inspire them and motivate them to your way of thinking. The Dale Carnegie course has helped over 3 million men and women improve these communication skills. And it can help you to develop additional self-confidence, train you to be at ease with others, to be able to think on your feet, and sell yourself and your ideas. It works. As a result of the Dale Carnegie course, thousands of men and women are leading richer, more rewarding lives and receiving greater recognition. The pressures on our lives have never been greater, competition has never been stronger, and the need for interpersonal skills has never been more important. Dale Carnegie can help. Call now for a free brochure Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Area code 213-481-0800. That's 481-0800. Fun and relaxation are just a few hours away when you play and stay at the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. Now, you'll get more for your money at the Edgewater, where rooms are just $27, one or two persons. Now through February 29th, suites, weekends, and holidays are higher. The Edgewater features fun and excitement for the entire family, with the 32-lane bowling center and video arcade. A complete race and sports book and nightly entertainment. The Edgewater's restaurants offer tremendous variety and the best dollar value on the Colorado River. From the Ember Steakhouse to a fabulous buffet open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including a Friday night seafood buffet that you'll never forget. Make the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort part of your travel plans. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-257-0300. 
the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. All rooms $27, one or two persons. Call 1-800-257-0300 for reservations. Oh, what a weekend here on KABC. This afternoon at 5, we've got trivia time for you. Our trivia radio game show where you can win cash and prizes if you've got the right answers or even the right questions. This is Bill Smith. The time for trivia will be 5 this afternoon. Stick around 5 until 7. We'll spin the wheel. The trivia categories will change. Will you take the money and run or spin the trivia wheel again? We'll see when you stay with us for trivia time at 5 on KABC. All Talk Radio 79 numbers and in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520 and then talk. Magic is the moonlight on this lover's June as I see the moonlight shining in your eyes, can't resist their power in this moonlit hour. Love began to flower. This is paradise, living in a splendor. Uh, you know, those arrangements uh, have held up so well. They right. don't sound dated at right. all. Right. I've always said that, and that's why it makes me so mad that RCA won't bring this thing out, you know. Yeah. I don't, don't understand it. I just don't. Well, we'll put the pressure on. I mean, we'll get all the people riding into RCA Good. saying, we heard it, and we want it. Put it out. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Let's say hello to Charles. Hello, Charles. You're on with Andy Russell. Hey, Andy. Hi, Charles. You go to Stephen Jr. High? To where? Stevenson Junior High? No, I went to Hollenbeck Junior High. Oh, I thought you went there. No, Hollenbeck. Mr. Heslett uh, said he knew you pretty well from Stevenson Junior High. He, uh -huh. You went to Roosevelt then. R Roosevelt High, right. Oh, I can remember way back then, they used to play football against you guys. You know, That's right. I went to Garfield. Oh, boy, that was a big <laughs> competition there. Oh, I can remember. Uh, you remember the Casa Manana in the old days? I worked there. I worked the Casa Manana with uh, Alvino Ray. Alvino Ray uh -huh. and Ray Barnett used to go there. That's right. And, gee, are, are, are you active in, in this area anymore? Yes, just doing private things around here with uh, home savings, you know, different concerts yeah. around town. Uh, not around here, like in Whittier area? And oh, yes, I've been around Whittier doing a lot of things for home around for, in Whittier, but they're all closed things that uh, Home Savings has, you know. Yes, you I got a count there. What are you, they going to send me a little thing to go to where you're at? Well, you tell them. You tell them you want to, every time I do a concert around town that you want one of the tickets, you know. I can remember you when I, you know, I went to school about your, I'm about your age, and I can remember you them days. I thought you went to Stevenson because, uh, there's a Mr. Heslett there, used to be our Spanish teacher. He always told me uh -huh. uh, that he knew you uh, well, and he, uh, he he taught Spanish there. And yeah, no, it's Hollenbeck Junior High where I went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Second Street School, you know, the elementary. Well, so I, I was raised on the east side, that's all. So was I. Yeah. Certainly. Uh-huh. Uh, you're, you're, you're on the other side of Indiana, so you went to, you went to uh, Roosevelt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was a line right there. <laughs> All right, Charles. Thanks for the call. We'll see you, Charles. To Oxford, Ohio, and Ruth. Good morning, Ruth. You're on with Andy Russell. 
Thank you. Hi, Ruth. Hello. I, I, I can hardly get the station, so I thought if I wanted to hear you, I'd better call. Um, <laughs> I uh, was in retail records for 38 years. Uh-huh. Chicago and, and uh, Cincinnati. And oh, yes. Oxford, where I am now. Uh, we have um, on our... Uh, public station here at Miami University, uh, 80 hours a week of our local r records of big band period. Right. And then we have another, about another 80 of, uh, no, not that, not quite that much, of uh, uh, programs from uh, other places. Right. Of all big bands. Uh -huh. Only thing the station does. And... Uh, so I, I, I... You like the big band stuff, huh? Oh, yes. Yes, good. Yes, uh, very much. And we find... Uh, now, Dayton is a very good place. I mean, uh, uh, our audience here is um, a great deal of it from Dayton, and there's a great deal of interest there. What I wanted to know... Uh -huh. Um, uh, what you are doing, I couldn't hear that part of it. Are you, uh, are you, uh, uh, doing a... Uh, yes, just working around here locally, Ruth, you in know? In Southern California. Southern California. Oh, I see. Yes. I don't want to travel anymore. They just called me about four weeks ago. They called me, uh, from Japan to go back to Japan. I worked Japan twice. They asked me to go back for 13 days, 12 days, and, uh, I says, no, no more traveling. I don't want to travel anymore. I don't want to work that hard anymore. We have a man, a musician here, um, uh, that you might know, Cal Collins, who plays guitar. Uh-huh. And, uh, he, he's been with many of the big bands, and he, he's been doing Australia and Japan. Uh-huh. And, and places like that, and it is a, quite a... Too much work. Do, do you remember a, a, a band of, of Barney Rapp? I know the name. I know the name very well. Well, one of uh, the men who do, does the program here used to be the singer with Barney Rapp. Uh-huh. Uh, he was sort of before... Well, I remember Artie Shaw admired him very much. Uh -huh. Listen, Ruth, we're running out of time. I have to leave you. But uh, thanks for the call. Bye-bye, Ruth. Well, thank you. All right, bye-bye. And let's say hello to Dick in Manchester, Connecticut. Hello, Dick. Uh, hi, uh, Andy. Yeah, Dick, how are you? I really enjoyed the show tonight. Oh, thank you and so much. brought back so many memories. Used to listen to you in the hit parade. Oh, yes. And saw you at the Paramount and Strand in New York. Oh, boy. And I had a couple questions to ask you. Yes. Was Guy Lombardo the last one to wrap up the uh, hit parade on the radio? No, no, no. Uh, no, he didn't, uh, he didn't do the hit parade. Never did it. It was Mark Warno when I was on. Mark Warno, and then it ended up, I think Dick Hames came in for a, for a few weeks, and then the show went off the air. Then it went into, they went into television. Oh, and then maybe it came back on radio, because I remember when I was in the Air Force, mm. a station at Sampson, uh -huh. uh, Guy Lombardo appeared there, and they had the warm-up show. That's strange, because I don't remember Guy... No, being, Guy, I don't think, was ever on the... Uh, no, I don't think so. He, he would... Uh, you know, the uh, producer of uh, that show, uh, the sponsor, um, George Washington Hill, <laughs> was the man at American Tobacco, and he wanted things upbeat. That's right. Including the theme, nah, your right. lucky day. Yeah, nah, that's nah, right. nah, nah, nah. And, you know, Mark Warner would, would really was a driving thing. And, and so uh, Guy Lombardo wouldn't fit. No, he sure wouldn't fit, not with that band. Could it have been under a different sponsor now? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Okay. Then I could be mistaken. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Dick. Thank hey, you, Dick. Did you ever have any uh, uh, communication with George Washington Hill? I'll tell you some story about George Washington Hill. The reason I got on. All right. We're going to have to take a break okay. here. All right. Uh, we'll come back to George Washington Hill. Uh, I, I remember when I had Del Charbonneau, he was talking about George Washington Hill. I'll, I'll tell you about him. <laughs> All right. Great. My guest, the one and only Andy Russell. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. All right, tell me about George Washington Hill. Tell you, he was a mystery man. You know, Wall Street would shake every time he made a, a comment or something. You know, they're frightened to death because that was a, at that time, that was a $40 million account for uh, Foot Conan Belding oh, at that time. And uh, when Sinatra left, in fact, they. They got rid of Sinatra because Sinatra wouldn't sing the songs the way they... He liked to fool around with the melody, mm -hmm. and he wanted the melody sung straight ahead. And he, when Frank went off, I, I took his place. He says, I want this fella that uh, I, I hear is at the Paramount Theater, this fella called Andy Russell. So Footcorn Bell came to me and says, Andy, we want you to take the Sinatra's place. Mm -hmm. So I come in on the show... And uh, the ratings stayed up, and they got real strong. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank goodness uh, for that, because uh, Hill says, uh, told the agency, I hope you've got this man signed up. I wouldn't sign with the agency. I didn't want to sign because I wanted to come back home. I was homesick for California, for my home. And he said, I hope you've got him signed. And they said, oh, yes, Mr. Hill, we've got him signed. And they didn't. They, they lied. So they came to me and said, Andy, we're going to pick you up for another you know, for another uh, year. I says, no, no, I, I don't want to do the show because I want to go back home. I says, no, Andy, look, we'll give you anything you want. We'll give you we'll get another raise of $2,000. I says, I don't, it, that's not the money. I don't want the money. I want to go home. He says, no, and then he talked to, uh, he talked to uh, uh, Bullis Durgham, and Bull finally Bullis Durgham said, he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to work the show. He, just want, he wants to go back home. Finally, he says, what is it he likes about California? He says, well, he's got a lovely home with a swimming pool and a beautiful garden. They got me a home. Did you want to go on to the yeah. show? Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to take a break here. Go ahead. And I'll come uh, back to when it. we come back after the news, we'll find out the end of the story. Okay. The rest of the story, as Paul would say. <laughs> right. My guest is Andy Russell. There's more to come right after the news. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. <laughs> So they say. KABC, Talk Radio 790. Prince Charming and Cinderella, Minnie and Mickey, Donald and Daisy, all Disneyland characters and all great sweethearts. Just in time for Valentine's Day, the Ken and Bob Company will broadcast live February 12th from Disneyland, and they'll announce the winner of their Lover of the Year contest. The lovers will be off to Walt Disney World Resort to visit Epcot Center and will fly on Delta, Walt Disney World's official carrier with the only wide-body nonstop service to Disney World. Are you the Lover of the Year? Listen mornings to the Ken and Bob Company for details right here on KABC. Here's Garrett Morris for a smog check. What happens when you stand in front of a car too long? You get tired. What happens when you stand in back of a car too long? You get exhausted. Now I'm a funny guy, but there is nothing funny about the pollutants and exhaust fumes. California's vehicle inspection program helps reduce harmful automobile emissions. Support smog check so we can all breathe a little easier. Now why did the chicken go to the other side? If you have any questions about smog check, please call this toll-free number, 800-952-5210. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. Mm -hmm. 
From ABC News, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. Vice President George Bush is the apparent winner in Michigan, where the state's Republicans are choosing their 77 delegates to the National GOP Convention this summer. When the committee wound up business for the night, Bush had 36 delegates. Pat Robertson trailed far behind in second place with eight, and Congressman Jack Kemp had seven. The Robertson camp is pledging an all-out battle on the floor of the convention in New Orleans. Pete DuPont, Alexander Haig, and Robert Dole chose not to campaign in Michigan. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota last night, the Democrats running for president held a debate, except for Jesse Jackson, who's recuperating from an exhausting campaign schedule. ABC's Ken Kajawahara says Jackson didn't miss much. The debate was typical of uh, the ones that the Democratic candidates have been having. Um, it produced few sharp exchanges among them, although Gary Hart and Bruce Babbitt, who are trailing in the latest Iowa polls, continued their strategy of uh, criticizing the front runners. Uh, Richard Gephardt was the primary target who was criticized for what his opponents called a protectionist trade policy. Uh, Gephardt is considered to have the momentum going into the February 8th Iowa caucuses. ABC's Ken Kajwahara in South Dakota. I'll have more after this. Are you an inventor or do you know an inventor who would like to have an invention or idea submitted to industry? For free information on how to proceed, phone 1-800-288-IDEA. Invention Submission Corporation, one of America's largest invention service organizations, has an inventor's kit you can have free. It contains a form for recording your invention's date of origination, plus an informative brochure and other material of interest to new inventors. Get your free kit by dialing 1-800-288-IDEA, IDEA. That's 288-IDEA. Even if you only have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll want this free inventor's kit. It shows you how your invention may be packaged and submitted to industry through a data bank and by various other means. It's a free call. So dial 1-800-288-IDEA. 288-IDEA. That's 1-800-288-IDEA. Attorney General Edwin Meese is being investigated by independent counsel James McKay because of the way Meese allegedly handled a memo from a friend. The memo seemed to suggest a bribe to an Israeli official. ABC's Dennis Trout has details in Washington. Though it's not suggested he had any part in the payoff plan, Meese might have violated U.S. law because the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act gives him the authority to stop and prosecute anyone attempting to break the law. And he's under a general obligation to enforce U.S. regulations. Mises' lawyers today said their client was aware of no potential offense, not denying the memo, but implying that the bribery scheme was too far-fetched to take seriously. ABC's Dennis Trout. Tonight is the night Arizona's Secretary of State opens a hand-delivered letter from Governor Evan Meekham, and it's expected to reveal whether the embattled politician will resign from office or face a recall election. Meekham is scheduled to testify before state lawmakers in impeachment proceedings Monday on charges he deliberately concealed a large campaign loan. Nurses in Los Angeles County are back to work under a court order, but they are hanging on to the salary demands that sent them out on strike earlier this week. Negotiations between the nurses and the county are set to resume later today. Meanwhile, 800 doctors and interns have walked out in the growing public health standoff. A setback for the Players Association in the National Football League. A federal judge rejected their request to overturn league rules that restrict free agency. Had the ruling gone their way, about a third of the league's 1,600 players would have been allowed to negotiate with any team they wanted to when their contracts expire on Monday. Well, it's not going to happen, and the league's management council chief, Jack Donlin, says that's just fine by him. 
We're very pleased with the decision. We're pleased with it because the, the, the union has indicated right from the very beginning that everybody's going to be a free agent on February 1st, and the judge says you're going to have the system's going to stay in effect, and it's going to be the status quo as we know it. Donlan says the ruling should drive both sides back to the bargaining table right where the league wants everybody to be. While Amtrak still hasn't been able to administer drug or alcohol tests to an employee who disappeared after a passenger train derailed outside Philadelphia yesterday, but the worker's lawyer has contracted Amtrak for him. This is ABC News. I just rented a car from Budget Rent-A-Car, uh -huh. and guess what I got? A sedan. A free Pierre Cardin travel tote. No, Budget Rents Cars, great cars, Lincoln's, Sables. Well, now when you rent, you also get Pierre Cardin luggage. Luggage? Mm -hmm. Automatic. But what if I want a four-speed? <laughs> <laughs> Call Budget at 800-527-0700 for details on how to get your free luggage. Nine pieces in all. Some restrictions apply. Next trip, I'll get a garment bag. I'd rather go in a convertible. No, you get the garment oh, bag, and you go, go in the, the convertible. convertible. Right. I get it. Theatric Ward. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. If you drive in Southern California, then you know about gridlock. It's not just something that happens at intersections during rush hour. It's become a daily driving nightmare on our freeways and surface streets. With subway and light rail construction from downtown to Long Beach and the Ventura Freeway expansion, driving conditions will only get worse. But there's help on the way when Jerry Dunphy shows you how to beat gridlock without driving yourself crazy. Starting Wednesday on Eyewitness News at 6 and 11, only on Channel 7. Thursday, dance in Argentina with the Tango Twins. Drift with Hong Kong Sandpan Lady. Then look out, women of the world make way for the men. Jamaica's wealthy resort king and Rio's boys of Brazil. And of course, from Bondi to Ipanema, the best beaches of the world will be explored from head to toe. Then rest your weary head in the lap of luxury. The world's best hotels are waiting for you. So check into Eye on LA, Thursday at 7.30, only on Channel 7. KABC Los Angeles. Angeles, Talk Radio 790. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and uh, welcome to part three of Andy Russell Hour. Uh, Andy, of course, was star of uh, your hit parade on radio. He's had eight million solar records, and he's uh, one of the staples uh, in in Latin America. I mean, he's as popular there, if not more popular, than he is in this country. I mean, yeah, you really are an international star, Andy. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it must be great to, you know, go to Spain or go to uh, oh, South American countries, and they love you. In, it's a beautiful feeling. It really in, is. In uh, Buenos Aires, <laughs> as much as they love you here. I'm very happy about the whole thing because it's such a great feeling to <clears throat> arrive in these countries and, and these people feel, you know, he's back. It's like when, when I go into Peru, I've worked Lima, Peru about five, six times, <clears throat> and every time I go into Lima, the, the headlines would come out and say, the, uh, El Dorian Gray de la Canción ha regresado. I said, the Dorian Gray of song is back. <laughs> because they say that uh, I don't change, they tell me. And, and uh, they you certainly don't age. <laughs> well, thank you very much, but... Uh, uh, I've made a lot of friends in Latin America. Anyway, we're talking about the... Uh, oh, George Washington Hill. Yes. Who I, uh, headed the American Tobacco Company. Exactly. Who put on your hit parade. Yeah. Lucky and he, struck. He said uh, <clears throat> to the agency, I hope you've got this guy signed because he's selling a lot of cigarettes for me. And I've never smoked in my life, never drank in my life, but this is, he's selling cigarettes for me. And uh, 
He said, oh, yes, we've got him signed. They frightened to death to tell him that uh, they haven't got me signed. Bullis Durgum, they go to Bullis. He says, Bullis, what does he want? He says, well, he's got a lovely home in Encino with this and with that and a pool and, and trees and the whole. And he says, listen, we like him so much. They're frightened to death. They don't want to lose the account. He says, we like him so much, we're going to give him a home in Long Island like that and buy a home for him. And they, I said, I don't want to live here. I don't want the home. I said, I love New York, but to work here, I, my home is in California. And finally, they had to go to uh, Washington. He says, we haven't got him signed. Well, everything was shaken. What does he want? He says, he wants to go uh, to California to do the show. And he says, we don't do that. We can't move the hit parade to California. We just cannot. So uh, he says, uh, Washington Hill says, he wants that. Give it to him. We'll do it from California, and the agency man, the head guy, I won't, I won't say his name, but anyway, he was so mad he couldn't stand me. He says, I can't stand that dirty so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> and we went to California. I got the Paul Weston band to conduct for me over here, and I had guests like uh, <clears throat> like uh, uh, Dinah Shore and... Uh, Joe Stafford. Joe Stafford, and uh, uh, what's the girl, my gosh, with uh, the, the English girl. I think we mentioned it in English thing. Anyway... We, I had guests and everything. I did everything I wanted because Mr. Hill wanted me, and I've never met the man. Well, I stayed on for a couple of years. At the end of that session, the minute Mr. Hill died, boom, they fired me. <laughs> this guy right? says, I'll get him now, and that's when they got <laughs> Dick Haynes to come in. But that's the way it was. <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> All right, if you want to talk with Andy Russell, here's how. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, talk. Good morning, Judy. You're on with Andy Russell. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, Judy. <laughs> um, uh, Where are you from, Judy? I'm, um, I'm from... In, in Southern California, in Orange County. Orange, Orange County, uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm, I'm from very near El Sereno. El Sereno, yes. <laughs> it's the old neighborhood. Right. Um, you go way back... Yes, I do. El numero uno. Muchas gracias. Siempre. Muchas anyway, gracias. Anyway, um, I... I have something that I think maybe I can give you in return for what uh, what you've given me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a native Spanish speaker, uh-huh. and um, but I loved your music. It stayed with me always. And when my kids were in high school, I decided I wanted to learn Spanish. I wanted to learn what those words said. Uh-huh. Wound up in the English as a second language teacher to adults. Beautiful. And now I'm teaching senior citizens to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And you know how I teach them to pronounce? How? With amor, besame mucho. With all my songs? With your songs. Isn't that wonderful? It's not with your records because I can't find them. <laughs> That's beautiful. But they love them. Their eyes uh-huh. light up. Uh-huh. And you see something that you don't expect to see in 70-year-olds. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's my audience. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, these people are really working at pronouncing uh-huh. because they love you and they remember you, too. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot, Judy. So, and I've got one question. Yes. How old are you? No. No. <laughs> you might ask me, and I don't want to lie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Have you... I, I lived in Mexico for a while. Yes. Also. Um, and I have 500 records of Mexican music. Uh-huh. I don't like it much. Uh-huh. Um, 
Have you ever done anything with the music of Armando Manzanero? My gosh, yes. I did uh, Somos Novios. It's impossible. Tell the sun to leave the sky. It's just impossible. Then I did it in Spanish. Somos Novios. Mantenemos un cariño limpio y puro. That's a Steve Allen song. Oh, and that's much Isn't better it? in Spanish. No, 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 no. Impossible? No, no, it's impossible. No, no, no. No, it's, no, but it is some, there's some others that aren't as well known, but they're gorgeous. He's got a lot of great songs. He he played piano for me in in Mexico City, but I I know I know what Ray's thinking of another song, something <laughs> impossible. But it's 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 impossible. Is uh, Somos Novios? It's a uh, Armando Manzanero song. Wow. Mm -hmm. But I, I I want you to know that also with my, with my uh, Spanish speakers when I'm teaching them English, uh -huh. there are occasionally some translations that I can use. Uh -huh. I can teach pronunciation to Spanish speakers. Beautiful. Using the same songs. Uh, did you notice uh, a little while ago, uh, <coughs> Steve uh, Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, their pronunciation is beautiful. It is. Yes. <coughs> All right, Judy, we have to go, and thanks for the call. Thank you, Judy. Again, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. My guest, Andy Russell. <laughs> I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Fun and relaxation are just a few hours away when you play and stay at the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. Now, you'll get more for your money at the Edgewater, where rooms are just $27, one or two persons. Now through February 29th, suites, weekends, and holidays are higher. The Edgewater features fun and excitement for the entire family with the 32-lane bowling center and video arcade. A complete race and sports book and nightly entertainment. The Edgewater's restaurants offer tremendous variety and the best dollar value on the Colorado River. From the Ember Steakhouse to a fabulous buffet open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including a Friday night seafood buffet that you'll never forget. Make the Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort part of your travel plans. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-257-0300. The Edgewater Hotel and Casino Resort in Laughlin, Nevada. All rooms $27, one or two persons. Call 1-800-257-0300 for reservations. Well, I may be sorry for telling you this, because if you do what I did, you'll sleep right through my entire show. You see, I went down to sit and sleep. They have the largest selection and lowest prices in L.A. and picked up a brand new Simmons mattress. Their prices are hundreds of dollars lower than anyone. And with 50,000 square feet of showroom, you can buy it today and sleep on it tonight. And it's not just mattresses. Look, Sit and Sleep has the lowest prices on sofa beds, day beds, and futons. And since I've made Sit and Sleep an honorary member of the Silver Radio Society, every KBC listener, 60 or older, will receive an additional discount. Now, obviously, you're not asleep. And since Sit and Sleep guarantees you'll love your new bed and backs that promise with a 30-day sleep trial, you just can't go wrong. Do what I did. Head to Sit and Sleep in Culver City, facing Overland between Venice and Washington, or call in area code 213-870-1374. You tell them Ray Brain sent you. Love, relationships, romance. Do the stars dictate what will happen? 
or personal happiness? Why do some people never feel content while others lead a blessed existence? Hi, I'm Joyce Jilson, and later today from 2 to 3 p.m., I'll be with you to discuss these mysteries. Plus, it's a very romantic weekend, so singles and those seeking more love, have your questions ready. Later today at 2, this is Joyce Jilson for KBC Talk Radio 79. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word TALK. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, TALK. No puedo olvidar aquella noche a orillas del mar. sensual tan excitante hizo despertar esta ardiente pasión true multiple recording right <laughs> uh, andy singing with himself there andy uh, I, I love that song better in spanish than i do in english i do too I do, too. You're but right. I don't speak Spanish, but I still love it. It's better in <laughs> Spanish. I don't know why. But uh, let's go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and say hello to Alice. Hello, Alice. You're with Andy Russell. Hi, Ray. Hi. Hi, Alice. Hi, Andy. And I, well, first of all, I want to tell Ray I love your show. Don't ever retire. Well, I'm going to do that in about five years. No, but anyway. don't do it. And Andy? Yes. Singing will never go out of style. You're the same as Edie and Steve. Oh. Thank you. Never, never go out of style. You're so nice, Alice. Thank you. Marvelous. You're very nice. Just keep up the good work. I hope we could see you on TV or something. Yes, I do every once in a while, but I even try to lay off of that, too. I don't want to do too much of that because I don't, I don't like to get old in front of all my friends, you know? Get old? Yes. The guy looks like he's 30. I know. <laughs> I can imagine. He lives a good, clean life. That's, that, that's it. I told him that on a break. That's why it looks young. I know. Well, thank you very much, and keep up the good work, both of you. God bless you, Alice. Thank you. Right, uh, thank you, Alice. Bye-bye. Let's go to New York City and Hank. Hello, Hank. You're on with Andy Russell. Hi, Hank. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. Yes. Andy, first of all, I don't remember when was the last time I saw you in New York City. You had to be in 1941-42, right after World War II. Yeah. And I don't remember if it was at the Paramount, the Capitol, or the Roxy. The Roxy, huh? One of the theaters. I was there uh, not too long ago, about uh, two years ago. I did in Long Island. I did a big concert, outside concert. Beautiful thing. We had about 5,000 people out there, and just beautiful. I've been in, in Long Island. Andy, uh -huh. all, I, all I gotta say is this: You were here before Hugo Iglesias. I've uh -huh. had a lot of your records, and I have a lot of his. Yes. But a lot of people, the young people in this country. Yes. Missing so much, and Ray knows that, of the great music and talent that we had, like people like you and Thank you. the rest of the people that appeared. Yes. And whenever you're going to come to New York this, this time, yes. I hope I hear about it and I'm going to be there. And but it's so hard that, you know, even in New York, you know, all those places where you can go, you used to be able to go work, you can't work anymore. They haven't got places anymore, you know? They're just small little places mm -hmm. and they have small groups and everything, and it's sad, you know? How about Atlantic City, Andy? That's a good place too. 
But uh, I've been gone for so long out of the country that they, they wonder, who, who, who's Andy Russell, you know? Are you kidding? You yeah. just come to Jersey and New York City, you find out how many people come to see you. Good. There's a lot of us, uh, 867, 68. Beautiful. Uh, millions of us. We're the largest population in America today, Andy. Beautiful. Thank you. Ray will tell you that. He knows them. That's right. Thanks, Ray. All right. Thank you, Hank. Thanks Bye -bye. a lot, Hank. To Alliance, Ohio, and Mary. Good morning, Mary. You're on with Andy Russell. Oh, I'm so very happy and thrilled, uh, Andy, too. How are you, Mary? And uh, and I'm I'm thrilled also to uh, be able to talk to Ray Breen, and I've listened to him so many times. And uh, being a small girl from uh, in the boondocks, where we sometimes have an inferiority complex on talking with people who are so important, but I just couldn't resist calling. Gee, we're sure glad you called. Yes. Well, your program, Ray, is just wonderful. Isn't he something? He can speak on any subject. I don't care what it is. This guy is really a, a brain, you know? Yeah, all of us people suffer from insomnia because he has such brilliant programs. That's right. <laughs> but I had to call and talk to you, Andy, because I belong to that generation who was once very young and vibrant and alive back in the um, 40s, and we lived to a point in time of uh, World War II. Yes. We were so fortunate to hear... Remember the fan clubs I used to have? One one over there was called the Russell Sprouts. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yes. The Russell Sprouts? <laughs> Russell Sprouts. <laughs> yes. But I remember the band eras. We, you, I, Alliance is a place between, um, now you probably never heard of it, but near Akron, Youngstown, Cleveland, uh -huh. and we had Myers Lake here where Artie Shaw and uh, Youngstown where um, Glen Grand Casalomas and Akron. Oh, yes. The Dorsey's and Whiteman. And, of course, we had all of you wonderful people who gave us the lyrics and the melodies of, of the beautiful songs. I, I, I know I'm not being original, but I'm saying what so many people have said to you tonight, that we missed the, the name bands and we missed the beautiful melodies that touched our hearts. And, and in the time we, when we had to squeeze a whole lifetime in just a few days, You're right. a few nights, and... Uh, I've sat here, and I'm all by myself, but I've, I've cried buckets for listening to you, but been happy, too. Oh, you're well, so nice. wonderful. Thank you, Mary. Mary, That's thank great. you for calling. You are just wonderful, and, and like everybody else, I have to say, you, you just, uh, and like Clint Eastwood, you made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of luck to you, and uh, keep on singing. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Wonderful. It's great to hear from people like that. Yes. My guest is the one and only Andy Russell. It turned out so right for strangers in the night. No te puedo nuestra felicidad. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Norm's really went after the world traveler when they came up with their super breakfast specials from only $1.29. Norm's? Norm's restaurant? Sure. I summer at the beach, and I count on Norm's. Huntington Beach, Long Beach, Santa Monica. And Norm's has their super breakfast specials. Monday through Friday from 4 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Well, what about winter? There's no Norm's in Aspen. Oh, too cold. I winter in Orange in Costa Mesa, where I know I can get into Norm's for a super breakfast special, and there's no snow. That's right. Norm's is in Anaheim and Santa Ana, too. And then there's springtime in San Gabriel. And just like Norm's in Huntington Park and Lakewood and Torrance, they have super breakfast specials from a $1.29. Don't you miss norms when you go shopping in London and Paris? I shop on Rodeo. 
And there's a Norm's on Pico and one on La Cienega. With super breakfast specials from 4 to 11.30 a.m. I enjoy the ponies at Hollywood Park and eat at Norm's in Inglewood. And there's a Norm's in Van Nuys. What do you do in Van Nuys? I don't know. What would you do in Van Nuys? In L.A., Norm's is on La Cienega, south of Melrose. Very few people become or stay successful by chance. Success is no accident. Interested in how it happens? Successful people have the ability to communicate effectively, influence and motivate others. They get their ideas across, make friends easily, arouse enthusiasm and win people to their way of thinking. Now you'll learn how to do these things and more with the help of Dale Carnegie Training. The need to personally be more effective is greater than ever. Why not join Lee Iacocca and over three million other Dale Carnegie course graduates in greater success, more net worth, and additional recognition? If you own a company, why not find out about the company classes available? Dale Carnegie classes are now forming at convenient locations near you. Ask about all five Dale Carnegie courses. For a brochure or a free introductory session, call Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., area code 213-481-0800. That's 481-0800. 481-0800. Make a memory, make a friend, make a fantasy come true in the end. Make a dream to be remembered more than anything could say. Make a child child will grow up to love and laugh and learn. Make-A-Wish is dedicated to fulfilling the special wishes of children without many tomorrows. Call the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and with your generosity, it can happen every day. Make a moment last forever. It's a gift of love from you. When you help make a wish come ABC Talk Radio 790. In Los Angeles, the number is 520, followed by Talk, T A L K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word Talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then Talk. Si te sientes solo y triste. something here. Uh, I'll show you where what was stolen. This song was stolen from something. Marihuana, que fue. 
that bridge is from La Cucaracha. That's right. <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> Andy Russell, and let's say hello to Diane. Thanks for call me, Diane. Hi there. Hi, Diane. Is it, I, I'm on with Andy Russell? That's yep. right, Diane. Hi. I live in Hermosa Beach, two blocks from where uh, the old Zucas used to... Oh, my God. Zucas Terrace. Yes. Yes. And um, I wasn't able to go there at the time. I was only eight years old. That's why. My parents uh, went there every Saturday night. Uh-huh. And uh, it was, I think... Uh, what I'm calling to tell you is thank you for probably the best times of their lives. It was, as you know, it, the war years. Yes, and exactly. didn't have much, but that was their, uh, their, the only thing they kind of had to look forward to. Uh-huh. And uh, they, they just absolutely adored you and went out there every Saturday night. And um, I, that's how I knew you <laughs> when I was eight years old. That's right, because that's where Tommy Dorsey offered me the job, you know, there at Hermosa Beach. That's what you said uh -huh. earlier. Uh -huh. And, uh, God, I wish you'd come down here. There are a few clubs around. But they're small clubs and, you know, just a trio and stuff. You know, I like the big band sounds, oh, you, you know. Like the, I know, but uh -huh. there must be somewhere around. <laughs> Anyway, do you do, uh, um, my mother is in San Diego. My father has since passed away. Uh -huh. And uh, do you do anything in the San Diego or Orange County area? Yes, I, I've worked San Diego quite quite often. But, How uh, do you know about that? But they're closed affairs, you know, the black and white ball, you know, at the uh, yes. Del Coronado and stuff, you know. And I've done some shows back there, but they're all closed affairs. Oh, I, oh, so there's no way that I could take her there. Uh, gee, would you give her my best, please? Give her, give her my, tell Mandy Russell says hello, huh? Well, I, I would just love to take her and see you. Uh -huh. And uh, I have one little secret to tell you that because I was very young and couldn't go to see you, uh -huh. and I had a babysitter, the same one, every Saturday night, and she fed me artichokes and fudge. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I got to go to bed. And so uh, what I did was sneak my radio in. This is eight years old. Uh -huh. And I had to take second best and listen to the hit parade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diane. They got first best and got to go see you. Anyway, what I, and my, the yeah. main reason for my message is you gave them so much pleasure, and it was the, the nicest part of their lives, and I thank you very much. Diane, give your mama my best, huh? I will, and thank you very much. All thank right, you. thank you, Diane. Uh, now let's go over your hit parade so we get this thing straight. Okay. According to the information I have in my little book here, the orchestras that appeared on the hit parade from the very beginning, Freddie Rich, Lenny Hayton, Johnny Green, Leo Reisman, Richard Himber, Ray Sinatra, Al Goodman, Axel Stordahl, Oren Tucker, Carl Hoff, Harry Sosnick, Mark Warno, and lastly, Raymond Scott. That's it. And those were the people. And no Guy Lombardo. No Guy Lombardo on the hit parade. No, we've got it. Uh, and vocalist. Well, they included, throughout the years, Buddy Clark, right. Frank Sinatra, B. Wayne, married to Andre Baruch, of right. course, one of the announcers, uh -huh. uh, Joan Edwards, mm -hmm. Frida Gibson, later known as Georgia Gibbs, mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence Tibbet, as you mentioned, Barry Wood, Jeff Clark, Eileen Wilson, Bill Harrington, Doris Day, Lanny Ross, Kay Lorraine, Johnny Hauser, Kay Thompson, Margaret McRae, Bonnie Baker, Dinah Shore, and Andy Russell. Yes. So that's the lineup. And no, Guy Lombardo. <laughs> we'll be right back with our guest, Andy Russell. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790.
All right, uh, let's take a call from uh, Phil in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Yes, sir. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. How are you, sir? Hi, right. Phil. Oh, uh hi, -huh, Andy. It's great talking to you. Nice talking to you. It's wonderful. You know, it's funny you're on the air. I listen to Ray every morning because uh -huh. I'm an early, uh, I go to work at 5 every morning. Uh -huh. Ray on. Uh, we have a bar bed here in Old Bridge. We better drink. I said I seen you in the Riviera Club in Palisades, New Jersey. That's right. And 1946? That's it. That's right. I win a beer. What about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, what about uh, Frank Daly's Meadowbrook? Uh, yes, I was there one night. <clears throat> I sang one night there at Frank Daly's. Peter Grove, right. That's right. I've seen you there, too. God bless you. It's, it's wonderful hearing you. Thank you. Nice talking to you, Phil. I seen uh, Jerry Vale last year down here in Morgan, New Jersey. There's a place, the Club Benet. Wonderful. And Jerry Ville, he sold the place out uh, three nights in a row. People our age, I'm 63, I'm just turning 63 now. Yeah, Jerry's a good friend. And he was wonderful. <coughs> the man, he never got old, the same as you. You sound just the same as you did years ago. I'll tell you what, Phil, I have a commitment from Jerry Vale, so one of these nights we'll bring Jerry Vale in. How's that? Oh, that's great. That'd be great, Ray. Thank you very much. And Andy, it's wonderful talking to both of you. God bless you, Phil. God bless you, too. Bye Thank you. Right. Take care. Uh, let's uh, go to Myers Flat, California. I don't know where Myers Flat is, but we'll where's Myers Flat? Tom? Good morning. Good morning. Where's Myers Flat? Oh, 45 minutes south of Eureka. Oh, now I know where it is. Oh, is Way that? up the coast. Uh huh. Yeah, almost near the Oregon border. Yeah. All right. How are you, Tom? I'm just fine. How are you, Andy? <laughs> Real good, thank you. I grew up listening to you. You did? Yeah, you, your words, your... your Sentiment brought me out here to California. Oh, you're beautiful. Thank you, Tom. You know, you, you sound... Are you from Boston originally? No, no, no. From here, from Los Angeles. Really? Yes. You sound back east. Huh. You drew me out here with your words. Well, you're wonderful. Thank you. I south of the border and fell in love. <laughs> beautiful Spanish speaker back here, and now it's my second language, but my favorite. Uh-huh. You know, you know the favorite thing I ever heard in Spanish? What's that? I hate to say you weren't first, okay? Okay. I, I'm going to put you down. Let's see. Did you ever hear of Maria Marta Serra Lima? Maria Marta Serra Lima? From Argentina. The Argentina? And I know everybody from Argentina. Seen with Trios Los Panchos. Oh. <coughs> uh, the Panchos are from Mexico, you know. An unbelievable <coughs> combination. An opera singer from Buenos Aires with a Mexican street band. My gosh. It's beautiful. Never heard of her, Tom. Tom, we have to leave you, but uh, thanks for the call. Thank you, Tom. Wait a second. Andy. Yeah. Leave me. Put me on with the operator at the station. I'll send you a copy. Okay. All right. Uh, take the call if you would. Andy Russell's my guest. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Because I'm still in love. KABC, Talk Radio 790. All Talk Radio 79 numbers end in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520. And then talk. Un día más. 
the voice of Andy Russell, and he's been our guest here for the past almost three hours, and let's take another call. Good. We have Ed on the line from Flushing, Michigan. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. How are you, Ed? Uh, you're going to be very surprised. Let's see. Tell me, Ed. Who's calling? Remember Ed McKenzie, Jack the Bellboy? Oh, my gosh, yes. Ed, how are you? It's been 40 years. Ed. Oh, my gosh, Ed. It's so nice to hear your voice again. I think the last time we were together was in your apartment uh, in New York. My gosh, Ed. How's Della? Uh, no, well, Della's, uh, you know, married uh, a very wealthy man from Mexico City. Is that right? Oh, yes. Oh, she owns half of Mexico. <laughs> now, now, Ed, is is this the one I'm thinking of, the uh, very famous disc jockey? Yes, Jack the Bell. Yes, yes. very famous disc yes, jockey. Indeed. Yes. You yes. worked in New York for how long? I beg your pardon? W where did you work? Detroit. 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 Yes. I, I filled in for Martin Block uh, one uh, summer while he was in... That's where I heard you, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, gosh, I'm so thrilled to, to hear you, Andy, after all these years. Yes, Ed, my God, it's good to hear you. And you bring back a lot of memories, too. You sound, you sound just like you did, uh, 1946. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really? You're very nice. Now, what are you doing, Ed? What are you doing now? I'm, I have been retired for, uh, almost <laughs> 20 years, Andy. Mm hmm And I travel a lot. I've made 46 trips. Uh, 44 uh, trips over to Europe. Beautiful. I went to school in Florence and learned to speak a little Italian and when I was 68 years old. I'm going on 78 now. Let me, let me ask you something, yes. Ed. When you were spinning the Andy Russell discs, what was the most requested Andy Russell song? Oh, you, that's a long time back to even remember. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet you remember. I can tell you. What were your big hits, Andy? Bessemer Mucho. Oh, yeah, of course. What a difference a day made. Yeah. Amor, Amor. Yeah. Magic is the moonlight. Magic is the moonlight. I can't begin to tell you. Laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. Oh, yeah. Andy. Yeah. I remember them all. But it's, yes. it's, been, it's been so long. What, uh, where, where is your main headquarters now? What's Here in L.A. where I was born. Uh-huh. Los Angeles. Well, uh -huh. I've, been, I've been involved in, in making videos for of, uh, art... Uh, and I've completed four things on and Andrew Wyeth. Beautiful. Wyeth. And uh, I've had such nice uh, letters from him for the work I've done. So I'm, it's very rewarding. Well, I remember, Ed, you were the hottest guy in Detroit. I remember that. Boy, everybody listened to Ed, you know. Well, I was lucky. I was a lucky guy. <laughs> I've always said, you know, God was <laughs> watching over me or a guardian angel because <laughs> I became a disc jockey with no... No qualifications whatsoever for the job. I was an engineer, as you remember. Yes, right. <laughs> well, anyway, I know there are lots of people waiting to talk with you. I just wanted to... God bless you, Ed. And we I have fond memories of our association, Andy, and I wish you luck. And Same to you, Ed. Thank you so much. All right, right. take care, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's say hello to Ron. Good morning, Ron. You're on with Andy Russell. Yeah, Mr. Russell. Hi, Ron. Andy, please. Andy, uh -huh. did you live on Marengo? No, <clears throat> I lived on uh, Michigan Avenue. On uh, Michigan Avenue. Uh-huh. Was your name Rabigo? That's right, Andy Rabigo. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember I used to go to one, one of your relative homes and punch the bag and hear you play the drums. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time ago. It sure is a long time ago. You were a great kid, and we missed you when you went to Mexico. Yes, I was gone for 18, 19 years. Yes, you did, yeah. Uh -huh. we're, we used to go hear you wherever you used to sing. You, uh -huh. You're our hero. 
Oh, uh, you're so much. So, so nice. Thank you, Ron. Thank you very much, Ron. Uh, do you ever get the urge to sit down at a drum you know, set and, I, and, and, you know, do your thing? Do you I ever do, do it that? at all. You know, I, when I left Alvino, uh, that's when uh, I was singing and playing drums with Alvino Ray, and I had recorded Pesame uh, Mucho, and uh, the song was going up, and, and uh, Willis Durgham says, Andy, I'm going to pull you out of the band because... You are getting a hot record. It's up in the tenth place, and it's then it got up uh -huh. to eight and, and uh, seven, six. It's going up to number one. So I left Alvino. I just <clears throat> left my drums and just became the vocalist with him for uh -huh. two weeks until he got another singer. And Nick Fatul took my place with uh, with Alvino. Is that right? Yeah, and. Uh, uh, right from there, everything, boom, exploded, and I left drums and never touched it again. I don't get a feeling for, for playing drums anymore. I just, whenever I hear a good drummer, I I just get so excited because... Did you never have that urge to go back to it? No, because you got to have your chops in me. Yeah. No, I, I, you haven't got them anymore. Today, they play so well, you know? Let's go to Kent, Ohio, and Roger. Good morning, Roger. You're on with Andy Russell. Good morning, Andy. Hi, Roger. I'm uh, 40 years old. Uh -huh. Sort of missed a lot of your music. Yes, you did. But uh, I'll tell you what. I've been hearing the Spanish-language recordings that they've been playing snippets of this morning, uh -huh. and I'm studying Spanish, uh -huh. and I'm going to go out and find your records. Uh, good luck, because uh, we haven't been able to find them. <laughs> yes, it's hard to find them. Well, I think I can find them. I know people that have uh, libraries oh, beautiful. of records, and I will get your records and listen to them, and they'll, and they'll help me learn Spanish. Beautiful. And I think I uh, love the clear pronunciation. Thank you. Okay, thank Th you. Thank you so much. All right, Ron. We'll see you, Ron. Bye-bye. And uh, we have Pat on the line from uh, the Big Apple. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Hiya, Pat. Okay, Andy. Yes. In 1949, when uh -huh. I was less than 20, uh -huh. I was singing in Mexico. And... Uh, you were singing in Mexico? Yes, sir. Oh, beautiful. From 49 to about 53, so uh -huh. I just missed you, because you were coming here, and I was going back to the Big Apple. Right. But I remember I sang with the uh, Hermanos Haras, the brothers. Yes, Hermanos Haras, yeah. Everett Hoagland was there, too, playing in a little place. Remember the Everett Hoagland Orchestra? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we used to sing on the radio right from the show. Uh -huh. And you were talking to Ray at the beginning of the show, and I started to cry oh. when you mentioned about on the plane that you were going to Mexico. Yes. And these people were yelling. They were yelling for Andy. Yes. <laughs> and I felt the same way. They were so warm. Oh, they're so beautiful. In clubs, and then one day I sang at the studio. Uh-huh. And the people heard me on the radio. Uh -huh. They never knew me, and they came. And I was supposed to sing two scheduled numbers. Andy, I sang 12. Oh, beautiful. It was so beautiful. Remember this radio station? Uh, we did radio from uh, XEW, XEW. Uh -huh. Exactly. But I sang 500,000 watts worth. That's right. That's right. Big that's station. That's right. Yeah. Andy, I sang in most of the border towns. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Piedras Negras and all these other places, huh? And one song I used to sing all the time was yours. Which one? The one about pretend. Oh, yeah, pretending. Yeah, hearts, hearts are gay when they play at pretending. Uh huh. You're not poor, not when you're make-believing. Yes, that's it. And the boys in the band used to love you. And they used to cue me because I used to sing broken Spanish at that time. Uh -huh. And each brother would give me a line, you know, when I'd sing some of the Spanish numbers, like Muñequita Linda. Yes. Los yes. Beautiful. Yes. Very good. Thank you, Pat. Pat, nice talking to you, Pat. Yeah, my friend. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. All right, to Anchorage, Alaska, we've wow. got Guy on the line. Good morning, Guy. Hi, how are you guys doing? How are you, Guy? You're on with Andy Russell. 
Hi, I just wanted to call and tell you I'm 19 years old and I missed all your music, but I, I do love the big band music very, very much. Good. And uh, I'm a musician myself. I play in the symphony, and it's kind of a toss-up. I've been fighting what, which I, what do I like better, the, the classical or the big band, but I think I've just decided I, I love both of them. And, you know, uh, um, I just uh, decided, you know, I wanted to tell you that uh, there are some young people out there. And I agree with Ray very much at this... Uh, the electronic stuff that they call music is a bunch of garbage. It's uh, phony, you know. It, it just doesn't sound the way music should uh, sound like, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and they're, they're trying to, to get as close as they can to making it sound like the real thing, but I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever get there. So. Isn't that nice that a young guy like that feels yeah, that I, way? I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to tell you I enjoy your music very much, and I'm also uh, originally from... San Antonio, so, you know, I... Uh, oh, then you know the Latin stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up, of course. I speak a little bit of Spanish. I took, you know, took some of it in high school. Uh, I just did a concert there with Les Brown's band in, in San Antonio. Oh, you you worked in front of the Les Brown band. That must have been oh, great, Oh, yes, huh? I've done about three, three, three dates with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Awesome. What a good band. He's, he's the last oh, the uh, organized band around right. today. Yeah, right. I'd, I'd love to, you know, um, my grandmother and I are always listening to, to the music, and uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll say, what, what is the name of the song? Of course, she grew up with it, and I know the, uh, the names of most of them better than she does, because <laughs> she can't remember, of course, she recognized the song, but she can't always remember the, you know, what the name of it is, and I, I had a question, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you, um, what, what, uh, who, what uh, how do you think the musicianship is? Do you think that, uh, as far as the players go, do you think, uh, they're better or worse now than they were when, uh, you know, back, uh, you know, in the big man swinging days. Or you mean days. here in this country or uh, uh, in Latin America? Uh, here in this country, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, they're the finest musicians were the big band era musicians because a big band guy, can they can play rock if they want to. All you have to do is put the music down, write it, and they'll play rock, you know, but the rock musicians can never play good swing music. All right, Guy, thank you very much for the call from Anchorage. My guest, Andy Russell. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Have you ever thought about the things you take for granted? Reading the morning paper, jogging, riding a bike, watching TV, playing golf, driving a car. Now, what do all of these things have in common? Well, you need your vision in order to perform them. However, if you suffer from cataracts, you may have trouble with any or all of these things. But you can change that. With the medical breakthrough of cataract surgery, you may regain what you took for granted. That's your eyesight. Dr. Cooperman has literally restored vision to thousands of patients. Dr. Cooperman personally conducts all consultations, does all examinations, surgery, and follow-up visits. Transportation will also be provided on day of surgery if you like. Now get a paper and pencil to write down this important number. The number that will restore your vision to you. Area code 213-276-2076. Open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., the number again is 276-2076. If you suffer from cataracts, this announcement could change your life. 
Now, thanks to revolutionary new developments in medical science, Dr. Stephen G. Cooperman, a cataract specialist and founder of the American Intraocular Implant Society, can remove your cataracts in a simple and painless procedure as an outpatient without hospitalization. This procedure by Dr. Cooperman is covered 100% by Medicare. Dr. Cooperman is a board-certified ophthalmologist. Call him at his Beverly Hills office to learn more about his operation. Dr. Cooperman also uses the latest diagnostic and therapeutic methods in his treatment of glaucoma, diabetes, and other eye diseases. Call the Cooperman Eye Center now at 213-276-2076. That's 276-2076. Dr. Cooperman will be happy to send you a copy of his book, Cataracts and You, 213-276-2076. Everybody is a critic, but I get paid for it. I'm Gary Franklin. Weekday mornings on the Ken and Bob Company and on Channel 7. I criticize, I review, I report. Later today, I take my medicine and listen to you. Join me from 3 till 5. We'll talk about the entertainment industries. We'll hear your reviews, your reactions. It's a chance for you to share your opinions of what's hot and what's not. Movies, TV, theater, the arts. Let's talk later today, 3 till 5, right here on KABC. My guest is Andy Russell. Andy, uh, maybe some some of our listeners didn't hear uh, when we went back on our time machine right. to uh, 1947. That would make it about 41 years ago. <laughs> but uh, let's do it. This was in the heyday of radio. Television still hadn't struck really in a big way yet. Uncle Milty yes. uh, hadn't been heard of on TV. It was yeah. before Uncle oh, Milty. Yes. And uh, radio was king. Del Charbot, my good friend, was doing the announcing, mm -hmm. and uh, this is the way it went. From Hollywood, Lucky Strike presents your hit parade with Mark Warnell, the Lucky Strike Orchestra, Lynn Murray, the hit paraders, and starring Andy Russell with Beryl Davis and our special guest stars, the Andrews Sisters. is Andy Russell with Lucky 7. Number 7 on the survey, a gal in calico. Met a gal in calico down in Santa Fe. That's the way it went back in 1947. You know, being on a coast-to-coast -coast show and the number one uh, type of show that the hit parade was. It was number one, yes. Yeah. It must have been a real thrill for you. Oh, what a thrill. I'm telling you, every time I went on the air, I just just got that strange, strange feeling that, gee, they're hearing me all over the country, you know? That's right. Just a beautiful feeling. Let's say hello to Edith. Hello, Edith. You're on with Andy Russell. Bless you, Ray, for having Andy Russell. Well, bless Andy for coming <laughs> down. <laughs> Hi, Edith. How are you? I'm just fine. I'm ahead of your day. And I'm sitting here with some sheet music. Yes. English and Spanish. You and the night and the music, and you belong to my heart. That, that's right. Stop it. One is so yellow and torn, and on the back, who is S.K. Russell? S.K. Russell. Sunny something, Sunny, uh, uh, Sunny something, Russell. Well, I thought 
maybe it was your initials because on no. the back of it. No, he put the lyric, the English lyric to it. Yeah, uh, uh, well, there was uh, Lorenzo uh, Barcelletto. Barcelata. Yeah, uh, Barcelletto with uh, Maria uh, Elena. Maria Elena, that's right, uh-huh, that's right. And you know, on the back of you belong to my heart, the second copy that I got later, uh -huh. a bunch of um, Spanish songs on the back. And of course, uh, a number of them um, that you made famous, like, um, I Mucho. Right, right. And an awful lot of them, my gosh. Yes, I see what it is, Edith, is I started the bilingual style, and they wouldn't let me go. The Capitol just wanted me to record Latin songs, and I said, let me sing some of the other ones. That's when I got, I can't begin to tell you, and they say that falling in love is wonderful, because I was being tabbed as just a, a plain Latin-type singer, you know, and, uh, and that's the reason all those Latin songs songs on your book there. Well, you know, on the uh, back of uh, this one, you belong to my heart, about 200 songs there uh -huh. that, that are listed, and I even have copies of Forever and Never with Perry Como, right. Secret Love with uh, Doris Day and Golden Earring. Uh -huh. I still brought all these out of New York, and of course, I used to hear you in New York. I go back to the days of Say It With Music. That's right. Memories, memories. Do you remember the one on the Golden Shores of old Miami Shore? Yes, I remember the song. I don't remember the melody, but I remember the song. I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm older than you think, Edith. I want to tell you. <laughs> All right, Edith, we've got to go. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, take a call from Houston. We have Sylvia on the line. Good morning, Sylvia. You're on with Andy Russell. Thank you. Hi, Sylvia. Hi, uh, Andy. Sí. Encantada de hablar contigo. Yo también, Silvia. Ay, yo, yo soy colombiana, pero nací en Ciudad de México. Oh, colombiana. Col a Colombian girl born in Mexico. Sí. I mean, born in Colombia, but living in Mexico. Huh? No, uh, yo soy, mis padres colombianos, pero soy nacida en Ciudad de México. Oh, nacida en México, born in Mexico. era diplomático. Yes. Y, y este, estoy feliz de oír su música. Me encanta. Muchas gracias, Silvia. ¿Has grabado de Agustín Lara? Sí. He grabado mucha música de Agustín Lara. Agustín Lara es, they call him the Irving Berlin of Latin America. Sí, el, el músico poeta. Exactamente. Sí, que, que, que tiene música preciosa. The poet, yeah, great, great uh, composer, very beloved in Mexico, ya. Yeah. Ya murió, he passed away. Exacto, exacto. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, do, have you ever uh, recorded anything on, uh, uh, about the uh, sabor a mí? Yes, I've got. I recorded that with guitars, with trio guitars, very Mexican style. Sabor a mí. Ba ba viva ba 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 viva ba. Yes, I recorded that too. And uh, um, also, uh, I love the. Um, that's right. Muy linda. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Sylvia, for the call. Thank you, Sylvia. Bye-bye, and let's uh, say hello to Penny in New York City. Good morning, Penny. You're on with Andy Russell. Good morning, Ray. Hi. Hiya, Penny. Hi, Andy. Long time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Andy, I hope you're back here to stay in California. Yes, I'm going to stay in California now for quite a while. I'm going to pass away here in this town. If you're any place, I can write to you. I'm blind. Yeah. want to get some of your older records. Uh-huh. Well, let's see. How can we do it? Well, she can write to me. Yeah. Write over here to KBC. And or then, uh, she can write to WABC in New York. They'll forward it to me. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. And uh, do you have a song, Just a Chance to Love You, Where I Love You, Love You, Love You? 
This is Dr. Dennis Munjak from the L.A. County USC Anxiety Disorders Clinic in the Department of Psychiatry. Along with Dr. Pat Baltazar and Dr. Jerry Bruns, we are conducting a research study using the medication Xanax in the treatment of individuals with panic attacks and phobias. Psychological therapy is also available after the medication. 
A panic attack is an attack of fearfulness which starts suddenly, rises to a peak rapidly, and then subsides. People who experience these attacks may also have phobias, which are intense fears of particular places or situations. At the clinic, all treatment methods of proven value are offered. If you qualify, there will be no charge. For further information about this research study, please call 213-226-5329, the Anxiety Disorders Clinic at the L.A. County USC Medical Center in the Department of Psychiatry. Once again, the number is 213-226-5329. Thank you. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. From ABC News, I'm Kate Dorden. Politics was making unhappy bedfellows in Michigan last night. In a showdown essentially between George Bush and Pat Robertson, George Bush won, but not without some scars. ABC's Chris Beery described. JAWS Professional Saturday 111817 Folder Saturday 1 Windows M Des F FS3 F Fibber McJeff Friday Enter Friday Beat the C Cat Cavill C Chesterfield Enter Shell Chesterfield Supper Club 4 5 Chest 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 Chesterfield Supper Club 481217 Chesterfield Supper Club 481220 Chesterfield Supper Club 481222 Chesterfield Supper Club 481224 Chesterfield Supper Club 481227 Popular Songs P Chesterfield Supper Club 481227 Popular Songs Chesterfield Supper Club 481228 Dennis Morgan Chesterfield Supper Club 481228 Dennis Moore Chesterfield Supper Club 481229 Popular Songs Chesterfield Supper Club 481230 Peggy Lee.pkf Chesterfield Supper Club Enter Chesterfield Supper Club, on the air five nights a week with America's greatest singing stars, Perry Como, Joe Stafford, Peggy Lee, and featuring Frankie Lane, Eddie Dooley, the Fontaine Sisters, the Starlighters, and the orchestras of Mitchell Ayers, Dave Barber, and Paul Weston, all brought to you by the milder cigarette, Chesterfield. A. B. This is Martin Block speaking for more than 6,000 wholesale distributors, over a million retail outlets all over America who always have milder Chesterfields on hand for you. And now here's the star of our show, Harry Como. Thank you, thank you very much. The Supper Club was last Monday night. We began turning back the pages of 1948 and running through the songs that you requested most throughout the year. So tonight, we're going to add a few more names to that list of 48 favorites, starting with... It's a most unusual day Feel like throwing my worries away 
As an old native-born Californian would say, it's a most unusual day. There's a most unusual sky. Not a sign of a cloud passing by. And if I want to sing through my heart in the ring, it's a most unusual day. There are people meeting people. There is sunshine everywhere. There are people greeting people. And the feeling of spring in the air It's a most unusual time I keep feeling my temperature climb If my heart won't behave in the usual way Well, there's only one thing to say It's a most unusual, most unusual, most unusual day I woke up singing this morning He got out of the right side of bed I woke up singing this morning He wondered just what was ahead I took one look at the sun And I was the luckiest one There are people meeting people There's sunshine everywhere there are people greeting people and a feeling of spring in the air. It's the most unusual time. I keep feeling my temperature climb. If my heart won't behave in the usual way, well, there's only one thing to say. It's a most unusual, most unusual, most unusual day. It's a most unusual Thank you. Well, Martin, did you hear our star of the week from Hollywood last night? I sure did, Perry. But you know something? I couldn't recognize his voice. That's funny, Martin, because two out of three listeners we, uh, we phoned on last night did recognize him as the star of Warner Brothers one Sunday afternoon, Dennis Morgan. Oh, yeah, and, and I bet they remember what he said about Chesterfield's, too. He said, you know, supper clubbers, Chesterfield's the best cigarette to smoke morning, noon, or night. I always enjoy them. That's because they're milder. Chesterfield is my cigarette. Friends make Chesterfield your cigarette. They're much milder, and they satisfy. Perry, would it be all right if we girls nominated another of the songs we enjoyed most in 1948? It would not. But, Perry, why not? After all, we would like... Well, because when we asked you on Monday, I said, okay, and three of you started talking all at one time, and nobody knew what you were saying. Oh, I'm sorry, Perry. Don't you know what we said? No, I don't. I, I said, said What did you say? <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Go ahead. Funny, funny, what money can do. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, 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 what money can do. Then they have it, get more of it. Unless they need it, more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, 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 what money can do. Ask the rich man, he'll confess Money can't buy happiness 
Ask the poor man, he'll never doubt. He'd rather be miserable with than without. If you spend it, please be wiser. If you save it, you're a miser. You don't want it, you're a cuckoo. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Well, when the final count is in for 1948, I'm sure it'll be safe to say that more people held hands at the supper club while listening to this tune than any other. Do you remember? There's a tree in the meadow With a stream drifting by And carved upon that tree I see I love you till I die I will always remember The love in your eyes The day you carved upon that tree I love you till I die but further down on Lover's Lane, the silhouette I see. I know you're kissing someone else. I wish that it were me by that My thoughts always lie And wherever you go You'll always know I love you Till I Mitch, you and the Supper Club Orchestra came through with some really exciting numbers in 1948, so how about doing one for us now? Well, okay, hmm? Perry. You remember String of Patient?
Well, friends, the year 1948 has been a wonderful year in the sale of Chesterfield cigarettes. Now that the new Chesterfield factory in the heart of tobacco land is rapidly approaching completion, there'll be millions more Chesterfields for millions of Chesterfield smokers. From coast to coast, the word is spreading. If you want a much milder cigarette, a cigarette that really satisfies, always buy Chesterfields. Chesterfield smokers know that only Chesterfields can give the things that count in a cigarette. Long, clean, even burning shreds of the world's best tobaccos and pure, white, tasteless paper, the world's finest cigarette paper, combined to produce a truly milder cigarette. So in 49 and all the time, resolve to always buy Chesterfields the ABC cigarette. Chesterfields are milder, much milder, and they satisfy. Right up near the beginning of our 48th season at the Chesterfield Supper Club, we planted a few notes that blossomed into quite a bouquet as the weeks went by. I know you'll all remember. Everyone knows she's a rambling rose. She's a beauty grove and wild. Birds in their nests seem to whistle their best for Mother Nature's favorite child. She's got the kind of affection that just winds around your heart. You'd better run for protection or she might upset your flower cart. I hate to disclose that my rambling rose is gonna meet her Waterloo. I let her play, but she can't get away because I know just what to do. Anyone knows you can train a rose to be a clinging vine. So from this day hence, there'll be a picket fence around that rambling rose of mine. Everyone knows she's a rambling rose, she's a beauty growing wild. Birds in their nests seem to whistle their best for Mother Nature's favorite child. She's got the kind of affection just winds around her heart. You'd better run for protection, or she might upset your flower cart. Oh, I hate to disclose that my rambling rose is gonna meet her waterloo. I let her play, but she can't get away because I know just what to do. Anyone knows you can train a rose to be a clinging vine. So from this day hence to be a picket fence around that rambling rose Tomorrow night at the Hollywood Branch of the Supper Club, it's Peggy Lee and Frankie Lane. We'll be back on Friday with Eddie Dooley and our New Year's Eve show. One of the songs will be... Far away places with strange-sounding names. And until then, this is Perry Como saying goodnight for Chesterfield 
the best cigarette for you to smoke. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Windows are rubbed, escape, desktop, folder, all tab, Chesterfield, all tab, Saturday, all tab, Norton, sick, all tab, Saturday, one, all tab, sound, forge, pro, escape. 